Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source source. for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. How long has it been? Weeks, uh, years, months. (laughs) It's the uh, board thing in front of you there. Those are the buttons you push. Thank you. I needed to remember that. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, triumphant, you know, or at least the return of uh, the Brewing Network session. And uh, it has been about a month since we've been on the air, almost exactly. I think our last show was April 15th. 2007. Six. Is that right? Yeah. April 15th. Yeah. Beer. Tax day, tax of all day. things. What a shitty day. Beer and taxes. <laughs> taxes were due, and uh, and we disappeared off the face of the earth for about a month's time. We're going to tell you all about that here in the beginning. I got lots of updates, but I'm really happy to be back in the studio. Yeah, I'm so excited yeah. about it. I turned my uh, uh, phone off, actually. I'm not no. texting on, at, on the show at all. It's not even on silent? It's like, not, it's off? Uh, actually, it's on silent. Sorry. <laughs> so you didn't, you're not really <laughs> so going to do that. I can still that. receive, but it's, you know, it's a different <laughs> level. It's not vibrating in yeah. your pocket. Uh, Doc, how do you feel? Happy to be here? Oh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. All right. It has been a while. Uh, Doc needed the break, too, because his family was going to leave him. So <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing the damn radio show again? Yeah. Like, how many times do we have to do the radio show in a month? Well, four. Quite a reminder that it had been. <laughs> that is that it was about that long. All right. Well, welcome everybody, and we're really happy to be back. I'm going to tell you about uh, why we needed the break. Although I posted some of that in the forum, I get surprised about how many people don't actually um, read the the forum. forum. Yeah. Because about three weeks into our break, I started getting emails like, 
hey, are you guys still around? <laughs> yeah. And I just sort of assumed that everybody would see the postings and on the website and all that. And I think that was a bad assumption. Uh, my wife, I was telling her, yeah, it's been a month since we've done. That just seems like a couple of weeks. And like, no, it's been like four weeks. And she's, no, I can't be that. Like, Look, you gotta do that show tonight. And like, you know, there's people ready to put the tube in their mouth and pull the trigger if we don't go back on. <laughs> we must come back. But Doc, you actually told her that you were doing shows though, so you. Oh. <laughs> I know. I kind of stumbled on that. Whoa! One. <laughs> Did you? Oh, just that one. Oh, that's right. Because that's why she said it's only been a couple of weeks. Yeah, but it had still been. It had been four weeks since that was that first one. Yeah, that's. True. I hope I didn't out you there, but you did call it out. <laughs> yeah. well, well, she I, almost, I almost blew it. Today. She doesn't listen, so she. We can talk about it on the air. She. She'll never know if we mention it here. But yeah, you going back? What do you mean? I haven't been. We haven't done the I show get, for six weeks. What? I, rem- I think I remember that night. <laughs> Limousine. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, uh, it was a good time though, and uh, uh, I'm glad that you know. You got a little break, not only from the show, Doc, but also from the family for like a weekend. (laughs) So that was good for you. All right. Well, we are happy to be back. Like I've said, we got a great show planned for you today. Wanted to come back with a good one. And we are going to try to tighten up our format a little bit, which doesn't mean we're going to shorten our shows any. That would just be ridiculous. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. But I just, uh, we, we need some, a uh, little more, uh, organization in terms of getting our sponsors, uh, some mentions and, uh, making sure that we get enough content in here for you guys, uh, in the shows that we do, uh, do. And I'm going to tell you why we need to kind of cram it into shows here in a little while. Today's show, we've got Randy Thiel, the brewmaster from Amagang, from Brewery Amagang out there in uh, New York. And that is really an awesome, awesome guest for us. Yeah, it's, it's, he's a great guy. He, he's a really good guy, an amazing brewer, and, you know, arguably the best Belgian brewer in, in the U.S., uh, at least in terms uh, of the fact that they don't brew anything at Amagang other than bottle-conditioned Belgian-style ales. So uh, he's obviously in good practice when it comes to Belgian beers. So we're going to be talking to him uh, probably right around 5.30, you know, in that area. And uh, get your... You know, Belgian questions ready because the guy's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, he's a, he's kind of a guy that flies under the radar too. I I've never met him. Uh, the first time I saw him was on the was on the video uh, on on your uh, on your website. Yeah, and uh, he's he's great. He's a great speaker and. Uh, yeah, it really knows his stuff, and that brewery is just amazing. It I is. Mean, you know, and I was like, I've never been there. When I saw you were out there, and I was like, oh, I got to get out there. Yeah, it is a very cool brewery in a cool location, uh, Cooperstown, New York, right near the Baseball Hall of Fame, which makes it kind of a good deal too. You can see something else there while you're there. Uh, the other thing is. Um, like Sean just mentioned, if you want to get yourself ready to be able to ask Randy some questions about Brewery Gang and you haven't seen it yet, go to our, our video page right there on the brewingnetwork.com, hit the video tab at the, near the top of the page, and it is part one of our New York trip. And, uh, we went to Armageng, we went to Six Points in Brooklyn, and we went to Brooklyn Brewery. And the other two parts are being worked on now, but Armageng is up there already. So, uh, check out the video if you want, and you got a little time. It's about a 20 minute video, yeah, I think. It's awesome. I mean, I text. I watched it right when you told me it was up, and I was just, I was blown away. Cool. Like the second time I've said blown away so far. We're only like eight minutes into the show. Hey, that's good. When we get later in the show, you just be say I was blown and no, uh, away. It tends to happen. Hopefully. Of course, uh, the great Sean O'Sullivan is hanging out with us. That's you here and now. We got Doctor Scott back in the studio, and Stephanie 
is your chat moderator today. How's it going over there, Stephanie? It's good. Yeah? Everyone's really excited. They're being nice yeah, to you? Yeah, they're being nice. Everyone's being nice. They're not drunk yet. Oh, that's good. No, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephanie's going to man the chat room for us, which brings me to uh, the first part of us uh, updating you about what we've been doing all this time away. Uh, interns are in the works. It takes a little more time than I was originally led to believe. They're going through a selection process at the local college to figure out who I get to interview and and so what, do we get to pick from a couple of them? Yeah, I'm gonna try to line up, you know, a few, and we're gonna pick them up, like on the air. Like we're gonna do all yeah. the interviews on the air. That'd I mean, good. I think that's the way to do so it. So what did you expect? Like you just call the school up and they would just, you Send know, somebody somebody like interns are us, and they would just show up in a you know small yellow bus and we're yeah. here, Justin. I didn't know. Is that not how it's supposed to go? No, I actually originally I thought it would be very difficult and. Then they said, oh, no, it's a piece of cake. Just send us a piece of paper that talks about, you know, what it is you guys do. <laughs> and so I sent that, and then they said, okay, now it's a little more complicated, actually, because we just want to make sure that we get people, um, you know, who would be good for what you're doing. Because the audio program there is just that. It's only an audio program. It's not really a broadcasting program at the local school. So uh, they want to get us people who are interested in, in the broadcasting part of it. You know, little do they know, I'm not going to let them do shit except for run the chat room and answer the phone. <laughs> Bring me my but, coffee! Uh, yeah, exactly. So, interns uh, are on the way. Uh, hang in there, everybody. And like I just said, we'll be doing the selection process on the air, and you folks will be able to help us do that as well. Uh, before I move on to any other announcements, we got our first phone call of our time back. We've got JP on the line, who should be here. <laughs> what a wanker. JP, what's happening? Hey, what's up? What do you mean your first phone call? It's already like 5.08. Yep, so it's the first phone call, JP. Oh, man. <laughs> you, got, you got losers for listeners, and if this is the first phone call... I actually, I think, one? I think we actually rejected a couple of phone calls uh, due to content, and we almost rejected you, but I don't know, Stephanie was feeling nice, I guess. She never told you who it was. Yeah. I guess she's used to feeling sorry for people because she hangs around Sean so much. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and so it begins. Clean me! Uh, what's the word, JP? So, not much, man. Uh, we're hanging out in Reno here with uh, Mike White here. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, very nice. Reno uh, is a horrible place, and I want to believe it as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you even went. You should be here. You could have gone tomorrow well, morning, too, and been here. You know, I, I felt really out of place. I don't have my Dale Earnhardt shirt, or, <laughs> and, I, and I have all my teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you might want to go pick up a get Dale a Earnhardt shirt. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I just call and say hi and bother you and see uh and say hey, good to be back on the air. Hey, thank you for that. And um I, I there's a rumor that lunch meet might even be back uh, this what? coming Friday. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. Don't hold I like hear, I like hearing rumors about that. Yeah, don't hold me to that. I like how the rumor we're both the hosts of the show and they're just rumors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't even think you why started that rumor. I think someone else started it too. Yeah. Neither one of you have heard before. It's true. Uh, JP, are you kind of loaded right now? Because uh, you've been talking now, and uh, it, and Justin's the one that mentioned lunch meat. You never even brought it up. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Well, you know, oh, Sean, are you referring to the show that airs uh, every other Friday at noon on uh, thebringnetwork.com? Hey, we worked, um, we yeah, worked out pretty well. It's a great, yeah, I've been kind of having a few beers all day. And all right. Sitting here and enjoying the beer, and, um, you know. 
Sure. All right, sounds good. I, look, I gotta go. But thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the call. And uh, we miss you. You know. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you handled that like he was a telemarketer at the end there. That was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Listen. Thanks for the offer. I've already got long distance. Okay. That was the great JP. Uh, I just. I'll tell you what. We got a lot to get through today, and I just need to keep moving it along because uh, I want to keep you guys uh, up to date. And then we got to get to uh, Randy Thiel from Brewery Almagang. Um let me tell you about our, our little break here, everybody. I bet half the Brewing Network doesn't even know what the hell happened at the break. Uh, but essentially, <laughs> what was going on is, uh, you know, we were getting behind on all sorts of things and also getting more work all at the same time. Uh, the Craft Brewers Conference was very good for us um, in terms of just meeting a lot of people. And uh, I'll tell you what, even I'm surprised at how many people are excited about the Brewing Network. People I've never met, uh, a lot of people in the industry um, have just heard about it from other people. Yeah, you know, people were walking up because I was out there as well. We were hanging out a lot and people were uh, walking up to you and just saying, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I listened to your show. Uh, there was a couple guys. There was Dave, uh, I don't know what his online name is, um, from Atlanta and yeah. uh, works for a distributor out there and we hung out quite a bit actually. Um, and yeah, it was great. Yeah. Even, awesome trip. Even industry folks are taking note of the show. You know, it used to be that I would call people and, and introduce myself and they had never heard of the Brewing Network. I had to tell them about it, the whole thing. Now I call and uh, people go, oh yeah, they've at least heard of the Brewing yeah. Network and a lot of people have listened to it before. So I was just that sort of energy and buzz been going on and we had to uh, get things ready to uh, be able to, you know, kind of keep up with that so i decided you know the only the only way we could do that is to take a little break and catch up on the stuff that we hadn't gotten done and and get our sponsors in order and and come back with a bang so that's really what we did and i've got some new audio for you you're going to hear it today uh, during the show a couple of new features that you're going to find out a, a competition and and uh event calendar so we can keep you guys up to date of things that are happening in the homebrew world you'll hear that later in the show um you're going to start hearing in the coming weeks weeks from uh, a couple of new sponsors. We're going to be doing some new podcasts in the next couple of weeks. Everyone's been asking me to update the store with merchandise, which uh, I have done, although um, the page is still down. I think it's going to open up tomorrow. So um, tomorrow I'll have books in the store, which is a new feature for us. You can buy all of your brewing books uh, that you normally get um, you know, from, from brewery shops and all sorts of stuff like that. If you want to support the Brewing Network, you can get them right through the brewingnetwork.com store. And one special feature about that is that the Jameel book, which isn't due out until November... You can buy pre-sale starting tomorrow oh, on, wow. on the Brewing Network store. Now... It's available for pre-sale elsewhere, like on Amazon, for example. And by the way, nobody can compete with What's that, Amazon? With what Amazon? What is that? Is that some price. store thing? Nobody can compete with their price because they hose all of the authors and everybody else. They're like the Walmart of online stores, and they really like to stick it to uh, publishers and authors. So I'm not going to tell you I'm anywhere near the Amazon price, and if you'd like to go buy it there, you know, go right ahead. Just know that you are neither supporting the author or, of course, the Brewing Network. Instead, you could buy Jamil's new book, which comes out in November, at our store, and you'll get a signed copy if you do. I think the price wow. is uh, $19.95. Jamil's going to sign it for you personally. I think we set up a deal where if you pay a little more, like $21.95 or something, he'll he'll personalize the signature. Like, hey, asshat, thanks for, <laughs> you know, enjoy the book. You know, whatever you want him to say. Good luck brewing. <laughs> yeah, you know, things like that. The Pope. To another awesome brewer. <laughs> that puts me to shame. 
<laughs> stuff like that, yeah. you know. So you could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, kind that'd, of be, that'd be a great gift too. I think so because you know Fourth uh, of July is right around the corner, <laughs> and why not give somebody a Jamil book on the Fourth of July? <laughs> so that'll be in our store beginning tomorrow, uh, among a few other books. The other thing is you'll be able to pre-order BN Army t-shirts. We have brand new nice. BN Army t-shirts. Um, we did pretty good about selling out our Brewing Network shirts over a you know distinct period of time, and now <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be offering our new BN Army t-shirts. And listen. It, you guys are going to love these things. They are so cool. I mean, the artwork on these is so cool. Uh, listener, forum user, Brains Tasty is uh, the guy who's the brains behind the artwork, and he did just an awesome job. So we're going to have uh, one design available uh, in the store for pre-order because they're being made right now. So if you'd like to pre-order them, go ahead and do that. Uh, or you can wait till we have them in stock, too. That's fine. And uh, new designs are also in the works. So lots of stuff in the store. We had to get that done. Jesus. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was a busy... Take a breath right now, will you? It was a busy time. The other thing I told you before we took the break is that we were looking not only for interns, but the show needed a producer. And we've got a producer in training. <laughs> not just an executive producer. I don't know. Yeah, not to, executive producers don't really do anything. No, they don't. I just want to say that right now. That they're like... I mean, they do a lot of behind, like behind, behind, behind the scenes stuff. A lot of lunches. <laughs> a lot of lunches, you know. Sometimes they finance things, so. Yeah. Or find somebody to yeah. put the bill. So what's an ex- uh, a producer in training? That sounds like yeah. you pretty much. Well, it basically means that I'm not sure if this guy's going to be our producer oh, okay. or not yet. And, uh, we, we're going to have to go through a little bit of a, uh, of a hazing. test. Of a, a hazing, a test period. And also, he's got some things going on, uh, in his career right now that he's, you know, he's got to quit his job and stuff. Uh, so we'll, oh, wow. no, that's not going to happen. But uh, let me but introduce could. you to our uh, future producer, right now producer in training, uh, training uh, Chad, the producer. Chad, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, glad to have you uh, aboard. Hey, glad to be a part of it. Now, a lot of what Chad's going to be doing, you know, you folks at home aren't going to see. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff we're going to have you do. A lot of working with the guests. Chad's a very personable guy, good at uh, working with people. So he's going to be doing some booking and some interaction with our guests when they get here. Picking up people at the airport. Hot chicks. Yeah. Oh. You know, stuff that I don't want to do. Like, I love meeting the guests, <laughs> but I don't really want to be bothered. Like, I'd rather them stay outside the studio until showtime and not have to talk to anybody. Yeah, so put them in the green room. It could be like I'm as you just walk by. Like, Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'd really like. Now, what is this you do here? Like, after the show, it's fine, because then I'm kind of drunk and I'm happy to talk to people. But before the show, you know, I don't care. You're a social misfit. <laughs> yeah. So Chad's going to take care of things like that. and Keep uh, them off your back. Yeah. And, uh, and and lots of other things, too. Mainly, Chad, uh, you're going to take the brunt of the blame for what goes wrong on the show. <laughs> oh, to be expected. Yeah. Like, for example, right now, everybody blames me for everything that happens. And I've always kind of taken that. And now I'm just going to pass it along to you. So now Chad's the new ass. I've got big shoulders. <laughs> yeah. That's good. He does. So other than when I'm, like, yelling at Chad for things that he screwed up, <laughs> we're probably not going to hear too much from him on the air. Um, he's he's going to have a lot of work to do uh, aside from that. So uh, He'll be busy getting us beer and stuff. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> Anything for you, Doc. Good. Now, you just started just that clear. You just started homebrewing again, too. Is that right? That's right. Doing my second Pliny, second time around. Very nice. <laughs> Love the Pliny. Guy goes to... Yeah, he, he brewed on my equipment uh, you know, a few months ago. He does a Pliny. He goes to the homebrew shop the other day, and uh, I tell him what to get. I was like, "I'll oh, get a you know, get a nice amber, get something, uh, you know, something for something the summer. Get, get yeah. a Kolsch, something for the summer." He call. He comes home. He's like, oh, "I 
Yeah, I got Pliny. <laughs> he drinks Pliny all the time. Why wouldn't he get Pliny? Constantly. He's, he's like a, a Pliny maniac. Amber next week. Okay. Deal? You going to brew every week now? Uh, try to. We've yeah. got a ton of empty kegs back there. See, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are mine. I'm kind of thinking you should be doing shit in here so I can be out there brewing. <laughs> all right. All right. Actually, we were we'll hanging out. out something. The, we were hanging out the other night. He called you and asked you about, like, some question about brewing. What was that all about? Yeah. Anyway, you, uh, trying like, to figure out how many. The, what, what are these yeah. hops? He's still, he know, you know how to brew. You just, you still, like all of us, you still need every now and then. That's second to f- opinion. Figure out a couple calculations. That's right. I don't know what the fuck he called me for. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have, my, didn't have my number. That's your first mistake right there. <laughs> uh, so anyway, a home brewer and a beer lover extraordinaire from the East Coast originally. That's right. Where are you from out there? Connecticut, originally. Hey, I've living in Vermont the last five years, though. So Okay. Love the weather out here, I can tell you that. Winter's in Vermont, forget it. Yeah. It sucks. Summer's in Vermont? Beautiful. Humid, buggy. That's the only bad That's part. beautiful? Screw that. Well, they are beautiful. Fall? That doesn't sound very good. Fall colors, beautiful. <laughs> all right, so That's all it's got going for it. You, you know a lot about Vermont. Okay, we got that. Check. Okay, next. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> Chad's actually already taken a lot of the blame in the chat room for Daniela leaving. Oh. So Ooh. Really? They're starting. Yeah, that's probably, there's some truth to that, probably. <laughs> why do they think that? And talk into uh, the microphone, will you? Oh, sure. Um, I don't know why they think that. They're all just saying it. Good. Dude, start throwing blame now. <laughs> That's fine. That's what Chad's here for, That's man. That's exactly right. You'd bring you're, it on. You know, Justin, you're a freaking genius. See what I'm saying here? If today's comeback show bombs, you guess whose fault that exactly. is. <laughs> Chad's fault. I'm ready. This man is going places. <laughs> He's going down. All right, go do something, Chad. I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, why don't you uh, get a hold of Randy for me and uh, tell him 15 minutes or so. You know, we homebrewed during the break for the first time. I did, actually, in like 15 years. Really? Yeah. What it did you a, brew? Um, I brewed, I don't know what it was, but I had Roger Miami. and uh, Christian over at my house. We had a big barbecue at my house, and uh, yeah. I just uh, bought a couple of the uh, White Labs 550 uh, Belgian yeast and uh, threw together this recipe. It's was, it was basically a multi Belgian beer, whatever. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it was kind of funny because you have these like brewers standing around, and we were also smoking some meat and all. That was great. And uh we uh, and apparently uh, actually uh, Steve, my old assistant, brought some uh, hops that he had grown in his backyard, and Throw we just in. we were just throwing shit in there. It was just pretty funny, actually. Smoking. Very very low key. Smoking meat, doc. Smoking meat. meat. So you want to know? Something, so I was there watching that too. You want to know something funny, Sully? So Sully just said that they're like throwing in hops willy nilly, right? Well, I got to tell you that every time you left to go do something in the kitchen or whatever. They threw in even more That's hops. I expected that. So forget that that thing is going to be a multi-Belgian ale. Yeah. That it's it's going to be a, a Pliny, Pliny the Belgian. Pliny the Belgian. Yeah, but I mean, come on. How those hops that Steve brought? I mean, not to get too into it, but no, they, they were grown they, in Oakland. Yeah, but that's not all they threw in oh, there. Oh, really? They took like every bag of hops that you had <laughs> and threw it into that beer. <laughs> and boy, were we laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tasted I haven't done anything with it yet, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, See, back to home. That'll be it. fun. All right, uh, so I got some more announcements for you, too. Um, how about some anniversary show updates? That's coming up yeah. really quick now. June 3rd at the Bistro in Hayward. Everybody knows that. And I've told you some of the things that are happening. I told you Cold Hot Crash is going to, uh, they're going to close That's the show. Awesome. They're our headlining act uh, there. And uh, how about, uh, here's, I, I think, probably our biggest surprise. I'm just going to throw it out right now. Uh, a special feature for you guys. There will be a brewing network Band, The Session Band. The Session Band. Wow. That's right. Uh, members of the Brewing Network, myself, Doc, JP, John Plisse, 
the emerging gangster rappers Push and Sven are going to come up and perform. Uh, we are all going uh, to be wow. the Brewing Network band. It is going to be, uh, we've got a, probably an hour's worth of music to play for you guys as the Brewing Network band. And it's going to be a lot of your Brewing Network favorites performed live by the hosts of your show. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah, we're kind of stoked about that. I've been holding on to that one for a while, making sure that we could get it together enough yeah. to play. We've, we got it together, Doc. Yeah, it uh, was really fun. So a uh, couple rehearsals under our belt, maybe a couple more coming. And uh, that's one, for me, that's going to be the most fun at the anniversary show this year is that we get to, I haven't performed in a long time. I used to be in bands uh, for years. And I'm looking forward to getting back up there and, uh, you know, playing behind a, uh, with a full band. We're going on uh, early? We're going to go on semi-early. We're on right in the middle. Now, I had an opening act. They have since uh, backed out. Well, they broke up. <laughs> so, um, that's Chad's fault. So I don't know if we're going to have an opening act. You know, we're still going to do the. We're, we're going to broadcast the show like normal too. So uh, that's probably just going to be the opening act. We'll take a break, and then the session band will jump up there and and play for an hour, and then we'll do some more radio show, and then we'll get uh, your headliners, Cold Hot Crash, performing for about forty minutes or so, and then we'll finish the night with a little more radio show. Yeah, that'd be awesome because uh, the first anniversary show, which was at the Twenty First Amendment at Five Six Three Second Street, um, thank you. They uh, <laughs> the last hour of that show was ridiculous, so it'll be nice to have like a nice because ba- those guys are awesome to play, and then come back and we wrap it up, you know, with some exactly you know drunkenness. Well, and that's really what I feel like. It'll like quality to the show is what I'm saying. I mean, when we broadcast the last show for like four hours, yeah. you know, I think that listeners who couldn't be there enjoyed it to a degree. But I think what it ends up sounding like is, wow, they sound like they're having a really good time. And I'm sitting here at my computer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I just I just think that maybe a little more entertainment and they can interact among themselves. They don't have to pay attention to us just getting drunk and acting retarded for four hours. They'll just have to listen to that for about two and a half hours. We're going to try to have a live video. Yes. The pro- I'm having a problem with the internet connection out there, but yes, it is in the works that there will be a, a stage camera so you can see the band, so you'll see just what everybody else is seeing, and then also uh, uh, kind of a, a roving a monkey camera, cam. The monkey cam, exactly, yeah. so you can see what's happening. Well, I heard, I've, I've actually seen online, it sounds like several of the listeners will be coming out. It does look like it. In fact... Um, Bub. You know, I got a feeling that we're going to be, uh, it's going to be really packed. Like, yeah. we're going to be like sardines in there. It's going to be cozy. So everybody, I think you ought to wear your pants at this event. (laughs) And deodorant. Yeah. At least at first. Uh, There's tons of people coming out for it. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was really looking like that. A lot of listeners. Yeah. Tons of listeners. They're curious about the band. Is Bob going to do the 12-hour turnaround? Yeah. They 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 want to know what (laughs) instrument you play. Uh, You want to see that, ladies? I play the accordion. (laughs) (laughs) The skin flute. I was going to say that. Is there a contest (laughs) that night? I'd beat you to it. No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, we were talking about doing the craft brew versus homebrew, and I was talking to Vic. He's the owner of the bistro down there. And I gotta say, man, the logistics of that thing, uh, given all the other stuff I had to get done around here, you know, it would just be half ass if we did it, and I don't want to do that. So, uh, I'm gonna work with Vic on doing that another time, though. We mm-hmm. definitely talked, he was, he was pretty excited about it. Sean was real excited about it, yeah. too. So I'm gonna get kind of a core committee together, and we're gonna work on that competition for a different time, uh, maybe another festival. Okay. Well, I'm still gonna bring out a beer, though, for it. That's, that a was, lot of people yeah. are bringing well, their own beers. We've got, um, seven breweries, I think, <clears throat> maybe eight breweries contributing kegs to the event. So, not only does Vic have, I think, about 13 taps where he rotates. Mm-hmm. 
rotates a lot of great beer already. But I've got seven or eight specialty beers that breweries from around the Bay, some of them are making beer especially for us. Uh, some of them are blending a few of their beers to make a special batch. And uh, others are going to give us just some of their, their best beer, maybe some new releases. Um, and I'll tell you one of the cool things is they're all going to rename their beers, and they're all going to be named after the Brewing Network in some way. Even if it's like, like maybe Asshat Pale Ale or something to like make fun <laughs> of us. Um, you know, things like that. So uh, seven or eight uh, specialty beers will be there, plus his 12 or 13 regular taps, man. We're talking a good amount of beer. It's going to be great. Yeah, you don't want to miss it just for that. What about a call-in contest? Is there anything like that going on? No. No. And I'll tell you why. Because I did that last year, and then I was so drunk that I like nobody. <laughs> I don't think anybody got their prizes unless they were on location. So we might do some like on-location stuff. We're going to play Beer Jeopardy or something like that. And if you're a contestant there, I'll give stuff away. But I know I won't be able to take phone calls. I'm hoping to be able to take some Skype. Um, I just logistically... I can't. I could tell you guys that I'm going to do it. I'd be lying, though. <laughs> okay. You know? So uh, no contest. Just hang out, man. Have some fun with us. Uh, you'll be able to be in the chat room if you can't make it. Uh, although, if you can make it, man, you guys aren't going to want to miss this. It's going to be It's going to be awesome. It's a and the bistro is great. It's going to be warm, too. It'll be in the summer. Yeah. That's a great spot. Yeah. All right. Two more announcements. I'm telling you guys, it was a busy, busy time. So the FM show. You know, people have been somehow. I didn't think anyone would would take notice of this happening before I talked about it on the air. Yeah. They did. They went looking for the <laughs> FM show. So Free FM, the uh, station that we are on, it was one hundred six point nine here in San Francisco. Uh, they flipped, which uh, basically means. And by the way, it, stations do it all the time. Um, they just they dropped the format altogether and brought back an old format that CBS had for a while. They brought back like oldies. So now it's so the station's now all music. So they brought me back, oldies. <laughs> they brought, exactly. So Sully will still be on 106.9. You can catch him there. So for about two days there, uh, the show was homeless. We basically got canned along with everybody else on Free FM. And when they flip a station, everybody gets fired. They bring in a whole all new talent, new production. They bring it. They do everything. I've seen it happen to two stations since I've been working out there, uh, both on the same floor. Like they're really kind of flipping things around. Uh, I'll be honest, CBS is in trouble. <laughs> Their radio division is tough. They're trying to, to, to get it back. See, that's good to hear because you told me it was my fault. <laughs> hey, I just wanted you to. <laughs> when I said in trouble, I meant, you know, they're hiring people like you okay. to do uh, radio shows with me. So for about two days, uh, we're in, we're in limbo, but, um, then a sister station who is also picking up Adam Carolla and Tom Likas and a lot of the, um, you know, folks that were on Free FM, they also picked us up. So we are still on the air here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We'll be back on next Saturday, AM 1550. We're not going to be on the web right away. They're restructuring the format. I'll let you guys know as soon as the rest of you can tune in if you're not in the Bay Area. So the FM show is now AM. uh, The FM show is now the AM show, exactly. It's really disappointing, too, because that show was getting really popular. Uh, We we were getting a lot of phone calls, and especially when they moved us an hour before the the game. It was getting crazy. The A's game. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it's kind of too bad that that happened. But it's nice that it has some legs on another channel, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I tell you, I am actually more excited about it because they've given me a lot more control over the show now. I mean, I had control before. But I also work at AM 1550 all week long. So uh, guess whose promos are getting played all week long? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm actually, like I'm the guy who does that anyway. So uh, I actually... I'll think, just put that card. Well, look at that. It's a TBN card. Oh, my fault. <laughs> I think we may end up with more listeners than we ever had before, to be honest. And plus, that they're changing the format of the AM station, bringing guys like Carol and like us, and we fit right in there. So that's the deal with the FM show. Um, I think it's like... 
KYOURadio.com. You, if you want to check it out. But like I said, KYOURradio.com. <laughs> uh, it's going to be that kind of show. Oh, we got to do... Thanks, Doc. Because, Sully, we got to make fun of that while we're, yeah. on, the, while we're on the air. <laughs> Welcome to Radio KY. <laughs> Ooh, you feel so good. That's going to be fun. So there's the deal with the FM show. Okay, last thing. So everything's been pretty good up till now. This one you guys aren't going to like too much, but uh, you're going to have to bear with us. Uh, the Brewing Network will no longer be doing uh, four Sundays a month. We're actually going to cut down to three. Now, occasionally there's five Sundays in a month, and I'll do my best to do four of those. But um, with the new podcast that we're about to put out and uh, a few other things that we got going on, we can no longer keep up with the schedule of doing a Sunday show every Sunday. Um, and not only that... Doc is guaranteed to get a divorce by the third anniversary <laughs> party if we keep taking him from his family every single weekend. Yep. So we had to have a sit down and really kind of figure it out. It's for the good of the Brewing Network. Uh, here's what I'm going to do to compensate. I'm going to try my best to give you guys extra content on the fourth Sunday. Uh, some of them will be best of shows. I'll try to get some extra interviews up there, just other things that we do um, so that you have something on that, uh, whatever that off Sunday is. The other thing is, if when booking guests, if, you know, if they can only do our off Sunday, well then we'll do it. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not book guests if that's the only day they can do. So there will be some exceptions where we're here every Sunday, uh, of the month. But in general, you can now expect three sessions a month, and hopefully you can expect uh, a lot more quality out of the three that you get. Sounds fair. As if they could get any better. <laughs> Start yeah. running lunch meet reruns. Well, JP be, will love that. It's gonna be our fourth Sunday. So, uh, you know, just, just kind of stay tuned and we'll see what we can, uh, drum up for that fourth Sunday. I, I don't want it to be kind of a drag of a day, uh, so we might end up kind of plugging something else in there that you guys will really enjoy. So. Doc and I come down to the show. Banjo playing and yeah. singing and. Do a midnight show. Okay. Oh show yeah. At five. <laughs> what am I talking about? It's not a bad idea. Welcome to the midnight show. At five. <laughs> Good noon. I think that's it, man. That's a lot. It's 30 minutes. Right, you just right. babbled on there for 30 minutes. That's oh. Let's get out of here. We're done. Okay. Just want to tell everybody what we're doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. When we come back, we're going to have Randy Thiel from Brewery Amagang on the show with us, and we're excited about that. So get your Belgian questions ready. Lots of show planned for you today. Later on, we're going to talk to Scott Kirkmans of the New Draft magazine. So uh, I'm excited to be back, everybody. Hang in there. It's the uh, session right here on the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Do you have a job? Do you have $199? Who gives a crap? Get your ass to the Bistro in Hayward, California on June 3rd for the second annual Brewing Network Anniversary Party. It's really been a great year for the Brewing Network. So now it's time to get drunk and cry and hold each other and uh, uh, like that, right? Come out and help the Brewing Network celebrate two years of live beer radio. Meet the Brewcasters. Enjoy special beers on tap. See all the surprises in person at the Brewing Network Anniversary Show broadcast live on location at the Bistro in Hayward. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Yeah. 
Gather round ye lads and lasses, set ye for a while And hearken to me mournful tale about the Emerald Isle Let's all raise our glasses high to friends and family gone And lift our voices in another Irish drinking song Consumption took me mother and me father got the pox Me brother drank the whiskey till he wound up in a box Me other brother in the troubles met with his demise Me sister has forever closed her smiling Irish eyes Now everybody's eyes, so until our tears are dry We'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up and then we'll drink in once again Killed in Kilkenny and Clare, she died in Clare. Tipped and Tipperary died out in the den, yes. Shannon jumped into the river, Shannon back in June. Ernie fell into the urn and Thomas in the tomb. Cleanliness is godliness, me Uncle Pat would sing. He broke his neck and slipping on a bar of Irish ping. O'Grady, he was 80, though his bride was just a pup. He died upon the honeymoon when she got his Irish up. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dry, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Joe Murphy fought with Riley near the cliffs of Old Denis. He took out his shillelagh and he stabbed him in the spleen. Where Crazy Uncle Mike thought he was a leprechaun, but in fact he's just a leopard and his arms and legs are gone. When Timmy Johnson broke his neck, it was a crying shame. He wasn't really Irish, but he went to Notre Dame. McNamara crossed the street and by a bus was he. But he was just a Scotsman, so nobody gave a shit. Oh. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dry, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. And Uncle Brendan tried to drive him from the bar The road rose up to meet him when he fell out of his car Irony was what befell me great-grand-uncle Sam He choked upon the very last potato in the land Connor lived in Ulster Town, he used to smuggle arms Until the British killed him and cut off his lucky charms And dear old father Flanagan, who left the Lord's employ Drunk on sacramental wine beneath the altar boy Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dry We'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up and then we'll drink in once again Someday soon I'll leave this world of pain and toil and sin The Lord will take me by the hand to join all of me kids Me only wish is when the Savior comes for me and you he killed the cast of Riverdance and Michael Flatley too. Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dry, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Mix me your 
400 grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the session. We got Randy Thiel from Brewery Amagang on the line with us. Sean Paxton's in the studio with us, too. What's happening, Sean? Howdy. Good to see you. Good to see you. You know Sean as the uh, homebrew chef, and uh, when there's a newsletter, he writes in that for us. Which we, which we appreciate, Mr. Paxton. I love you. Anytime. <laughs> Actually, got a whole bunch of new stuff I've been working on. Oh, that's good. Well, we'll Just try to, uh, we'll try to get a venue for that to uh, be published in. Hey, beer caviar. <laughs> really? That'll be interesting. Now, Paxton's a, Paxton's a big Belgian guy and goes to Belgium as much as he can. He's and, just a uh, big guy. He's a big guy in general, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Doc knows. And, uh, <laughs> what? Hell of a brewer, too. So we oh, thought it'd be cool sir. to have you here while we've got Randy with us. Uh, now, yeah. let me check. Let me make sure I got Randy on the line. Randy, are you there? Hey, guys. What's up? Oh, perfect. Uh, Randy Thiel from Brewery Armagang. Uh, where are you? Are you at the brewery right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I wasn't expecting to come in today, but I had a brain fart over the weekend, and I forgot to fill up some frickin', so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always working. You have to get it done. Uh, where do you guys, where do you send beer that's in Firkins? Um Actually, our, our distributor out of uh, Brooklyn, Union Beer, is uh, uh, stepping up a large uh, Firkin program for uh, New York City. And, you know, normally I wouldn't think that... Uh, Belgian style beers would be appropriate in a Firkin because you know the low carbonation. Um, it's not really well suited for those types of beers. Yeah. But uh, you know we're gonna try uh, dry hopping some Ravos and uh, send them down there and see see what they think of it. That's a pretty exciting. That's thing awesome. To do. Yeah. All right. Now, I just want everybody to know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can go to thebrewingnetwork.com and check out our video page because we've got a brewery tour with Randy of Brewery Gang that we did uh, back in November. Did you see that, Paxton? I did. It was awesome. Yeah. Randy, have you checked out the video? No, I I left my laptop at home, so I didn't have a chance Ah. to check it out. I felt so bad because... so. Uh, you know, we did this video in November with these guys, but my editor lives in New York, uh, so we've been sort of trading video back and forth trying to get it right, and then I see Randy in Austin at the Craft Brewers Conference, and I, I felt like such a dick, because I'm like, hey, Randy, uh, don't have that video for you, <laughs> but thanks for spending all that time with us, and it was like just about to be finished at that point, too, uh, so I hope you guys are, it's worth the wait, Randy, I promise you. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, very cool, and of course, it's part one of our of our New York trip, so um, I'll get you a DVD, Randy, as soon as I have all three parts up there. Okay. So, but Randy did a good job, right? I mean, he okay. really kind of talked to us about everything in the brewery, and uh, it was fun. Very. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So if you haven't checked out the video yet, check it out, and uh, it'll kind of gear you up to ask some questions. So tell us, uh, Randy, a, a little bit about uh, Brewery Alma Gang. Um, you know, how long have you been there, and how long's the the, the brewery been around? Um, actually, the, the brewery was constructed in uh, 1996, or construction began on it, and it was finished up in uh, 97, at which point the, the equipment installation started. Um, and that's when I came in. Uh, I had just 
gotten out of UC Davis, uh, out of the brewmaster's program there. And uh, I came to Omegang to work as the assistant brewmaster. Okay. Um, we had a, uh, a young gentleman from Belgium uh, that was uh, doing the equipment in- installation and designing the first beers. And so I apprenticed under him for six months. Uh, we started uh, brewing in October of 97. So this October is going to be a 10th year anniversary. Um, and then shortly after we started brewing, he got homesick. Uh, he had a, a fiancé back in Belgium, so he went back home. And uh, so it was Pussy. a good opportunity for Wham. him. <laughs> and I stepped right into his shoes. Hey, lucky for you. Yeah. Like that. Wah. Wah. I got a girlfriend in another country. Wah. Wah. I can't get laid, and I work at Brewery Armageddon. Wah. It's one of the best breweries in the world. Wah. convenient. No, that's great for you. Now, I wanted. I didn't get to talk to you too much about it when we did the video, but, you know, you said you you graduated from UC Davis. You're one of these guys, uh, you know, unlike Sean O'Sullivan, who uh, went to school for brewing. I went to school. You did not. I did. Did you? Yeah, we'll talk about that later, Justin. (laughs) We got the brewer from Omega. On right now, we'll argue about that later. <laughs> well, I wanted to know, you know, uh, just a little bit about the program and, and if, if you felt that uh, you know you really needed to do that to get where you are. A lot of our listeners, you know, consider going to the Davis program. Um, yeah, well, uh, I guess first of all, I went to UW Madison. Uh, I got a bachelor's degree in microbiology, and I worked in a medical lab for about uh, six or seven years. Um, and I was homebrewing at the same time, so like a lot of craft brewers that I, you know, I have my roots in homebrewing, it quickly became a hobby that got out of control, so I thought I'd better try to make a living at it. And um, in 95, I went to uh, the Siebel Institute in Chicago um, and took the microbiology program. Okay. Um, and after that, I went back to the laboratory for a year and a half, and then I enrolled in the UC Davis program. Uh, which was six months, and uh, you know, is at the time it was a very it was a tough step to make because I had a very secure job uh, working in a laboratory, yeah, and I was kind of giving everything up and uh, moving out to California to uh, you know follow a foolish uh, brewing dream. And uh, foolish, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, that's what we're doing here. There. Just lucky that Belgian guy went home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, once I got out to UC Davis, uh, they had a very professional program. Really good people were were the instructors, uh, and it was, it was just a great way to ex- get exposed to the science and technology of brewing. Okay. Now, does a person need that to uh, get ahead? Um, you know, it it depends. Uh, craft brewing is really all about you know uh, new ventures and opportunities. So that's you know it, you can certainly pick up a lot of uh, practical experience uh, working from the ground up. Yeah, just um, being a kind of a lackey at some brewery. Yeah, yeah. But um, if if you really want to make a uh, sincere effort to make a career out of it, I highly recommend a program like UC Davis or okay. the Siebel Institute or uh, the uh, the Brewing Guild. Now, let me ask: Would you have been able to get your position at Brewery Amagang, you know, a, a very technical brewery, if you hadn't gone to the Davis program? Um, no, I don't think I would have been able to get that position. Okay. Um, you know, if the whole Brewery Amagang project was a, a big investment and a big venture for people, uh, so um, when the original brewmaster left, you know, they really wanted to make sure that they had someone. Uh, 
that uh, could do everything that was needed to grow the business. So, now, Randy, uh, I, what yeah. beers were you brewing as a home brewer versus going, you know, with your education and then into Omegon? Um, well, when I was home brewing, I really focused mostly on uh, British-style ales. And even when I went to UC Davis, uh, uh, Dr. Michael Lewis was the uh, head instructor, and uh, he's very uh, uh, British. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing to say about him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll leave that open. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the whole concept of Belgian-style beers was pretty foreign to me, uh, even after uh, graduating from uh, UC Davis. But when I came out to Omegang and interviewed, uh, you know, the the owner and the entrepreneur of uh, the brewery was Don Feinberg, who owns uh, Van Berg and DeWolf, which uh, imports some of the best Belgian beers into the U.S. Okay. And um, just working with Don closely, he gave me a lot of education about Belgian-style beer and really, you know, kind of... Uh, re-educated me to not think so scientifically about Belgian beer and really, you know, think about the beer uh, with your brain and with your heart. Yeah, but when you were in the interview, you probably told me you liked Belgian beers and you brewed them all the time, though, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I can do that. Yeah, yeah I do it all the time. I do that double thing. and the tr- Yeah, whatever you do. Oh, man, I, I'm a horrible liar, so I could never get away with that. <laughs> so sully. He's like, yeah, Belgium. <laughs> That's in Africa, right? <laughs> the Congo. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Paxton brews like that too. He doesn't pay attention to anything. He takes his pants off and <laughs> like tries. Like, he really wants to feel the beer. Hey, you remember when I brought the beaker? <laughs> Brew from the heart. Actually, Paxton is such a beer nerd. He carries his starters around with him like they're his children. He's afraid to oh, leave them he? at home. He does. He showed up at a Brewing Network event carrying his starter with him because he didn't want to leave it at home. Just, just a season starter. It. He was very nervous about that. So you weren't a big uh, home brewing Belgian style guy. No, no, not at all. No, yeah. No. Okay. All right. Now, now, I, I when you ended up getting to Amagang and, and you know realize you're going to brew all Belgian style beers, you know, coming from a home brewer uh, too, where you can brew anything you want, uh, mm-hmm. were you disappointed? Like, do you did you feel limited, or is the Belgian style kind of uh, you know expansive enough that it it's okay to to only be brewing those? Well, um, that's a good question. Uh, anybody that's really familiar with uh, our brewery and our beers realizes that we. You know, we've, we've had a pretty uh, constant lineup of our beers over the last several years, and we really haven't introduced uh, much of the w- in the way of anything new. Yeah. Um, that, that's going to change this year. I'll, I'll get into that later. Oh, sweet. Um, but, uh, you know, the I consider science very much an art form. Um, you know, if you think about art, really what it is is the way that someone who is a master of a medium or a master of tools uh, knows how to use those tools to express themselves. And that, in that sense, I consider science very much an art. And so uh, approaching uh, a production brewery environment from a home brewing background, you know, it's, it, it was really night and day. And there's just so many things to be mindful of that, uh, um, you know, I never was bored because I... There was always a new challenge every day yeah. with uh, equipment breaking down or having to troubleshoot the process uh, and try to make the same beer or make the beer better day after day. Um, so, yeah, I never felt really limited by that because uh, I found other things to, to keep me interested. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm glad that you brought that up, too, about how, you know kind of all the other work that's involved. I've, I've been around uh, Sean O'Sullivan's place here a while when they're brewing, and... 
And when shit goes wrong, I mean, you, you can't just stop the brew, you know. Uh, you got to figure out what to do immediately if stuff breaks down. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, I was, um, in fact, uh, listeners, I'll be posting some pictures for you. I was down at Firestone Walker about a week ago, and I did a little brewery tour, and I got to brew with Matt just a little bit. Uh, I didn't brew the whole process. He let you hold a spoon. But uh, he let me throw in the hops, you know. Like every <laughs> retard who shows up at a brewery gets to throw the hops in. He's like, you want to throw the hops in? It's like they have a camera set up there with like a little thing that's behind Firestone Walker. Yeah. And you're like, hey, here I am. Is there a new webcam they have? Thank you, Matt. <laughs> so, but right in the middle of the process, and man, and they have a really cool setup, too, Um he has a pump that takes his mash from the mash to uh, the Louder other time. Louder Louder time. Time. thank you and, and and that pump broke in, <laughs> oh entirely oh, wow. now luckily he has a it's a gravity fed system it's actually built kind of it's stacked up in three tiers so he yeah. could still kind of get it through but it was a real problem getting it through and he looks at me and he's still got a smile on his face because I'm sure he's used to things going wrong and he's just like well I can't stop now I, I guess I just open the valve and see what I can do wow and and anyway I just mean Randy that I'm glad you brought that up because as we think about you might get bored having to brew the same beers all the time when you think about all the things it takes to keep the system running and to keep the operation going, it, you couldn't possibly be bored. And you're not oh, just yeah, pressing buttons, right. are you? I'm sorry, what's that? You're not just pressing buttons. I mean, you're actually... Oh, no. Yeah, it's very, it's very hands-on. hands-on. You know, as far as the microbreweries go, we do have a fairly nice uh, brew house uh, in the sense that we can operate the, uh, the pumps and monitor the flow rates and the temperatures uh, from a, a PLC. But... Um, still, every every valve in the brew house and throughout the brewery is all manual. So um, we're running around, you know, throwing open valves, closing valves, uh, you know, watching the, making sure that the beer is coming through. And uh, you know, we still have to uh, haul bags up onto the the brew house platform and uh, haul a lot of malt bags to the mill. So yeah, it's uh, not very. It's not automated. Not very robotic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to wonder, like, uh, why uh, so many brewers, you know, are thin. I would think they'd be big, fat bastards because they got to taste beer all the time. But it's the amount of, you know, like Randy's saying, he's got to run around from, you know, clamp to clamp and, and open valves and all that. And, uh, and I've seen it, too. He's got a whole stairway. He's got to bring all those grain bags up. Wow. That's why most of the brewers you see, you know, aside from Sean, are thin. <laughs> I'm in an expansive period right now. I mean, it's going to be going back soon. You're not just expanding the brewery. He's expanding himself. I bought running shoes today, actually. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did, actually. That's good. you got to get back on the horse, man. I do. <laughs> well, I have a question. Uh, I've never been out to your brewery before, but uh, as with the rest of the industry, which has been increasing in sales and all that, the craft beer industry, uh, what? How have, you, how, how have you dealt with expanding the brewery or the brew house? Have you been adding tanks? Have you been uh, – because I imagine – that your beer is becoming more and more popular as with like with, with everybody else, right? Um, uh, we've gosh, that's a that's a confounding question because there's uh, <laughs> so many aspects to it. Um, recently, we uh, hired uh, a production manager. Uh, his name is uh, Phil Leinhart. Um, he has worked at Anheuser Busch for uh, ten years, and he wants he has family in the area, and he's been like knocking on our door for many years. And uh, this year we thought the time was right, so we brought him in. And he has a he has a great pedigree. I mean, he's worked at Anheuser Busch. He's worked at the Lion Brewery in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Uh, he's worked at the Commonwealth Brewery in uh, Boston when that first started up. 
uh, and uh, he, he was telling me that when he started up, uh, John Mallet from Bell's Brewing was uh, working in the kitchen at the time. So oh, wow. that's, that's how they got their start. And uh, he also worked at Harpoon, so you know he's really seen it all. And having him on board is uh, uh, it, it's really kicked it up a notch for us. He's uh, very professional, but he has a you know he has that that fire in the belly for uh, craft beer. So. Um, you know, hiring the right people is definitely a way to expand your business. Yeah. Um, we've been adding on some outdoor fermenters uh, to increase our volume. Um, last year, as we're, we're at, for the last couple of years, we've been uh, growing by about 40% per year. And um, last year, we got a hiccup in the first quarter uh, when our corking machine actually broke down. And we didn't have the proper maintenance procedures in place. Uh, which is why it broke down, and also the the equipment wasn't well represented in the U.S. So when we try to get spare parts for it, we had to go all the way back to Italy. And anybody that's in a manufacturing uh, business, be it beer or widgets or whatever, if you have to go to Italy yeah. to get spare parts, <laughs> you know, yeah, just you know, don't hold your breath. It's going to take a while. Well, yeah, I have I have a, little, a small little like two meter square Delatofla filter, DE filter, and. Uh, uh, and I'm st- I'm still waiting for the phone call. <laughs> yeah, all these guys, and I'm like, all right, I need to you know do some you know uh, pretty much of a, a breakdown on this machine to you know bring it back to up to grade. And uh, I'm you know it's still crazy. waiting. Yeah, yeah, I had this Italian blow up doll, and uh, <laughs> man, you can forget you spare parts for it. You can forget <laughs> finding spare parts for that. I'll tell you right now, I had to buy an American one. It was a mess. Okay. Yeah, but those Italian blow-up dolls. Yeah, it was, it was well worth it. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe we should start talking a, a little more about uh, the beers specifically. Um, We're going to pour one up here. Uh, do you have a suggestion which one we should start with? You think we should? Uh, which one did you get a hold of? All of them. We got them all, man. We went okay. nuts. Well, let's uh, start with the widow. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, so we're going to go with the widow, which, uh, you know, I thought... Randy uh, 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 got out a bottle of this for us when we were at the brewery there, and I said, oh, okay, here comes the wheat beer. And I saw it. <laughs> uh, man, it's awesome. Yeah. It is a fantastic beer. Uh, it was. It, it ended up being one of my favorites, actually, between this one and, uh, look, you can't go wrong with the three philosophers, let's face it, uh, mm-hmm. the, just uh, two amazing beers. So those of you at home, uh, if you, uh, I know that uh, you know you can get Amagang in, in quite a few places, so we're, we were hoping that, uh, I heard from some of you that you were going to buy some. We are hoping you pick some up. But we'll try all five w- while we got Randy on, just starting with the Witta. So grab that, and we'll talk about the flavors. Tell us about this beer, how you brewed, and what's in it. Um, okay, so this is a, a Belgian-style white beer, and uh, it gets the name uh, from the uh, cloudy appearance. Uh, we use about 45% uh, unmalted wheat in this beer, and, along with uh, a Pilsner barley, and uh, it throws a lot of uh, protein haze, which uh, is that, gives it that heavenly cloudiness. And also, of course, with all of our bottled beers, we bottle condition them, so there's also yeast in there. And that gives it that kind of a luminescence uh, uh, as it's glowing from within. And it has a nice white head on it. And if you uh, sm- uh, smell the bouquet. Yeah. Are you drinking right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I set up all the guests that way. Like, hey, line yourself with beer and have a seat. It's going to be a while. When I was buying this, uh, the, the girl checking me out, I thought, 
Yeah, well, she looks like Phoebe Kate. She's pretty cute. And I thought, you know, I was like, oh, she's, she's really nice too. And then, then she laid all my Belgian beers down sideways. That <laughs> bitch. It, it all went downhill from there. <laughs> Doc was like, "Wow, you were hot until you turned into an idiot." Uh, <laughs> uh, if she looks like Phoebe Kate, I think I'd. Yeah, I, you know, you know it, it, it took me a couple of minutes, but I still forgave her. Yeah, you're like, uh, I could stand them up again. <laughs> she stood me up. <laughs> well, actually, this one's not too cloudy, though. It, no, it did settle out again, so it's nice. We had uh, Chad uh, shake the bottle, but you know what? It's it's Chad poured it. It's clear. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> what are the uh, specialty ingredients in this that we should know about? Anything? Um, well, we keep the uh, spicing pretty simple with this beer. We use a uh, sweet orange peel and uh, coriander, and uh, uh, compared to other. Belgian white beers or even some uh, American versions of uh, white beers. Uh, we like to keep our, our spicing to a minimum. Okay. Um, the Really in the uh, the aroma, you're picking up a lot of the yeast character. There's some uh, clovey phenolics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a slight banana aroma. What temp do you ferment this at? Um, well, we use the same yeast for all of our beers. That, that was going to be one of my first questions yeah, to you. Too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. the fermentation temperature is actually pretty high. It's about uh, 78 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Yeah. What do you do in the winter? You guys have giant heaters in that place? Um, well, the the tanks nice. are insulated. So even like with the, the outdoor tanks that we have, they have three inches of insulation. Okay. And just the, the thermal mass and the metabolism of the fermentation is enough to yeah, keep it warm. Yeah. So, in fact, even in the mm-hmm. wintertime, we have to run uh, cold glycol through the yeah. jackets to keep really? the temperature down. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll get up to 90 degrees if you leave it. Yeah, but it is ass cold up in Cooperstown and, and outside. in the oh, middle yeah. of winter. Are you kidding? <laughs> in fact, you can see, I think, some of the... Uh, I wonder if I got the fermenters in the video. I'm trying to remember. No, you didn't. We got the grain silos. Yeah. I know that, but I guess we didn't get the outdoor fermenter. Nope. But, I mean, we're talking like it's a blizzard up there in the winter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this year, actually, this, this winter was kind of mild. Except for uh, Valentine's Day, um, we got about 40 inches in 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. You don't even go to work on those days. You just stay home. Open yeah, up. but he works at a brewery. He's going to make it there. I don't know. I just stay home and <laughs> I drink. that day I didn't. <laughs> you didn't, right? You, nope. You nope. had your own little stash at home, and you got hammered. I know what you did. Oh, no, no, no. I was I was uh, working on my laptop at home the whole day. Oh. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> Not everybody's as lazy as I am, I guess. <laughs> I was like, oh, you were just I looking st- for some company. I still think I'm in elementary school. Oh, it's a snow day. <laughs> the bus isn't coming. I don't have to go to work. Yay! <laughs> the short bus. Yeah. So, are you? Uh, what's the situation up there? Are you running around the clock? Are you running? You know, how often? What's? How are you brewing up there? Is a lot? You have a lot of people there? Is it just um, you? Well, we, we have uh, four guys in the brew house. Actually, I, I rarely, if ever, uh, work in production. Um, I'm, right now, I'm focusing mostly on uh, quality control and uh, uh, project management for our expansion. Um, but uh, you know, for the brew house, we got four brewers. Uh, they do they run all the brews for the brew house, and they do the the beer transfers, monitor the fermentations uh, and the lagering, and do the filtration. And how much? Uh, uh, what was your barrelage last year? Yeah. Uh, last year, I think we did about 7,500 barrels. So we're, we're actually pretty small yet. Yeah. Uh, this year, we'll, we'll probably get close to 10,000 barrels. Yeah, because the perception wow. is, I think, because you're everywhere, that you're kind of bigger than you are. That's that's really interesting. I didn't. I thought maybe you'd yeah, be a lot yeah. bigger than that. 
a lot of people, you know, they show up and they're surprised at how small the brewery <laughs> is. And, you know, it, it's true. It's a, we make a, a specialty beer that's within the craft beer segment, um, and it kind of affords us the luxury of being able to distribute it yeah. all across the nation. And uh, people that know about Belgian beer and Belgian style beer, they know about us. And they can uh, seek us out quite easily. Yeah, absolutely. You can't find it. Ever. I had a guy even from California here say, "Oh, I, I wish I could get that beer." I said, "Are you nuts? Go down to the beverages and more. There's oh, you have ever, almost every single one of them normally. You had to go to what yeah. two stores to yeah, get all? Yeah, they only had they only had three at the Bevmo, so I had to go the liquor to, store for the other. Right where I knew they'd have all of them. Yeah, I mean, but that's great that here we are on the uh, other side of the country and we can get all five of your beers out here. That's you have great distributorship to get the beer yeah, out there. Yeah. Do you send any beer back to Belgium at all? Um, just to the tasting panel back there. Okay. <laughs> oh, do you hear from them? Like, do they call you and tell you uh, what's wrong with your beer? Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, like, <laughs> Randy, we don't like what's happening here. The coriander <laughs> is coming through too much. <laughs> well, you, you know, what's funny is uh, the, the people at Duval Market, they're, they're a great bunch of people to work with. I, you know, even before uh, I really got familiar with them, I, I really loved Duval, you know, one of my favorite beers. Beer. Now, that's who and owns the brewery, right? Let's just clear that up for everybody. The company yeah. who runs Duval also owns Oh My Gang. Right, that's correct. Okay. And a shoe. Oh, yes. is that right? Yeah, yeah they just bought, bought it. Oh, that's a yep, new they thing, just too? Yeah, they bought a shoe. Yep. Oh, and they own uh, 50% of this wonderful Czechoslovakian beer, uh, brewery called Bernard. Okay. Um, they make uh, bottle-conditioned uh Czechoslovakian lagers that are just incredibly fantastic. And wow. I've seen those are starting to come into the U.S. right now. So I've never uh, even heard of bottle-conditioned Czech lagers. That sounds great. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a family you guys belong to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great people. And um, actually, speaking of uh, you know expanding our production, last year when our corking machine went down, um, we really took a hit uh, for the amount of barrels that we were going to do last year. And so we decided that we better start looking into contract brewing to make up for the uh, the beer that we weren't able to brew ourselves. Okay. And so we actually went back to Duval Morcat, or I call it the mothership. <laughs> and we went back to the mothership and uh, asked them to brew it and uh, bottle condition it for us. And so uh, starting last year, they did uh, Alma Gang Abbey, uh, Three Philosophers, and Hennepin for us. And how did it, uh, did you try yours in there side by side? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. How did you do? You know, it, it was. Uh, I was very, I was very nervous about the whole thing. Because, yeah. Uh, what if it was better? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's so, what you were nervous the, about, right? Not that it would thing, be worse. Yeah. The worst thing was, you know, what if it's really bad? But it was also, well, what if it's better? You know, <laughs> am I going to have a job? Yeah. And, uh, You'll be going to Belgium. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, when the first uh, shipments came over, we we did a triangular testing here at the brewery where we. You know, in a blind panel, we gave people three samples of beer, two of which were the same and one which was different. Okay. And they had to try to identify the different one. And we mixed up, you know, up the, uh, the serving uh, order, and, uh, you know, 50% of the people could, could not tell which one was different. Which really? Exactly what you want. Yeah, exactly. So, now, could you notice, though? Did you Were you able to pick out some differences? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, uh, it, it's sounds kind of weird to say that I probably drink more of our beer than anybody on the planet. So. <laughs> oh, well, hey, um, good for you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm intimately familiar with the beer, so I can tell uh, when, I, when I taste a different one. 
Yeah, Paxton's intimately familiar with his beer too, but that's a whole other uh, <laughs> different reason. Well, he carries around the beaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I leave my chronicles out of this. <laughs> you guys want to try another one of his beers? I got about uh, oh, maybe twenty-five minutes left with Randy here, uh, so I want to make sure that we get some more tasting in yep. and get to talk uh, about next? some different ingredients. What should we? What should be next in the line? Uh, let's the do Hannibal. the rare Voss. Okay. The rare Voss, okay. Yeah. Uh, the, actually, this is a good one too. I like the rare Voss. This is a good show. Yeah. Just because, just because we get to drink these beers, I know, you mean? It's awesome. <laughs> now, I have a question. Um, with your other Belgiums, do you use any uh, liquid sugars to get um, color, flavor, to help attenuation? Yeah, actually, for um, Hennepin, Omegang Abbey, and Three Philosophers, uh, we use uh, uh, dextrose in the brew house. Um, and we just use uh, powdered uh, corn sugar for that. Okay. Yeah. You don't find any differences between a liquid sugar versus just, uh, you know, dextrose? Well, early on we, we started uh, using uh, clear candy sugar. Uh-huh. Um, and we weren't really happy with the quality of the candy sugar that we were getting. Uh, you know, it came in buckets and uh, it was one big rock and because of the moisture content it was prone to mold and um, mm. uh, we also had problems of uh, dissolving it in the boil yeah just throw it in a whole bucket yeah. of, of dissolving it where sorry oh, oh in, in the, the boil the, okay the brewing kettle, yeah, yeah it's always a hassle with rock candy yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had to pull it out uh, I, I usually just melt it in a separate pot with okay. hot wort and then put it back in oh uh, forget about just throwing it in there and all the little rocks hit the bottom yeah yeah, and you know, uh, Belgian candy sugar is really expensive for what it is. It's just, oh, totally. It's beet sugar is about all it is. Yeah, it's sucrose with uh, extra water content, and um, so we switched to sucrose uh, shortly after that, and we noticed no flavor difference. And then from sucrose, we switched to corn sugar, uh, which is actually just uh, dextrose or glucose, and still there was no difference. Um, Oh. Uh, I, I think if you're going to use like dark candy sugars that you know mm-hmm. have some caramelized flavor with it, you know that will add complexity to your beer if that's what you want. But you know for the way we approach the beers, uh, just using a simple sugar like dextrose is is uh, sufficient. Uh, do you put it in just in the boil? Uh, do you put it in later in the ferment? Um, we put it in just in the boil. Yeah, about like halfway through the boil, we'll add the sugar. Interesting. So you uh, you don't add any uh, post boil anything any fermentables? Uh, no, just uh, uh, after the beer is filtered after lagering when we when we're about to package it. Yeah, conditioning. Then we'll add more sugar for the bottle conditioning. Okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah, and it's the same sugar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you use the same yeast uh, to to bottle condition as you do uh, for fermentation? Yeah, yeah, we use the same yeast for everything. You do. Okay. Is that a proprietary house strain? Um, yeah, actually it is. Um, Can you well, send me a vial? <laughs> yeah. It, it's in every bottle you're drinking right now. So. Oh, there, yeah, you just cult, culture it there, Doc. you got to culture us some Omegang yeast, man. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so it's, it's the same yeast you use to ferment, then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. And um, it, back in 97 when we started, we went to the, the yeast bank at the University of Leuven in Belgium, and we told them that we're making certain styles of beers and that we wanted a, a yeast that could ferment strong wort and uh, produce uh, the banana ester and also some slight phenolics and um, they recommended the strain so that's what we've been using since so they had that animal, animal right, right right for you oh yeah yeah 
That's how awesome nice is this beer. rare Voss? But just thinking that this is awesome. Like I'm trying to find something wrong with your beers, Randy, so I can fuck with you. <laughs> I haven't found anything wrong yet. This rare Voss is great, man. Oh, good. This is actually nice my finish. favorite beer. Um, it has a you know a nice orange copper color to it. Yeah. And uh, when you smell it, it has a kind of an appley aroma. It does, um, yeah. There's uh, some grains of paradise in there, and we also use uh, uh, steering golding for uh, aroma. That was my next question. And uh, it's when you first taste it, you get a little, a slight caramel flavor up front, but then the the beer, when it finishes, is bone dry, and it's not a thick malty amber beer like you would expect, uh, you know, from like the West Coast or even yeah. yeah. What does it finish um, out at? Um, the final gravity is I think it's about two point seven Plato. Now you now tell me about that for a sec, because um you know you had mentioned it um while I was there on the tour about how Belgian beers are supposed to aid in digestion and they're supposed to be lighter and things like that. And you're talking about how, you know, this one tastes of caramel but then it's kind of bone dry afterward. You know, can you just describe that for us a little bit? Sure. Um one of the you know, one of the descriptions of uh, Belgian beer, um, it, it's hard to you know pigeonhole it really because there's so many different styles in that, that small country. Um, but really, the difference is their approach to the beverage, uh, and that is they view it as something that should accompany a meal and should be you know it's not going inter- to interfere with the meal. Yeah. So even though these beers tend to be on the strong side, um, they refer to them as being very digestible. That is, uh, when you drink them, uh, even though they're very effervescent, they don't make you feel bloated or they don't feel like a big dough ball in your stomach. Yeah, um, yeah. So like Sully. Sully's always got a dough ball in his. <laughs> 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 See, now, I, I, I like that because it's a it's a full and it's a classic. It's, a, it's an old beer, and I love that, like, it kind of spits in the face of the tastes great, less filling. Right? Mm-hmm. Because this oh, yeah. truly tastes great and is less filling. Like if anybody deserves that slogan, it's a bel- it's a good, it's a well-made <laughs> Belgian beer. Yeah, this thing is so dry. You know. It's just, it's caramely up front and then just dries it out. Yeah. Now Randy, do you feel that this is a byproduct of doing a step mash versus just a single infusion mash? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, not, not getting it. Try again. Um, as far as um, using a step mash versus like a single temperature infusion mash, uh-huh. do you really find that that really helps dry out the beers to give that extra complexity? You get a little bit more out of the grain? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good question. Um, we do all uh, step mashing, and really our strategy is to uh, make as much fermentable as possible and leave as little uh, you know, carbohydrates behind as possible. And, you know, different brewers do different things, even in Belgium. But, you know, for our strategy, we've always wanted to uh, ferment it down as far as possible. What's, what's the standard mash schedule for you, then? Um, well, we do everything in the metric system. So um, <laughs> we pretty much use... Traders. <laughs> actually, How fast do you actually a lot simpler. <laughs> <that way. laughs> you know, when I was in grade school, there was this uh, thing about the metric system, and... You know, we thought we, everybody was going to be using it by now, and it just hasn't come around. It's because we're stupid. <laughs> okay, I got my... Uh, this is waste <laughs> All right, he's going to convert okay. it for us. I like that. Okay, so we start out at uh, 45 Celsius, which is... Uh, 10. 113. Is that for uh, you doing? 
Yeah. Then we take it up to 62 uh, Celsius, which is 144. Then we take it up to uh, 67, uh, which is 153. Then, uh, just to be on the safe side, we'll take it up to, what we take it up to? Uh, I think 70 or 71, which is about 160. Mm. And then we'll mash off at 75, which is oh. about 168. Okay, that's pretty labor intensive. Yeah, and well, I've seen like it, it works. He, if you if oh, you watch does. if you watch the video, he's telling us sort of about yeah. the production too. And you guys are you know while you've got one in the kettle, you're mashing another one. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's labor intensive all day long. They're really you know going through it. How many batches a day did you say you guys will try to get through? Um, well, what we do right now is we brew one style per week. Okay. And we'll, brew, we'll brew six brew house batch, batches. We'll start at 6 o'clock uh, Monday morning and keep brewing until we're done. So we'll get that final brew cooled down uh, pretty much, oh, let's see, Tuesday, about Tuesday around midnight. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's why they have four brewers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, a, and a tasting room, by How the way. How many barrels do you <laughs> brew at a time? I'm sorry, what's that? How, How many, many barrels do you brew at a time? Oh, the brew house can uh, yield um, about 60 hectoliters, or let's see, the metric and, stuff again. and barrels, that's about 51 barrels. Oh, that's a lot. Okay, here's what I want to do. Um, I want to taste some more beers, and I've got a bunch of listener questions in front of me for you, too. Because um, okay. people want to know how we can translate some of your knowledge here into, into home brewing for us. Um, okay. So we're going to do that. Let me. Can I take a quick break? Uh, hang in there with us, Randy. And uh, when we come back, we'll try the other. What do we got? We got three more to try, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's we'll, try the Hennepin next. Okay. okay. And hey, let me ask you this now. Let me. I'm going to ask you right off the bat, so you can think about it and maybe work on it at the break if you're down with it. Because I know that the listeners are not going to let me off the hook if I don't ask you for a clone recipe. Uh, a clone recipe. <laughs> yeah, they they want to oh. brew it at home. Uh, Steph, are they already asking oh, for they, it? They've been asking. Yeah. Yeah. Are okay. you? It doesn't have to be now on the air, does it? You can, no, you, you know, could I, you could send it to me afterward, but oh, but I, I, I can rattle off something quite easy. That's, okay, that's no problem. And okay. I don't want to get you in trouble, but they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna call you a douchebag if you don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Right. Just put that in right. itself. Yeah. Stay tuned because so, I'll, I'll have a recipe for a saison. Oh, okay. sweet. Uh, that is awesome. You know what? I'm actually wanting to brew a saison too. Now it's getting warm around here, so that's great. All right, Sally, did you? So, have yeah, I, I had, actually, I, uh, Randy, this is Sean. I have a brewery out here in San Francisco called the 21st Amendment at 563 Second Street, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, and uh, if there's any way, if any way you could give me a 12 barrel version of the Three Philosophers, well, you know, <laughs> so that you can do it also, <laughs> help a brother out. He'll call it Four <laughs> Philosophers, so it'll be a completely different beer. Actually, I have a whole okay. story about that beer after the break. <laughs> so. No, it's a short buzz. It's half a philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang in there with us, Randy. We're going to take a short break. Okay. All right. 888-401-BEER is the phone number. If any of you want to call in and ask Randy some questions yourself, you can do that. Of course, you can join Stephanie in the chat room because she's there taking your questions. And I got a bunch of them in front of me right now. If you're just tuning in, we're with Randy Thiel from Brewery Gang out of Cooperstown, New York. We're talking Belgian beer. So hang in there. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
you can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com and receive free shipping on most orders over $59, but you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer monthly podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More Beer's history, sales and discounts on More Beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800-600-0033. That's 800-600-0033. Well, I saw you sitting there. I was trying not to stare. I wasn't sure if it was you 
Live. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. you're just tuning in, we're on the line with Randy Thiel from Amagang Brewery. Uh, you can go to amagang.com to check it out. We've also got them linked right off of our main page if you just want to click that, and you can find out more about their beers. Plus, we've got a video. It's a whole tour of the place, plus a great interview with Randy, uh, who tells us all about uh, himself and the brew process and the brewery. It's it's really a good deal. Just go to our video page uh, right here on the Brewing Network. Coming up soon, we're going to be talking to Scott Kirkmans, who is uh, one of the founders of Draft Magazine, and uh, also the new chief beer officer of the uh, Four Points Sheridan Hotel chain, which is kind of a cool thing, and we're going to talk to him all about that. But uh, in the meantime, we still got Randy on the line with us. You there, buddy? Yep, I'm here. All right, very good. And Randy promised us a Saison recipe, so we'll make sure we get that out of him before the end. 888-401-BEER is our phone number if anybody wants to call in and ask questions themselves, or you can just join Stephanie in the chat room by clicking the Chat Now button, and she's passed on a lot of questions to me already. So let me start with those, Randy, to make sure we get through them. Okay. And some of them are just going to kind of bounce around from different topics. But we were talking about a, a you know a yeast a little bit earlier, and you guys use all the same yeast for everything you do. Um, do you have a recommendation of what yeast uh, homebrewers could use to to kind of mimic the styles that you do? Um, gosh, you know I'm not really familiar with uh, what's available commercially. Okay. Um, I did try somebody's uh, beer uh, just yesterday that they used. Uh, I think the Trappist uh, ale strain from uh, White Labs. Yeah, White Labs, okay. 580. Yeah, I, I, I think it was. I'm not sure. 530? Which, uh, um, gosh, yeah. no, I'm not sure. I think it's 550, um, maybe. Yeah, 550. Okay, it was very estuary, but uh, low phenolics. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, was a, it was a good one? Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much, uh, y- you can pretty much use any yeast that has uh, a good ester profile, um, you know, throws off a lot of fruity aromas. And depending on the strain, it may have, like, banana aromas or it may have apple aromas or just a general fruitiness. Okay. Um, but any of those, anything that has that characteristic is going to make an interesting beer. Here's a good question for you with the yeast. Do you find that since you're using the same yeast for all of your beers, do you over-pitch or under-pitch, or is it just temperature variations with each brew to get a different flavor? Um, well, the for pitching into the primary fermentation, we, we, we definitely have a target for each of the beers, and you'll see a lot of breweries that use this. Um, uh, essentially, they try to pitch... Uh, one million cells per milliliter of wort per degree Plato of uh, uh, density. Um, so 
uh, in general terms, like uh, something like uh, Omegang Witta, which is the lightest beer, um, the starting gravity is about 11 Plato, so we're shooting for 11 million cells per milliliter of wort, and we'll we'll verify all the pitching with a, a microscope cell count. Okay. What do we got now? The, are we drinking the hennepin right here? Mm-hmm. Is the henne, hennepin tastes like it's the strongest one yet? Am I like it? it just yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely going in increasing order of uh, alcohol content. Okay. Which I like, by the way, because by the end of the show... You he can likes to increase it. his alcohol content. By the time we get to our draft magazine interview, guys, we're going to be a <laughs> mess. Be <laughs> I hope so it, you print something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope that Scott has some beer lined up with him so he can catch up to us. All right, let me get some more listener questions to you also so we can get through those. And I know that Paxton's got some good questions for you, too. He's chomping at the pit over there. Yeah, you mentioned uh, just a little bit the hops that you like to use in one of the beers we were talking about. And uh, people want to know, uh, what are your favorite hops? Hops, uh, both for bittering and aroma for, for these styles? Um, definitely my favorite uh, aroma hops are, uh, oh gosh, it's it's all over the map. I mean, we, we for the beers that we have right now, the yeah. five different brands that we make, uh, we use uh, either Czechoslovakian saws or steering going for all of those right now, which may sound a little, you know, lackluster and unadventurous. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, the, the hopping is really not the, the key part of those beers. Uh, usually it's the, the ester profile um, or the spices that we use, if we use spices in those beers. Okay. Um, for some of the experimental beers that we've been working on, you know, I, I like Cascade Hops. I'm a big fan of uh, Sierra Nevada's uh, and Northwest beers in general. I like that kind of piney aroma. And I think, actually, Northwestern Hops uh, go very well with Belgian-style beers. If you have a, a beer with a very dry character, those piney, resiny types of hops, uh, I think, offer a really unique combination. Um, okay. I tried a, a hop recently called a Vanguard, um, and that was very interesting. It had a very fruity, flowery quality to it, and someone described it to me as a, uh, a lime jolly rancher. And after it was described as such, I can't get that out of my brain. <laughs> so yeah. There's a very interesting hop. Yeah, so you, not, you hate it now? or? <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I like it. Yeah, like uh, unlike when I used to eat uh, uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream until someone told me it tastes like toothpaste. And now I hate it. <laughs> now you can't eat it. <laughs> I'm sure. that way about liver. For some reason, I can, like, I don't know if this is only a West Coast thing. I don't remember if it's, like, big on the East Coast. But for some reason, I picture Randy, like, chasing the ice cream man down the street asking for uh, Jolly Ranchers and mint chip ice cream. You know, strange. Just, that's your out loud voice, Justin. Sorry. Um, okay. A couple more questions that came through from the chat room from our listeners. Um, here's one just about the Elma Gang beers. Um, do you brew uh, one of your beers, uh, uh, sorry, mix one of your beers uh, with a creek? Yeah, uh, three philosophers. Yeah, and and who does the uh, who does that creek for you guys? Um, actually, the creek uh, we've gotten from a couple of different sources. Um, originally, we were using uh, one of uh, Frank Boone's creeks, and then we switched uh, to Lindemans for a while. Uh, which Lindemans, you know, if you drink those creeks side by side, Lindemans is very uh, sweet. Yep. Um, but the way we use it, we use it in the brew house, so any of the fermentable sugars get fermented out. And you know, you know, for any of you uh, beer geeks out there that 
knock Lindemans, here's something fun that you can do. Just go buy a big bottle of Lindemans uh, Creek and add yeast to it and ferment all, all the sugar. And they have, like, one of the funkiest landic bases as part of their creek. It's uh, really quite enjoyable. Dude, that's a pretty good idea. That's a really good just idea. Just to re-ferment somebody <laughs> else's beer. I just kind of like it because yeah, it says it isn't dry beer. enough. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix you know, that. I, I like a drier uh, landix anyway, so I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've made like five-gallon batches of linen and creek that's fermented out. <laughs> that's an awesome wonderful. idea. So do you have a yeah. deal with these guys? I mean, are they okay with this? With linen? Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, we're, actually, we've gone back to uh, Boone Creek. And uh, Frank Boone is just wonderful to work with. I mean, he's, nice he's guy, a brewer yeah. through and through. They're not the same people that make Boone Farm, are they? No. <laughs> no. no, Justin. Uh, <laughs> well, how do you, I, I'm curious how you how do you get that beer because you're probably you're probably using a lot of it, uh, and uh, I've never seen it in kegs out here uh, of the creek. Do you have a special um, deal with them, or how does that work? Yeah, we have a one. special deal with them. Um, uh, the, the stuff we get, I, I should say, it's not the same as Boone Creek that you find in the bottle. It's a different version. Uh, Van Bergen de Wolf brings in uh, Boone Creek, which is a, a great, great beer. Um, but uh, Frank does a lot of different blending at the brewery, so uh, we're bringing in a different version um, in kegs. And uh, um, actually, uh, to bring it into the country, we had to give it a name. And we can't call it Boone Creek because that's what Van Bergen de Wolf uh, brings in, so we call uh, we actually called ours Oma Gang Creek, wow. and um, nice. we've been getting a lot of phone calls lately because uh, the government uh, TTB site that okay's label approval yeah. they now post it on the internet, and uh, some people I guess have been trolling the TTB website, seeing what new beers are coming out, and they've seen this Oma Gang Creek, so we're getting lots of phone calls about that. So your people have too much free time on their hands, is what yeah, they have. Exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> Us beer geeks are sneaky, man. You can't keep any secrets anymore. We're looking around for everything that we, and then, and then we just, we feel like you should talk to us. So we, then we just start sending emails like you're going to tell us if there's some new thing coming out. Like we deserve that. How do you get away with doing that with that beer actually? Because I, I heard that, uh, uh, you can't blend two different beers into one beer, uh, from another brewery. Is it because you have the Omegon, uh, uh, title that you're able to do that when you bring it in? Um, oh, you mean as far as like uh, governmental law? Yeah. Um, Shh. That, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, actually, you can we've, just we've, hang uh, up gotten, now. we've uh, you know filled out the uh, statement of process for it, and um, yeah, the government had no qualms about us using that. Um, but on the on the bottle, we had to say we couldn't say brewed in Cooperstown. We had to say brewed and blended in Cooperstown. Oh, okay, uh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, you got to be specific. See, that's good though. I like the you know you should have to be honest about every bit of it. You know, I think that's oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, here's a question that came through from the listeners, um, and it's about the spices that you use. Um, how do we figure out you know how much spice to use without kind of making a, a flavor bomb? You know, I mean, for you guys, you're doing these big batches, and I know when I was there, you talked about. Uh, Sometimes you guys are only even doing handfuls or, or small buckets full yourselves in these giant right. batches. So how do we figure that out so that we don't do too much? Um, I guess, well, uh, the Cavalier side of me would say just by trial and error. Sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's... Is there, are there any general rules, you know, that we could abide by? Yeah, um, I used to have a chart, and I can't find it right now. Okay. Um, for, like, all the spices that we'd use, I 
had a general range of uh, concentration, like in uh, parts per million or uh, milligrams per liter of wort. Okay. That I felt was a uh, would prov- provide the flavor, but not uh, create what you call a, a flavor bomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, gosh, you know, I can't find it right now. And that's right. if you know if you happen to find it, just you know, and you don't mind, email it to me because I can relay oh, sure. it back to people. That'd be a yeah, because I think that uh, uh, you know uh, amount. Compared to milliliters of wort would be awesome for us, well, just there's, there's even no, as a starting point, right? There's no hard, fast rule because each year everything changes. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> yeah. You have yeah. a really good crop and uh, knock you on your ass. Yeah, yeah I'm, a- I'm actually interested in that because you have a, uh, you know, as brewers, you're using, uh, you're, you're adjusting for. Uh, bitterness through basically the alpha acids and the hops and you're maybe looking you're also looking at your raw materials as far as your malt's concerned but uh, an area like that's kind of unusual is spicing and so i'm curious as to what you do uh, year by year uh to compensate for maybe differences in your uh orange peel your uh grains of paradise and anything else you use um well if uh if we were if we were extremely thorough um what we would do is every time we got a new shipment and we would uh uh, probably try to make a tea and evaluate it that way. Yeah. But uh, we're not uh, exceptionally thorough. <laughs> so what we do is uh, every time we do get a new shipment and we just do a hand evaluation of it and make sure that the uh, the spice looks like it's been uh, handled properly, uh, that there's nothing like mold or musty yeah. odors to it or any like foreign material in it. Man, I um, haven't had a hand evaluation in like six weeks. <laughs> Easy. Well, and that sort of begs the next question, which is, uh, uh, are, do you tolerate uh, uh, variants from uh, year to year in terms of your beer, or from batch to batch? I mean, is there, are you, are you, uh, are you blending? Are you doing anything to sort of keep things consistent, uh, aside um, from just on the brew house side? And you know, through the process, wood, we, knock on wood, we haven't really had to blend any beers off. Um, but you know, yeah, we we try to shoot for consistency, but we're not. You know, running our beers through uh, high-pressure liquid chromatography to analyze it down to the, the the final molecule to make sure everything's in spec. We really our best form of quality control is to have a a well-educated sensory panel, and every beer that goes through the brewery is being tasted as it goes through, and it doesn't leave our loading dock until it's actually been approved by the tasting panel, and. You know, we have some really good people on our tasting panel, and they're, you know, intimately familiar with each of these beers, and they're really well attuned to any changes that are going on. So if we did start to notice that, like, maybe one spice was starting to come across too strong, or other certain flavors are creeping in, or other flavors are missing, um, we can make, you know, uh, some pretty good uh, judgment calls on what to do to fix that. I'm curious because when Justin was back there, you know, he's uh, he's in the radio industry here, and uh, I was curious if you asked him to be on the tasting panel, Justin. Is it probably a new job? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't ask. We would have. It would have been. Uh, actually, Justin was there on a, uh, a weekend, so nobody else from our tasting panel. Randy, that's, was that's <laughs> a really good like the Green's of Paradise. I like you, Randy. You're, he's good at this game. Because <laughs> you know I wanted to say, fuck that. <laughs> Never ask him to say Now, that's not true. Randy thought I was a real professional and uh, and other stuff. <laughs> and walk right in and say, hi, Randy, where's the beer? Yeah, pretty much. Actually, you Randy, beer here? Randy was good to us. He gave us a couple good bottles uh, that um, mm-hmm. we thoroughly enjoyed that night. 
or or on the way home. Uh, I, I stay in the cab on the way home. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was exactly. So what are we drinking now? We're drinking the Omegon. Ah, uh, the Abbey. Okay. I've got to catch up to you guys. Hold on. <laughs> All right. And let me, while you're doing that, because uh, I've got two main things that I want to make sure we cover, and we're, we're, we're really running out of time here. Uh, one is... Uh, uh, Sean Paxton and I were talking uh, at the break there about how you know you kind of came from English ales and moved on to these Belgians. Uh, yeah, what kind of things did you learn as far as you know to go from the English bitters and milds all the way up to doing the Belgians? I mean, it's a pretty radical difference in brewing styles and techniques, and especially also at the commercial level. But after going through school, what kind of things have you learned that maybe? You could help us home brewers, you know, as far as making that transition from whether it's IPAs or yeah, the American British styles to we need what you learned in Belgium. Um, you know, as far as our brewing techniques go, it's uh, the top five. The brewing techniques that we use here are uh, pretty much what I learned in uh, at UC Davis. Okay, um, but you know, the difference is being. Uh, uh, I use the metric system here, <laughs> and uh, and that changes also, the quality of the beer. <laughs> yeah, actually, it makes it better. Yeah, and, um, but Is that also like the witness just, factor, Sean. <laughs> also, just uh, you know, thinking about the flavor of the beer, and uh, you know, trying to find that proper balance that uh, reflects the the style that you're trying to make. Um, you know, beyond that, it's uh, it's really not that different if you're brewing a German beer or a British beer or an American beer or a Belgian beer. They're, uh, they're all relatively the same. Okay. See? So do you think it really comes down to just the different ingredients, understanding those ingredients more? Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Munich versus Mars Otter or, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, when you have cuisine from uh, America or cuisine from Belgium, you can be using a lot of the same ingredients. Yeah, base ingredients. the way that you use them or in the ratios or the, how you prepare them that uh, makes the difference. All right. So last two things I want to cover, and I think we're really going to have to do uh, maybe another interview with some t- with you sometime, Randy, because I, I got more questions. Yeah. I got a million questions right now. Yeah. I got to, we got to get to the uh, next interview. Sean time, will fly we'll you out. Late. He's got a private plane. <laughs> all right. Do we got a guy with a, like a DC-10. He's in the Air Force and all, but you could hang in the back of that thing, I'm sure. Maybe we'll have him How pick you How much beer can you put in that thing? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I might put a fermenter in there. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, I have one question for you that we'll end with, but uh, I want to get back to you mentioned that we could expect something new from Amagang here yep. maybe this year or so or, or next oh, year. Yeah. What are we I talking about? let that die. Yeah, what are we talking about there? Okay, um, actually this July um, at our uh, our annual festival, which is called Belgium Comes to Cooperstown, which is on July 21st this year, go. uh, we're going to be releasing a new beer called Omegadon. Omegadon. Yeah, and this nice. beer is uh, it's a, a big blonde beer. It's about eight percent alcohol, and uh, we're gonna dry hop it with a Czechoslovakian saz, and then for the bottle conditioning phase, we're gonna be dosing in a small amount of Britannomyces yeast. Yes, Ooh. So, there, now yeah. you're talking. That's crazy talk. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Yeah, and uh, probably we expect over the course of about six months that this beer is going to start evolving. And producing some of those botanomyces flavors and uh, get a little funkier and funkier with time. So uh, we actually call this beer Armageddon, uh, the Funk House Saison. Uh, if I promise you, like a uh, you know, some free plugging of when that beer comes out, can you send us some and we'll talk about it with you on the air before you release it? 
Oh, I, I think we can do that, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. How cool would it be to taste that first? That'd be great. How many different strains of bread did you use? Um, we only uh, experimented with uh, Britannomyces bruxellensis. Okay. Um, the uh, the other ones uh, were actually a little, threw up a little too much acetic acid. Yeah. Um, made it kind of vinegary. So, the anomalous in uh, the Clasinii? What's that? The anomalous in the Clasinii? Was that English? Yeah. No, actually, no it was Latin, <laughs> actually. <laughs> it was Latin. Oh. Two other versions of Two other versions of the Britannomyces. Look at the big brain on Paxton. I know. What's up with that? I mean... Well, I've been actually playing a lot with uh, 100% fermented uh, Brett beers, so there's no yeast. It's all bacteria, and uh, it's actually kind of fun. Listen, I do a good enough job making myself look stupid. I don't need you in here <laughs> asking these kinds of questions. Come uh, with I me, Justin. Come on. Botanomyces is actually a yeast. It's not a bacteria. Yeah. Oh, really? That is. It's yeah. a different kind of yeast. Oh, who's stupid now? Hey, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Deep Thinker here. I was, I was going to let that slide. I'll keep my pet. Oh, did you know myself. too, Doc? Oh, yeah. Of course Doc knew. Well, of course I'm not going to point that out, but hey, we're going to let uh, Randy. Hey, Randy, you can point <laughs> anything out you want, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I got one quick question. Sully's got one for you, and so, I got another one for you too. Uh, we're drinking the Three Philosophers, and we uh, do this thing at the Twenty First Amendment at Five Six Three Second Street uh, about uh, <laughs> called Strong Beer Month in February, and uh, we do it with another brewery. And uh, I brew it, all the beers are over eight and a half percent alcohol, and we brewed and the and the impetus for one of the beers uh, was called Blind Lust. Uh, was your Three Philosophers? And uh, I was curious, like what. I couldn't find the creek, so I ended up using the Frambois from uh, Lindemann's. And, uh, but I'm kind of curious about this beer, so I'd kind of like to hear from uh, the horse's mouth here, your, yourself. Like, what? How is this beer constructed? Um, well, the aside from the uh, the creek that we add into the brew house, essentially what we're trying to do is create uh, a wort that is about uh, 20 degrees Plato strong. Um, and we use uh, sugar in the brewing process, too. So the sugar is probably about 20% of the extract. And then we use a blend of uh, 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 high-roasted malts and caramel malts to give the color. And, you know, the hopping is very low on this, like it is for yeah. a lot of uh, Belgian-style beers, probably only about 20 IBUs. Um, but the creek, we're dosing in, so the creek is probably only about... Four uh, percent of the final volume. Okay. I thought it would have been and more. But, yeah, yeah it, it's you know it's just enough to give a, a slight hint of a sour cherry flavor into the beer. So it's only about four. I say that's good to know because we added about six gallons in the, uh, of uh, of the Frambois and about three hundred gallons of uh, finished beer. Mm. But how do you? Where are you adding it? Um, in the brew kettle. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, oh, you guys do all the good stuff right there in the kettle. Yeah, actually, we tried using it in our bright beer tank, and we almost had a mutiny on our hands because it was such a logistical nightmare for the brewers to work with. Yeah, he's got that ladder and pour all those bottles in there. It's a bitch. <laughs> hey, you're the brewmaster. F those guys. They're lackeys. <laughs> Get the whip out, man. They, they do what you hey, say. i got to take good care of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be in there working. This is a great <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> wow. See, I'm just, I'm just trying to get used to this having chat around as the producer right now where you can just do it. 
<laughs> make it make it happen. <laughs> well, all your beers are very very nice. Yeah, these are awesome. Can very you? Nice. We're drinking the uh, Amagang Abbey. Can you describe? No, that no, one we're on the three philosophers now. Well, I, I think though that Randy's still got the Abbey with him, right? Because we yeah. didn't tell yeah. him we changed. Because we didn't switch. <laughs> and I'm still drinking the Abbey anyway. So describe that one for us if you would. Okay, uh, the Abbey was actually modeled after a. Uh, you know, if you compare it to an Abbey Double, uh, it's actually a bit stronger, and it's certainly spicier than a regular Abbey Double. Okay. Um, but that's because it was modeled after a Christmas version or a Noel version of an Abbey Double. And so it's actually our spiciest beer. Um, we use a star anise, a licorice root, a coriander, sweet orange peel, and cumin in this beer. And uh, so it's a very complex yeah. uh, Almost like a mulled wine. That's very spicy. But you guys are really kind of, you really hold back on those things. Even you, I'm just thinking of those spices in cooking because I've used them like cumin, you know, you use a lot in like chilies and, and different mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. That's a hard spice to use in cooking too. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sean? You know what I'm talking totally. about because uh-huh. it's really a strong one. So I'm just thinking because I don't. Balance. Yeah, nothing is unbalanced in this beer. So it's wonderful. What a good job. Oh, thanks. And, okay, now we've got the uh, three philosophers here. I know you probably didn't crack that yet, but could you give us a description yeah, yeah, yeah. of that? You've had it before, I'm sure. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, this beer. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one. This, uh, this beer is um, has a, it's definitely our sweetest beer. Um, it has a higher finishing gravity, about uh, four degrees Plato. Yeah. And um, It's still not the, all that dry. Oh, it's still not all that sweet. No. no. Right, That's yeah, great. yeah. And the the choices of the malts that we use and the creek together kind of give it this uh, dessert quality, like chocolate and cherries. Are you using like Caramunic, Caribbean in this? Um, we use a oh, let's see, what do we use? We use a twenty level bond caramel malt. Okay. And uh, we use a uh, uh, twenty level bond amber malt, and I think we use a little bit of a. Um, uh, it's this. Oh, Special aroma malt that's put out by uh, uh, Bruce Malton out of Chilton, Wisconsin. Um, it's called uh, Extra Special Malt. Mm. And it's like a highly kilned uh, caramel malt. We get that, right, Doc? Nice, uh, yep. What it it we, adds like a nice uh, toffee flavor to the beer. I don't know if it's from them, but we get an extra special malt uh, at, at special the shops, right? Special, yeah, just yeah. like a special bee, something oh. like that. This yeah, is my so favorite Alma oh, Gang right here. This one. So, is. are you using? Is there grains of paradise in the Three Philosophers? No, there's actually no spicing. Wow, it's kind of peppery. Just really? the creek for the flavor and the yeast, yeah. of course. Is yeah. this fermented uh, at a lower temperature? Uh, no, it's actually fermented at the, the same temperature, about seventy-eight Fahrenheit. Man, and are and you uh, just mentioned a bunch of malts? Are they are you using uh, mostly domestic malts or are you using uh, uh, international malts? Um, well, we used to use all uh, Belgian malts. Um, but that was back when Belgium had the uh, the Belgian franc and the American dollar was beating up oh, yeah, on it. Exactly. So you know, we got these really cheap. <laughs> and um, but now the the euro is kicking our ass. Yeah. Um, so we're using uh, we're true. using domestic uh, base malts, but we still use some uh, uh, Belgian specialty malts. Hmm. I remember seeing I, I was up in the grain room there. Tons of bags of Belgian malts there. Lots mm-hmm. of product of Belgium uh, all over that place up there. So yeah, some specialty yeah. stuff you got going on. All right, last thing you got to give me that saison recipe if you got it. Okay. Can you do get that? Your pens out. All right, okay, everybody, so get your pens. And uh, this actually is got one more. A recipe for a saison. I will let Paxton. If it doesn't take ten minutes for it you to ask the minutes. question, 
Now, what wait, beer wait till after the Saison recipe. Let me get ready for that, and then we'll do Okay, that. this is going to be called a Brewing Network Saison. Nice. And, uh, Love so it. everybody out there, try to make this beer and send uh, Justin a bottle of it to try. <laughs> and, Thank you. Okay, so this is going to be uh, a bit of a stronger Saison. It's going to be about 8% uh, alcohol. We expect um, nothing less from you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the Thank Southern Gravity, let's see, I, I'm not going to give like weights for the, uh, the grains, uh, but I'll just give like percentages. But shoot for a starting gravity of about 16 Plato and a final gravity of about, uh, let's see, about two and a half Plato. Okay. And uh, for the uh, the malts, use uh, for the extract, it's going to be about 10% of the extract is going to be derived from wheat malt. Um, 70% of the extract is going to be derived from either a Pilsner or a pale malt, and then 20% of the extract is going to be derived from uh, pure sugar, either sucrose or corn sugar. And for bitterness, um, probably use any any one of the noble hops, but shoot for about 25 IBUs. And again, for the aroma, use one of the, the noble hops, but keep it shoot for a very low or mild aroma uh, in the in the finish and let's uh, let's add some spices to this beer yes um, let's use uh, coriander uh, curacao orange peel and uh, powdered ginger and uh, your mileage may vary but what I'd recommend for the coriander shoot for uh, 200 milligrams per liter of wort okay um, for the curacao orange peel, also use about 200 milligrams per liter of wort. And for the powdered ginger, which uh, I found I find that powdered ginger works a lot better than ginger root. Uh, powdered ginger is a lot more consistent. Um, for powdered ginger, only use about 25 milligrams per liter. Are we going to grind up the coriander or put it in whole? Um, the, the coriander, yeah, you should uh, crack it open. Okay. Uh, you either put it in a grinder or just like crush it in your hands. Okay. And uh, then use uh, some kind of funky uh, uh, Belgian strain of yeast. You can like culture it from any of our bottles. Yeah, that might be um, a good idea. Uh, just something, that, anything that has a nice estuary quality to it. Yeast. And then try to try to ferment it warm, like at least uh, seventy-five degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Have a nice healthy yeast starter, and if everything goes well, your fermentation should be done within five days. Five days, man. That's uh, Paxton. You want to brew that or what? Uh, sure. Let's do it, huh? Come on down. I like how he said use a starter. Told everybody, make sure you got a nice, big, healthy yeast starter. That's a good man okay. right there. Hey, yeah. bring it around with you everywhere. Okay. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't leave it at home. It's yeah, that walking right. starter. You never know what could happen to it. <laughs> I just had one question. In your cellar, like, what is, like, one beer that you always go back to? It doesn't have to necessarily be one that you brew. Oh, um. Coors Light. <laughs> well, well, uh, you know, I will say uh, there's always Budweiser in my fridge. I, I'm a big fan of Budweiser. Look at this guy. If you um, listen, if you watch the video, you'll hear that about him too. He likes. Yeah. He says there's a place for every I beer. I totally 100 percent agree with you, actually, yeah. Randy. Yeah. So uh, actually, the things that are always in my fridge, of course, are the beers I make: uh, Budweiser, uh, Sam Adams, Boston Lager, okay, um, Rodenbach, Duval, um, and then. Any number of beers that I've uh, come across. Yeah. See, I will say that if the guy who makes Omegang 
doesn't mind putting a Sam Adams and uh, some of these things that we consider kind of, you know, regulars and standards. Uh, Budweiser, of course, in his fridge. Man, that says something right there. Like, he's a brewer who just has respect, I think, for brewers. I mean, it really sounds like you just, you like what people do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Actually, I I was taken aback a second when we did the video, and you'll see it right on there. One of the first things he says on there is he's like, I am not prejudiced against any beer. I think it all has their place, and I knew exactly what you're talking about. I mean, you weren't beating around the bush there. But I was a little taken aback. I thought that Mr. Belgian over there might be a little different, but you're not. Is Augie listening? (laughs) Uh, This is Augie. Augie's nephew. What are you talking about? Yeah. You're not friends with Augie, are you? No, no, I'm not getting any kickbacks here. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll tell you, we uh, rib Sean a lot for his course Light, but I have to say, I, I respect anybody. Who Thank you. It's all full circle mm-hmm. now. They'll all stand up and say <laughs> what the they like. The great brewer from Omegon is... Uh, Can we is. still rib uh, JP for his PBR? Yes, that uh, that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, that's different. <laughs> and, in fact, when we hang up on Randy, we'll make fun of him for his Budweiser, too. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's Amagang.com, and it's Brewery Amagang. The beers uh, that they make are, are absolutely uh, just fantastic beers. I've liked them for a long time, ever since I got into the Belgians. This Three Philosophers, man, blows me away every time. It's good beer. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. That's been awesome. Check out the video uh, right there on our page. Uh, Steph, do we need anything else from the chat room there? Uh, just a last quick question. How long do you age it for? What? Which one? The uh, The recipe he just gave. Ah, you're uh, the Saison. Yeah. Do we have to age oh, that for um, a while? You don't necessarily have to age it. Um, if you use too much uh, ginger, you will have to age it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of that. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, this beer should be, you know, it should be enjoyable, fresh, uh, but I think it has enough uh, legs to it where you could probably age it for up to two years and it'd still be fine. Okay. Two years. Okay. It'll be different beer. But uh, yeah, it'll yeah. still be it'll be it'll be a different beer, nice all the way. I won't be yeah. aging it for two years, Doc. You don't age anything <laughs> for two years. You don't age anything for two weeks. What kind of filter do you recommend? <laughs> Paxton's not going to let me let him go. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? What kind of filter? What kind of filter? We don't have to filter the homebrew. Carpet do we? filter. Are you talking about for water? No, for you. For like you know the carpet filter. Oh, the car- oh, I see what you're saying. No, sorry, I like, don't worry, Randy. I didn't get it. Just, Justin <laughs> likes to filter his porter with carpet. <laughs> so, Randy, when can we see you on the uh, West Coast, actually, real quick? Uh, you ever get out here? There are a lot of requests for the anniversary show. Oh, they want you so to come oh, to the anniversary show. They do. They would love for you to come. I, I think the, the next time I'm going to the West Coast will probably be April of next year. I'll be in uh, San Diego. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. So, so not June 3rd of this year. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, uh... June 3rd of this year, I'll be uh, celebrating because I'm turning 40 this year. Oh, oh man. That's not so bad. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. And are you having one of those big over-the-hill bashes that people who turn 40 have? Uh, no, I'm pretty low-key. Yeah. I'm just going to take it easy and <laughs> have a nice meal. And, uh, and a Budweiser. Six-pack of Bud. And a Budweiser, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Randy, thanks for the time. I, and I really appreciate not only the time you spent uh, here with us today, but uh, letting us shoot the video out there, too. It was very cool of you. Uh, no problem. All right. Brewery Amagang. You can go to Amagang.com. We'll catch up to you soon. We hope to have you back, Randy. All right. Take care, Randy. All right. Cheers. Thanks,
There you have it, the great uh, Randy Thiel from Brewery Gang. And uh, if you haven't had their beers, you know, go look around for them because they are pretty widely distributed. Not everybody has a BevMo, but if you go to a good li- liquor store and they don't have it, just ask the guy who buys the beer there. Ask the owner, and uh, you know they can, can probably they can probably get it. They got distributors, uh, you know, going everywhere, so you'll be. It able comes to in check these big out. bottles that will hammer you. <laughs> How are we doing so over good. there, Doc? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> are, you, are you guys gonna post that recipe? Because a lot of people in the chat room couldn't write it down. I'll tell you what. So what are you talking metric, about? They couldn't write it down. And stuff. That's what they say. Is. I couldn't write it down. Uh, I could not write it down. Please post it. Yes. That's all they keep saying. Okay. Somebody wrote it down. So somebody else posted. Because <laughs> I didn't write it down and, either. And, and somebody convert it. And me and Paxton are, are going to uh, need it. <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody wrote it down in the chat room. They, well, somebody tomorrow, wrote it. Well, you, can you know what? They'll be... There'll be people like podcasting and it'll do the same thing. Yes. All right, quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Scott Kirkmans of Draft Magazine. And a lot of interesting stuff with this guy. You guys are going to be surprised. He's a good dude and a fascinating fellow. So hang on. It's the Brewing Network. We're back in action. And we'll be right back with Scott Kirkmans of Draft Magazine. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This summer, an Imperial Caliber event will change the face of live beer radio forever. If you attend one beer event this year, make it the GABF. But if you attend two, it better be the Brewing Network Anniversary Party, baby. The Brewing Network Anniversary Party at the Bistro in Hayward, California, USA, Planet Earth. Great beer, great surprises, great Scott. Augustina Barine. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. shower let's hit the pub it's happy hour if we get bombed who gives a damn i'm not as drunk as you think i am those chicks right there don't look too good but three more beers i guess i would it's either them or my right hand I'm not as think as you drunk I am. So buy another round. We'll sit right here and drink them down. Get everyone another beer. You'll have to kick us out of here. Say, are you girls waiting on your friends? What did you say? You're lesbians. Bartender cancel those two drinks. I'm not as in as you drunk, I think. This beer is moving like a train. I think my lizard needs a drain. But first I'll have a double shot. I'm drunk, you think, as you am is not. Another round We'll sit right here And drink 
bathroom's nice as it can be. It's got four walls. I puked on three. Oops, here comes more. I'll use the sink. I'm not as drunk as you am, I think. I put that bouncer right in his place. I smacked his elbow with my face. He's lucky that it's closing time. Drunk am is not as you think you am. So buy another round. We'll sit right here and drink them down. Get everyone another beer. Brewcaster Jay here with a new feature on our show, the Competition and Events Calendar. We'll keep you up to date as best we can here on entry deadlines and upcoming events so that you don't miss out. Of course, we can't cover the entire world of events, so we'll refer you to other resources for more comprehensive lists. Also, you can send competition and event information to Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll do our best to include it here. First on the list is the 20th Annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship held on June 24th. The Brewing Network supported this competition last year, and we had a great showing, taking home several medals as the BN Army. Let's show them what we've got again this year. Entry deadline is June 16th, and you can go to hopheads.com for drop-off points and entry information. This is a BJCP certified competition. Coming up Saturday, June 2nd, there's an AHA membership rally at Firestone Walker Brewery in Paso Robles, California. You can sample Firestone beers for free with eight different beers on tap and a special release as well. There's also prizes, live music, complimentary food paired with beer, and brewery tours. AHA membership at the event is $33. For more information on this event and other membership rallies around the U.S., go to Beertown.org and click on the Events tab. And speaking of the American Home Brewers Association, the National Homebrewers Conference is just around the corner June 21st through the 23rd. This is the largest event in homebrewing, and this year it'll be held centrally in Denver, Colorado. Many of the brewcasters will be there, and you should be too. They're expecting more than 800 homebrewers to gather for one of their biggest conferences ever. For ticket prices and package information, go to Beertown.org and click on the conference icon. The Brewing Network competition and event calendar is brought to you today by Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Visit them to view products and details at Fermentap.com. I'm Brewcaster Jay, and we'll see you next week with another update right here on the Brewing Network. funny is brewers just say yeah i don't brew to stop i'm brewing my own beer and it's like a german pilsner but it's black yeah it's a sports beer, sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know the home of live beer radio the brewing network.com because like beer radio shouldn't suck you're listening to the session
All right. Wow. So are you really keeping the ass out of Brewcast? Uh, not, well, we're trying anyway. We keep the ass hat in it, but we keep the ass out of it, man. Let me tell you, there's a lot of asses in brewcasting, and we're not one of them, Doc. Oh, good. good, good. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. Yeah. All right. Uh, great interview with Randy Thiel from Brewery Amagang. We appreciate him spending the time with us. Our phone number is 888-401-BEER if you guys want to call up and ask any questions yourselves. Uh, because right now, we're about to speak to Scott Kirkmans of the uh, almost brand new Draft Magazine, which is... Uh, Really kind of exciting. I don't know if you guys have seen the mag. You can go to draftmag.com and check it out if you haven't. And I kind of figured that a lot of you would want to know about what the deal is with it because he's, you know, he's, they're new on the scene. Yeah, the word's getting out there at the Craft Brews conference. He, I saw him around and, uh, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. I met him. Let's just, let's see if he's on here. Hey, Scott, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's happening, my brother? How's it going, guys? We're talking you up already. Yeah, we were just going to talk you up. So I met Scott, uh, you know, I'm out at the Craft Brewers Conference. I'm telling you guys, I meant it when I said I got to meet a lot of people, and it was really good for the network. Um, uh, it was about, I don't know, 11, 12 at night. <laughs> Me and Scott were both shit-faced. Like we, in fact, when we finally connected, like two weeks after the conference, when I called him for this, we we're both like, "I think I met you," and he's like, "Yeah, I think so too." We spent four hours a together. Fuzzy, <laughs> right? Like so, we, so he agreed to it, and then he was like, "Oh, did I say I'd be on that show?" <laughs> <laughs> Who were yeah. you again? It was a, uh, but that was a good time. Where were we? Uh, what's that place that that Sully wouldn't leave? The ginger man. Yes. Thank you. That's what it was. The ginger. A good beer there, though. Yes. Oh, great selection. And that was awesome. So I met Scott there. I met somebody else from Draft Magazine there. Somebody else. And uh, yeah, I, I th- actually, I think I met a good like seven. Or- you know what it was? It was the first time in a long time I went to take a leak and I looked at myself in the mirror. And you know when you look at yourself and you've been and you've had too much to drink and you go, oh shit, like it's <laughs> you're starting to get dizzy. You gotta settle down. I had your face is kind of like yellow and green. And yeah. yeah. I took a seat for a little while. Don't look in the mirror. Yeah, I know. And then I came out, and then I was fine. And then, uh, you know, me and Scott probably, like, made some big deal together, like we were going <laughs> to be millionaires, and we both <laughs> forgot all about it. So, uh, hey. Lost in the moment. Anyway, enough of me. Thanks for doing the show, Scott. Appreciate it. Oh, happy to be here. And I'm uh, I'm glad we were at least uh, able to get this uh, set up so we can at least talk over the airwaves a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I also, you know, I did all this restructuring since we've been gone. And I've been getting a lot more organized because, um, you know, sometimes our guests are like, yeah, I'll be there. And then they end up, like, on a boat somewhere and they don't do the show. Well, <laughs> I lost Scott's number. Oh, <laughs> I had to have... I had to have producer Chad track him down, and he did a good job. Good track, job, track producer Chad. On the case. Track the brother down. All right. So I want to talk about a couple of things with you, and I, I think the listeners are going to want to know some stuff, too. 888-401-BEER. Join Stephanie in the chat room, and she'll take your questions. I want to know about you because uh, you're a young guy, but I was kind of looking over your resume, and you got a lot to do with beer. And uh, So I want to start with that, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, happy to. I, uh, I've been in the industry basically since I turned 21. Really? Good man. Yeah, you know, I, was, uh, uh, I got a home brewing kit from my brother around that time and uh, started doing a little home brewing and just a couple short months later um, got hired on at a local brew pub in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. Let's, he was. He probably started when he was eighteen. He just doesn't want to say that, right? <laughs> Not drinking. Come clean. Come on. Come clean. Oh, you remember Justin? Is that I had my first beer at age twenty-one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so you actually were a brewer for a period of time, then? 
Right, so I actually brewed beer at that small brew pub in Albuquerque. It's called Kelly's Brew Pub. I brewed there for about three years. After six months on the job, I got uh, moved up to Head Brewer. Um, so I did that for about two and a half years, and then uh, moved my way up to Alaska, and actually brewed beer there at Alaskan Brewing Company. No kidding. Uh huh. Brewed there for um, oh over another year. I heard that there's no chicks in Alaska. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They look like dudes. The chickens are slim. We'll say that. All right. Fair enough. Go like on. Flannel it's good. <laughs> and porn. There's yeah, they, uh, they don't wear bikinis too often when the summertime high is about 86. Yeah, I guess no kidding. All right, wow, so I didn't know you brewed there. I didn't see that on the resume. Yeah, yeah, so I did that um, chat's fault. for four, four and a half years, something like that, and uh, and really enjoyed it, loved it, but uh, decided that, I, I mean... No chicks. As, as any home brewer knows... Brewing beer is largely a glorified janitor. I mean, you're doing yes. so much sanitation and cleanliness that yeah. um, I decided to try to um, go a different path. And so I actually moved down to Phoenix and sold beer as a beer distributor here in uh, where I live now in Phoenix. Okay. And, uh, did so I sold oh several different varieties and then uh, did that for six months until draft was starting up and. Uh, Came on board with Draft uh, over a year ago now. Now, are you one of the founders of Draft? Because you're listed as the beer director, and you're going to have to explain to me what that means. But uh, <laughs> the BFD. But you're one of the guys who started it too. Yeah, well, it basically, what happened was um, uh, there was one person initially that had the idea, and that's our publisher, Austin Wilson, who I think he might have been the other guy that you met as a ginger man. <laughs> ah, but, yeah, yeah, um, yes. I, think I did meet him. Good answer. So he um, said me. He, hey, he has a, he's a corporate lawyer. I mean, he's he's fairly young too. You know, where none of us are, um, you know, you know, fifty, sixty years old. Uh, you know, we're all like Sully, uh, like I am. Yeah, <laughs> Sully's not, not, not fifty or sixty. He just looks it. <laughs> no, but you know, he, and he thought there has to be a beer magazine out there. It's a great idea, but I'm sure it's it's done. And what he had envisioned wasn't really out there yet. And so, yeah, um, he got his friend Erica, who's our editor in chief, on board, and uh, she has a lot of magazine experience. And so, um, got her on board, and then uh, I came on board right after that. Um, they needed uh, someone to. You know, handle the beer content and make sure that they were putting out something credible, and so that they brought me on board. Okay, something that had to do with beer. <laughs> something that had to do. Well, th- now I'm glad that you're talking about how the staff is kind of young and stuff, because I want to. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, That's a young intern. <laughs> yeah, because I'm wondering if uh, if they're kind of hot too. Uh, <laughs> no, here's what I'm going to say, and and I don't think I'm uh, by any means. I am definitely not the only one who made this observation, but uh, I'm probably the only one that's going to say it over the air because because some people are going to think I'm a dick for saying this, but I'm all right with that. The first time I saw Draft Magazine was at the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, our premier issue. That was your, so you had just put it out, and you guys were giving them away, and, and you had some good-looking people around giving them away, by the way. I was going to say that right now. Hot checks. Good work on that. Uh, <laughs> a few duck. Uh, so... But I looked at the magazine, and and Scott, I'm going to tell. You, I didn't read through the magazine for a good month after that. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say right now. But the first thing I did was kind of thumb through it and look at the format, and and I thought the the first thing I thought was this is fantastic, and it's acts it's absolutely what the industry needs because a lot of the people who are in charge of the of the beer industry right now, I'm going to try to say this as nice as I can because I don't mean anything against them. 
But they've been doing this for a long time, I guess is the nicest way to say it. And it angers you. And not at all. Actually, I think, I think they've been doing a fantastic job. But I think just like anything else, um, there's gonna have to be a new generation of people who end up taking over those roles and getting new people excited about beer and new people excited about home brewing and craft brewing. You, you see what I'm getting at here? And I think it takes a really, a younger perspective to get at those people who, who in, in 10 years are gonna end up you know, being the core of this industry, maybe 20 years, whatever it's going to be. So the first thing I thought when I saw Draft was this is fantastic because they're taking sort of the maxim edge. They're really going for, I, I'm sorry if you hate that uh, uh, <laughs> uh, parallel, but I just really liked that it, w- it had a young feel to it. And it, you could tell it was being produced by different people than are producing everything else that is out in beer right now. And that is the happiest thing that I was about Draft Magazine. So. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, it's great for us to hear that you, you felt that there was a difference. And, and, you know, every other publication that's out there certainly has its place. I mean, yes. there are, are some quality publications that are there that are giving groups of people the information that they want to receive. Hopefully we're trying to, you know, reach a new uh, segment of people that haven't necessarily heard about craft beer. They, maybe they've never heard of craft beer. They yeah. might remember microbreweries from the late 90s or something <laughs> along those lines. Maybe they've had a, you know, a real common pale ale or something. Or like Sam that. Adams, maybe. Yeah, on, yeah on and they want to see what else is out there. They want to find out, you know, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Is there anything better? Well, and you're showing that, you know, other people are actually drinking these things, too, and it's kind of cool to drink these it's a club beers. Yeah. Now, I'm glad you're saying it that way because, um, one th- and, and this, I don't consider this a criticism of, of, of the magazine. I consider it just an observation. Uh, I'm a beer geek, so I, I, I read the other publications and, uh, your magazine is, is not a beer geek magazine. It's not as in-depth. It's not as scientific. It's, um, you know, it's a little more, like you say, for people who, uh, hey, they, they were, I had a microbrew once. Uh, let's find out a little more about it. Um, and that's really kind of what I felt when I read through the mag. Is it a uh, Hey, What's Out There magazine? Uh, it does. I mean, I think so. I think it gives people um, some insight as to maybe something they haven't heard about. Even beer geeks, I think, can get something out of it. Um, you're right. I mean, we're not going to talk about the different salts that are added to water to reproduce yeah. burden on Trent. No, we're know, beer geeks. Trent. Any information about beer is good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to say because right? I, mean, I read it, by the way. Point. And we will, that's, too. And we bring everything back to beer. Um, nearly every single issue, article in the issue, in any issue, comes back to beer on some level. And you know what? Maybe it comes back to a light American lager sometimes. Maybe it comes back to a really quality beer that just started being imported. Maybe, you know, it's something you never heard of, but... Um, what we're really trying to do is just give the people some fun, interesting information. Yeah. Not necessarily scientific, you know, not trade publication sort of information, but really more um, uh, in a fun and infor- in, in still informative way. Well, there's like craft beer and cans. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? Yeah. At, and what's the address, Where Sean would you O'Sullivan? Get that? Jesus. Sean's like plug man today. We no, got, I was. You're listening to Sean O'Sullivan from the 21st Amendment. He's the guy over there. <laughs> hey, can you guys get a cat from that tattoo show on the cover? Uh, like I would, I, I, I don't even know what ta- I don't even know who this is that you're talking about. Oh, dude, oh, you got to check this. Miami Inc. Oh, Thank I, you. I've never actually seen the show. I've only seen the like the commercials or whatever. Well, here's the thing: Cat is smoking, and she's kind of like she's just cool. She's all full Does of she tattoos, drink beer? and she just got kicked off the show. So I'm sure she's know. looking for work. Why would she? Get and I'm going to tell you right now: if you put her on the cover of that magazine, still lots of cat. Dude, you are going to sell some magazines. 
Put a beer. Will, uh, put a glass of beer in your hand. You take my I'll advice. I'll look into it for you, yeah, this, Scott. This is just, just grin and nod. That's what I do. No, no. <laughs> this is. I'm being. I'm being. She dead do like Papazian, like tattoos. You know, I'm, people. I'm, I'm not above looking her up on the online and seeing it. You know, if she's if she's cute. If you got a computer in front of you, go ahead. You punch in cat right there from Miami Inc. You're gonna find her. And I'm gonna listen. I'm being dead serious here. You are gonna sell some magazines. You because yeah. look at like here's the thing with their magazine is that they don't just have all like beer people on the cover. Like Charlie is a big contributor to the magazine, right. which is fantastic. Yeah. And you got a lot of other beer guys. But uh, I mean, I got a I got an issue here with Leslie Nielsen on the front. And and I picked up the magazine because because I'm a huge Leslie Nielsen fan because he does stupid humor. I don't know why I like that, but uh, that's why I got the magazine. <laughs> it's funny to you, and they do that kind of stuff, which is what I think is yeah. cool. And then they talk to him about beer. To me, I like that. Like that's a new angle in beer for me. You know, well, I like, yeah, exactly. I like the educational part of uh, the magazine. Like some, they there people go up to a beer bar and there's beers that they don't even recognize. Yeah, they won't even order because they don't know what the hell it is yeah if they've read it in your magazine and your magazine's got other things that make them read your magazine oh i read that in there yeah i'm gonna try that it, it, it's good for everybody yeah go ahead scott sorry doc's yeah, been well, drinking no, all my game yeah well, speaking to the uh to the beer geeks that are listening um i think that maybe it's gonna make their life a little bit easier give us to you know give the magazine to your buddies that really don't believe you that you know, this particular double IPA is so great and, or, you know, something to that effect and they can, you know, have be backed up a little bit, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. All right, tell me what a beer director does. <laughs> um, you know, it's a lot of fun and a lot of great things and it's also a lot of reading and writing. So basically, um, I head up the beer department, which means I, well, lead the review sessions i guess to start off with the best <laughs> of the world yeah i will uh, i'll lead the entire review session and you know i'm the uh, uh jbf judge and those sort of things and so um i'll i'll walk everyone through the review session so we can um agree on a score to give a beer and and write down tasting notes and then uh, when the review session is done for we have 32 beers in every issue they get reviewed oh wow and for those we we do more than that obviously but um 32 make the magazine and um, when those get done, then um, I write them all up. I write up the descriptions with you know all the um, notes that we took, and, and then put the score down. So I do all that writing. Um, okay. I write the beer and food and that sort of writing. Um, and then anything, and then any article that's written at all, um, I read over before it gets uh, put to print, and you know just check it, making sure uh, uh, ale is not getting called a lager and yeah. those sort of you know just. Uh, editing for content sort of beer accuracy is, is kind yeah, of yeah exactly well that's see i like to know that that somebody's doing that because i've if you look at um you know popular print that isn't in the in the beer category and i'm talking about guys who write in the wine section of the newspaper and they're writing right, about beer. Right. man do they screw up things all the time like calling ales loggers and just you know simple things um you know like that hey um so you pretty much like taste beer, you know, for a living. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a bad gig when you have uh, beer get delivered to your desk every day. Yeah, that's actually sort of like here. That's an awesome gig. Do you have like a like a personal fridge? What's that? Do you yeah. have like a personal refrigerator just to keep everything cold? We have a uh, we have an office refrigerator and there's four solid shelves on it that uh, that no one is allowed to touch. It's just the beer shelves. So. Now so, let me yeah, ask this because. I, I think that when magazines, um, and, and I'm going to be honest, we have the same problem when we evaluate beer here on the Brewing Network. Sometimes we'll evaluate beers ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's hard when we don't like a beer because 
we want to give everybody an honest opinion about our evaluation, uh, but it's tough to have to bash people. Now, will you guys do that in your reviews? And, and, and I don't mean call them dirty names or anything, but you know what I'm saying. Or do you just kind of weed those out and only report on the stuff that's drinkable? Um, to a certain point, we weed them out. If something is particularly off-flavored, I mean, significant, significant off-flavored, and it's obviously not what the brewer intended. Yeah. Um, you know, we generally get three to six bottles of each beer that we're going to uh, to review. And so if one of them in particular is bad um, and the other five are great, then, we're, you know, it, it might affect the final score of that one bad one. I mean, certainly consistency is brought into into play. But at the same time, you know, most of their product is pretty solid. So um, it, that'll that'll make it through. Now, if, if five of the six are terrible, then in all honesty, it probably won't make it in the magazine. We're not out to hurt the industry. And, you know, if someone out there likes the beer, then I don't want to be the one that writes and says, this is terrible, what are you doing drinking this beer, Yeah, you know, knock it off. So, you right. know, um, at a certain point where it's that fine line where, you know, there's just some slight off flavors to every bottle, that'll still make the magazine, and it's going to get mentioned, you know, that so-and-so was oxidized or you know, whatever. Um, See, that's and, the know, hard still, part. We still review green bottle beers, and every time we can taste that it's uh, skunky, it gets put in there. And okay. so... Um, hopefully people are educated from it, um, but, you know, not dissuaded to try something new just because it's not a 99 on the, you know, 100-point scale. Okay. See, because I find that that's, like, one of the, you know, one of the hardest parts to do because you, like, let's face it, if you're going to have an evaluation section in a magazine or on a show, like wh- like when we do it, like, you you got to really evaluate it, but... You don't yeah. want to be Captain Negative. Like, you don't want to... And, and the other thing is, a lot of times, it's not the brewery who messed it up. It's the distributor. Sure, or, sure. You know, so... Um, but you guys are mentioning, like, off flavors and things like that when you're doing oh, your certainly, reviews. Oh, certainly, certainly, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you read the reviews or even just the ones that interest you in particular, you're bound to find something, even if it's something as simple as... Um, you know, this beer isn't very well balanced. It starts really strong with and dissipates quickly. You know, things like that easily make it in. No oh, problem. Okay. All right. Awesome. Now, the other thing I, I, I want to know about, and I think everybody wants to know about this. I want to come back to Draft Magazine because I got more questions, but <laughs> you, you know where I'm going at. Like, you're, you just got elected uh, fairly recently the chief beer officer of, uh, of Four Points, uh, Sheridan. I did. And first thing I want to ask is, and there was a big publicity stunt around that. Everybody who's a beer guy knows yep. that they, like, half of us sent in the resume, you know. <laughs> um, and so first thing I want to ask is how the hell you got the gig, and then I want to know what it means. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was probably the most lengthy involved process I've ever gone through to get any sort of position at all. It was, I, I mean, as anyone out there, I'm sure there's plenty of people that applied online, and... Uh, you know, the application started back in November of last year, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, or at least that's when I applied. I'm not even sure the, the first date that, you know, it came out, but um, back in November, I sent it in, and, you know, I tried using all my contacts in the industry. I've been working in the industry for a while, so I'm trying to get through to, to Sheridan Hotels on, on some level and, you know, talk to them and talk to the Four Points team and promote myself. Uh, I knew it would be sought after, obviously, but... Uh, I had no idea how much, and yeah. when it got narrowed down, it got narrowed down in um, February or Mar- January, I believe. Okay. And uh, it was down to 15 people at that point. 
um, from an initial 7,800, more than 7,800 people applied. Wow. That is so, so okay. many people. Uh, to be number lot. one out of that, that's pretty awesome, actually. It's like trying to get from, into Berkeley. Yeah. From more than 30 countries, 7,800 people, even even to make the final 15, I was just stoked. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, that was incredible. So you, you brought them beer, right? Like, that was kind of the thing. <laughs> well, so at that point, they actually told us, okay, you've made the final 15. This is on a, uh, let's see, on a Thursday. No, on a Wednesday, excuse me. On a Wednesday, they said you made the final 15. We want to see a five-minute video of you. Send it to us, mail it by, by by Saturday. It's like it's like the real world. Like you got to send <laughs> in a I mean, videography. You know, like, um, yeah, at this point, it was just. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was so uh, so involved, and I'm like, wow, they're really taking this seriously. At first, when I first saw it online, I was I was afraid that they were just kind of doing it as a publicity stunt. Yeah. Um, but as it turns out, they got a lot of interest from the brewing community and started taking it very seriously. Okay. So what so do you do they, for five um, minutes on a? Um, yeah, what was video. your yeah, what was your video like? You can actually you can actually go still watch it right now online. You go to fourpoints.com slash CBO. Okay. Yeah, it's obviously Stanford Chief Beer Officer. I wish and, I knew uh, that beforehand. Chad. In reality, in reality, it's pretty silly and, and cheesy, but it it got me passed through the next next round. So those fifteen people were narrowed down to four people. And uh, and that cheesy. They said that, you know they wanted to let your bubbly personality show through, so I'm trying to do that and it and just kind of be fun and silly and still be informative. But hang on, give me the address we're again. We're trying to pull that up. Give me the address once Four more. Fourpoints.com. Yeah. Slash CBO. All right, because maybe we can get the audio out here, and then we can make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh. sure you can make fun of me for it. It's. It is pretty uh, pretty silly, but you know we had a great, I had a great time filming it. I actually was at. Uh, the uh, Goose Island Brewery up in Chicago, and they let me walk through the brewery, go through the whole thing, go through the whole brewing process with them, and and get it all filmed. See, that's pretty cool. I kind of like that they did the real world thing. Like you got to send in. Uh, you have to do it now. <laughs> yeah, you got to send it. All right, I'm I'm loading up the uh, the video right now. Uh, oh, your quote on your page here is that this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I'm sure I said plenty of those sort of things when I first got the job. All right, I'm clicking on the check out my video uh, page right now. Oh, great. (laughs) Scott's wearing a pink shirt in the uh, picture. It's salmon. All right, let's see. All right, hang on. Let's. It's salmon. Yeah, thanks for backing me up there. Yeah, no problem. All right, it's loading right now. I wonder. I, I'm curious. No, you know, really, the I saw like their four colors. Hey, how's it going? Well, that picture matches one of their corporate colors. Oh, it is. Yeah, look at it right in the background. That's oh, yeah, exactly. Colors. It matches well. Oh, yeah, that's true. That had to help me. <laughs> it makes, it makes <laughs> yeah, the whole you, thing pop. You did your research. Are you wearing glasses? No, no. Uh, oh, no, he is. Gla- yeah, in the video. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Safety glasses. Oh, because he's at Goose Island okay. Brewery right there. I'm actually at the brewery on the brew deck. All right, yeah, let me. Never know when. So, like, what happened? You called these guys up and you said, "I want to come down here and do this thing." Yeah, I, I, I just called up uh, yeah, uh, one of their marketing people and I said, "Hey." And I stay at a brewery for a half hour. It was a Friday. Uh, you know, I had to mail on Saturday. It was a Friday afternoon. And yeah. They said, uh, yeah, that's fine. Come on down. Well, all right, let me, let's check out this video. Hang on for a sec. We're going to see if oh, I can get God. the audio over the air. Tell you a little bit more about myself. I wanted to show you what I was all about. And I figured what better a place to do that video is actually one of the places the, uh, I feel most at home. And that's on a brew deck <laughs> at a brewery. So here I am at Goose Island Brewing Company where I'm going to walk you through a little bit about the brewing process and teach you a little bit more about me. All right, so here we are at Goose Island Brewery. We're about to go on the brew deck. 
and uh, see where the beginning process of brewing takes place. But before we do that, let's put on our goggles. Safety first at the brewery. <laughs> see, Scott's kind of like MTV already because he's got like the messed up hair going on. Purposely messed and, up hair. And he's got the like buttons, like no tie or nothing. He had a little undone stuff. He's But he's got the sport coat, so he's got that going for him. See, I think yeah. that's the angle that might have gotten you the gig, Scott, because they were looking for someone who's kind of like young. New, fresh, but professional. Yeah, yeah but I actually follow this thing a little bit. I didn't actually, I didn't enter it, which is surprising. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. No, I Scott swear to God, I did. Re- I mean, Doc, uh, whatever your Sean, name is, sent uh, his resume but in. I, I got a question for you. Uh, so Jennifer Talley from, uh, you get a lot of crap from your friends because Jennifer Talley from Squatters in, uh, in uh, Salt Lake City. Yeah. She's probably like the hottest girl in the brewing industry as far as brewers go. Because she's the only one that looks like a girl. Because it's a male dom. exactly, it's a male dominated <laughs> sport. Closest did your friends female. give you like a whole bunch of crap because she didn't win because... Honestly, I was when when it was down to the final four. I was most worried about her. I was sure that she was going to be. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. God, that's, that's I, impossible to I, beat. How are you going to beat that? But um, oh yeah, I'm sure my friends have given me so much hell about everything. Because I would have gunned for her. And I got to say, Scott, I wish they had. I'd pick. They'd pick Jennifer too. <laughs> Can we pull up her video instead? You're a nice guy and everything. <laughs> All right, let's listen to more of Scott's video. So here we are at the mash tun. This is where we start the brewing process in the brewery. We can finally start to say that we're making beer once we're here, once we're adding our malt to our water. It's one of the most exciting parts because once you're here, you actually get to say you're a brewer. So here we are. Why is there like a Calypso band in the background? <laughs> I, I, I was noticing that. That's actually a, uh, a, a song that was narr- or, uh, composed by... Danny Elfman, who's a Oscar-winning yep. composer. Oh, no kidding! It's yeah, yeah. all playing in there. All right, so Bongo, I, Bongo. I yeah. see that you're like you're, you know, you're making sure that you show that you know about the beer process here, and you know right. what's doing. You know your way around a brewery. All right, let's see what else. It's we a get. lot of time. You can say you it know, when we made the video. We didn't know. Uh, I didn't know who else my competitors were. Right, you just had to like. You just had three days to make a damn video. Yeah, right. I just tried to make it informative, also, you know, show that I knew something about beer. So, did you exactly. have the salmon shirt, or did you have to go buy that? Oh, I already owned that one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think this is tough, Scott. Like knowing what to put in a video, this is all oh, tough stuff, I, you know. You know, the second half of it is really um, what I think is much better half. I'm, I, are you guys watching it right now, or I don't know? But yeah, we're getting close. I, I sit down with some uh, some beer lovers at the Goose Island uh, pub and just walk them through some beers and talk to them about beer and break down styles for them and filmed a lot more than made it into the final cut. Whether they wanted to or not. Yeah. Yeah. All right, hang on. Let me play some more of it. Basically, this is the second step in the process. What's happening here is we've added the water to our malt, and we now need to separate that water out. It's called wort at this point. So we're going to send those rakes around. We're going to spray some water on top, and we're going to get all that water out of the malt through the false bottom. And then we're going to send that over to the brew kettle. Once we have it all in the brew kettle, then we can start to boil there. This is one of my favorite parts of the process. Here we are at the brew kettle where the product is actually becoming beer. We- All right, so I know you can't hear it, Scott, as far as how my setup is. but yeah, is, I've, seen, I've seen it plenty. So is it, <laughs> is it mostly, though, you going through and really, like, describing the brew process? Yeah, that's, that's what we filmed. I mean, we, you know, we edited it, or I edited it, and, uh, you know, tried to... And just make it more uh, fun and interesting. I don't want to sit there and go through every single thing, but um, yeah, basically I walked them through, you know, what makes a, uh, a hefeweizen a hefeweizen, and what makes that beer bitter, and what makes this beer yeasty or whatever. Right. So when you talk to the four points people after this, after you won, you must have asked the question like, "What 
you know, so what was compelling enough about this video that sort of, you know, brought me around and toward, and, and to the top of the whole thing? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think, think it was, um, I think it was a few things that actually got me the job, not just the video. The video was huge in that, um, they put that online along with the other, um, three finalists, Jennifer Talley, one of them you named, um, Chris Rupert and Brad, and I'm gonna forget, no, Brad Rupert, excuse me, and Chris, and I'm gonna forget Chris's last name, um, but, you know, the four finalists, who, who all should be commended, I mean, just to make it to that point, we were all pretty excited, I'm sure, um, but we, uh, we all put our video, they put all our videos up online, and let the public vote. And over 12,700 votes came in. And I don't know if it was the video or the salmon shirt or what. <laughs> it was the shirt. I actually yeah. got over half of the votes. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So cleaned that it was up. A big deal. See, now, I, I thought that, you know, I mean, I was sending it out to my buddies and, you know, everyone saying, please vote for me. And I was sending it to every person in the industry I knew, please vote for me. But um, I thought the in San Francisco. Jennifer would win. Can we see the other videos somewhere? I, not anymore, not anymore. Oh. So how many times did you vote for yourself? Damn. <laughs> yeah, numbers aren't 6, important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, time spent clicking is not important. <laughs> Carpal tunnel. I really want to no, see so the other videos. What's that? Do you have a, you, come on, you have a copy of those other videos. You know, I don't. I think you can still catch one of them on YouTube. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't. I really. I don't have a copy of them. Hey, Steph, search YouTube for me for uh, <laughs> four points CBO and tell me. See if you can find me a, another video. <laughs> I want to know. This, you know what? You're, I can't believe you're doing this to this guy. This guy went through this process, and you're sitting here now trying to find out, like, well, maybe he shouldn't have won. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> extremely jealous, and I'm thinking that he, you don't deserve it. <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, I'm kidding. You know, I, I just want to know the competition. That's all. It, well, I'm going to let you go to YouTube and check it out yourself. No, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, Stephanie, I'm going to have you. What was that, Steph? I, I just don't know what I'm searching. Uh, search for uh, four points CBO. <laughs> And then, if you can find Jen, I want to see Jennifer's video because I want to know why Scott got half the votes. Like Jennifer hot, was hot chick salmon only- shirt. Yeah, but she hmm. was pregnant not too long ago, so maybe that's when she did the video. And that might be oh, why. Oh, Jennifer looked great. <laughs> She's a doll. <laughs> I'm just checking. There's only yeah. two. What do you got? There's only two videos, and, and it looks like one of them, Scott. Yep, this and, one's him. And what's the other one? Him. Oh. <laughs> I think Scott went through and deleted Apparently everybody Apparently he knows the guys from videos. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now now that you, you've been hired as the CBO, like, what do you do? What's your your job description for them? Um, I do a lot of fun things. It's probably the best, uh, <laughs> along with draft, having great perks. It's the second dream job that you know, I never really envisioned getting. But um, right now, the first uh, month and a half was pure media. Um, I was doing, you know, uh, I, well, I actually went to New York um, to accept the position in the morning. I accepted it um, back at the end of March. Um, I actually rang the New York Stock Exchange opening bell. Wow. Yeah, I heard about that one. That was actually incredibly cool. That was a great, great time. You see, that is amazing that you got to go and yeah. ring the stock exchange bell. I had read that, and I was thinking... Did you drink a beer when you did that? You know, they didn't let us have beer on the floor, but Bastards. I, had I had one that morning. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. See, I think that's pretty cool. They just let anybody in there? or like, like, no, no, no. That's what I mean. So, yeah. I mean, this is kind of a big deal that, you, that you're that you with Four Points now, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
and not that you want to watch this video. It's actually significantly longer. I'm sure to uh, bore all your listeners, but it's already um, you can Go to that same that same Four Points webpage. You can on the bottom right below the you know video and resume part. You can actually click the link that says "Watch the CBO ring the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange." And oh, it sweet. Takes you to to a link, and uh, there I am standing yeah. with uh, you know all the big wigs there and. And ringing the bell. All right, so so far it definitely sounds like a publicity thing. So t- give me something well, that's technical. What it, you know, it was definitely important for them to to get the message out there. But yeah, since yeah. then, and, and to answer your previous question about what do I do now, yeah. it's actually come full circle and really focused on the beer. And so I have uh, you know a couple. It's a part time gig, so I have a couple meetings every week where I basically um, figure out ways to make this program work. Well, let me back up. The best brews program, the beer program that they. Um, had in place and they needed somebody they had just put it in place and they needed somebody to lead it and so they basically turned to me and said um we're looking to carry you know uh four draft beers and 12 bottle beers at every four points by sheridan location and give people that really interesting um fun experience not just a cookie cutter hotel but really um be able to you know have them experience beer yeah and so what beers should those be um so basically right now i'm in the process of breaking down what beers are going to be uh, included at, at every hotel so um i travel to different breweries and pick regional beers that'll be served at, at their locations um, so you get to change it like per hotel you don't have to have a standard group Exactly. There is a small standard group which includes, um, you know, some of the more common beers Sierra Nevada and, um, you know, those like Lindemans, Framboise, Chimay, okay. those sort of beers um, included in the standard group. But then each location um, is going to have regional beers and, and a significant number of them, not just one or two, but it'll have uh, a fair amount of regional beers at each hotel. And so it's up to the GM of each hotel and myself to work through that and figure out what beers are going to be carrying. So that's kind of interesting because uh, I travel a lot and I know a lot of craft beer drinkers travel a lot and uh, you, you, oftentimes you go to a hotel and you kind of look at like the mediocre uh, crap that's on tap at those things mm-hmm. and so to have an opportunity to actually go to your own hotel bar and not have to venture out too far in kind of an un- you know a, 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 an area a city that you normally wouldn't be in and to be and to drink craft beer but really the point I'm getting at is I'm uh, I, I don't know if you know this Scott but I'm actually putting my beer in cans and this is a blatant uh, plug <laughs> it's only uh, the 8th <laughs> That uh, the watermelon wheat, I think, would do very well with the Four Points group, and I would like to be uh, contact you soon about that. There'll be a there'll be a uh, a FedEx package on your uh, on your desk on Tuesday. <laughs> I'd be I'd be happy to have it. I've had your uh, watermelon wheat. It's a very good beer. Thank uh, you. There you go. And um, I think I had it in cans at the craft brewers conference. Isn't yes, I? I'm sure yeah. Chum was handing it out in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I just happen to have this igloo with me. <laughs> I got to put my kid through school. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, you got it. Do it. <laughs> it's all about the so, craft Yeah, so uh, so that's you know that's one of the great perks. Obviously, is is uh, free beer. Getting that beer shipped to my house and <laughs> yeah. different breweries, obviously. But um, and then aside from that, I'm doing all kinds of fun things. I I'm going to be going to different locations and hosting happy hours. So basically, you know, like beer and food dinner, so, sort of, and uh, not necessarily entirely beer centric, yeah. more like appetizers and beer. But talk to people about beer. You know, help them break down beer a little bit, and so. Um, get people excited about it that way. I'll also be representing Four Points as well as Draft at uh, several festivals around the country. Obviously, Great American Beer Festival, but then uh, Four Points is sending me to Oktoberfest in Germany and things like that. Bummer. Wow. 
Yeah, no kidding. Now, everywhere you go, they they what? They put you up in a four points, and uh, you get to stay at four points anywhere you want. Um, yeah, the perks of the hospitality industry are far-reaching. So. Yeah, no kidding. That's got to yeah. be a good deal. There's no four points hot chicks. You get What's that? that? <laughs> Do they supply those in the room? Four points hot chicks. <laughs> no, but you get like if you go travel, e- even if it's not on business, can you now that you're the CBO, you stay at uh, at at four points everywhere you want. I uh, I do well. I do my best to stay at four points locations. Uh, even even if I wasn't the CBO, I'd be doing my good best answer. To stay at four points locations. Is yeah, that, true. You know, they have they have great beer on tap, and like Let's you said, you don't you. have to go searching for that. Uh, for the you know what bar around the the hotel has the good beer. beer selection. You can go right downstairs. If you have any questions, they have a beer. Uh, I'm putting together a training program for um, all the wait staff to know a little something about beer, and so um, you know they're they're really taking it seriously and making sure that people can ex- enjoy it at the hotel. But then, I mean, they they'll also be able to tell you where you can go, like have the directions to the brew pub if you want to, you know, see the brewery itself, tour a brewery in the area, that sort of thing. They'll be able to give you directions to that. See, I think that's awesome because yeah. uh, going back to what I originally said is that yeah, for a big corporation like Marriott to kind of to do this uh, is phenomenal. Sheridan, so, actually. Oh, Sheridan, excuse me. I'm sorry. Sully. He only so remembers much. his own plugs. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> He's the Marriott. Uh, I'll send you a check with that beer. Um, no, to have that, uh, you know, to have that available to you, because I, I can't tell you how many times I've rolled into a hotel somewhere and just had like, you know, just mediocre beer in the, even in the, you know, in the, you know, the, the refrigerator up in the. I've, I'm sorry, I've been drinking Hennepin all day. I know, uh, and I'm just all I can think of is like the next hotel you're going to throw out. Like I was at the Motel Six, you know, where you're the new CBO. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that it's awesome that that's happening. That's all I wanted to say. I'm just going to stop talking right now. Scott, I mean, yeah. So yeah. Well, you know, it is awesome that it's happening. I think it really shows where the craft brewing industry is exactly. at. Um, how seriously? I mean, the Four Points team, they weren't. They didn't know exactly how well this would be received, and the fact that it yeah. got you know over twelve thousand votes from uh, I don't know fifty some countries and Amazing. you know thirty one countries people applied from. I mean that in itself speaks to how well the industry is speaking to the public around the world, and especially here in the U.S. Is the Fourth Points team like are they like a bunch of young you know? Kids who are just kind of like. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of curious, like, what was yeah, that's a good it's a question. Great culture of uh, of you know experienced, very knowledgeable. I mean, this this is one of the largest hotel chains in the U.S. and the world, yeah. and so there's obviously some serious brain power and some serious experience behind it. Um, but then the Four Points team in particular, especially, I think, is very young and energetic, and I think that's why it came out with that brand first. You know, they have. Uh, West End and W Hotels and St. Regis and Sheridan's, obviously. Yeah. Um, they have all these different brands of hotels, but, you know, they're fun, interesting Hot hotels, that, especially for the beer drinker. I mean, beer is so approachable and so accessible that, um, like you know, they didn't want to do the wine route or the scotch route and that sort of thing. They wanted to let people have fun with their drink and with their hotel stay. Okay. Does that go to the wet bar in the rooms? That's what I was trying to think of. Wet bar. I couldn't think of. What it was. <laughs> um, Sorry. Well, yeah. You'll, you'll be bar. able to. You'll be able to order the uh, the bottle selection in your room via room service. So. Oh, see, that's oh, awesome. Nice. All right, I got a caller who has a question for you. Hang in there, uh, one second. Rich, what's happening, my brother? 
Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good. You're on the phone with Scott here from Draft Magazine for all of hey, you who are Scott, just tuning in. Hey, how are you? Uh, hey, how's it going, Rich? Hey, listen, I, I just wanted to give you a comment. I, I travel quite a bit. In fact, I ran into Sean earlier in the week. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Oh, hey, Rich. Rich we, Monk. Oh, yeah, that's right, in Philly. Good to, good yeah, to hear you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I tell you, I've been a big, you know, supporter over the years of Hilton, but I am starting to change my uh, reservations because I'm going to support the... Uh, the hotel chain that supports my uh, my vice. I mean, my hobby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a hobby. <laughs> it's a legal people. drug, sir. Yes. Yes. but it's really. I mean, I, I will start. You know, I, I, I'm I'm part of Starwood now because of that, and I'm starting to look wherever I go. If there's a four points, I'm going to be there. So well, good. And I, you know, I'm, that's obviously great for me to hear. Um, but. Um, you know any uh, any suggestions that you guys have? Anything you want to see in the hotels and that sort of thing? Watermelon wheat. You, you can go to the webpage <laughs> and you can uh, you can shoot me an email and uh, you know be more than happy to to figure out what works best for the beer drinkers out there. So yeah, right. thanks. Rich. Which webpage? Right, you talking about the draftmag.com? dot com? No, the uh, fourpoints dot com slash cbo. Okay, cool. Should be able to hey, reach it through that. Besides selection, are you guys you know training the staff or or? Are they serving it in ice cold, uh, you know, frigid mugs, or how are they how are they doing? Good it? question, Rich. Yeah, we, you know, it's it's tricky because um, to each hotel, obviously, you know, they have 122 or something to that effect, and each hotel um, to be micromanaged is is a little bit undoable. But they, um, but what we're doing to to address that issue is I'm putting together a lengthy training program. They have one in place already. I'm reviewing it and, and stepping it up um, and making sure that they, that the servers and the bartenders and even the general managers um, can under, will understand that, yeah, I mean, you don't want to serve your beer in a frosted mug. Just and make them watch your video. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the Flying Saucer chain has a big sign that says, you know, uh, frosted beer mugs are for amateurs, and it's right there and blazing in front of you, so you... It kind of makes you think, you know, but maybe I should, because <laughs> they, they do say they get complaints when people get a, they don't get a frosted mug, people complain, you know. Yeah, well, but they shouldn't um, be complaining. You're not you supposed to get a frosted mug. everyone everything, but. Yeah. You know, uh, thank that frosty mug. Yeah, hey, yeah, I mean, we're speaking to every general manager and getting the point across. And, you know, every hotel, uh, we have it implemented at, at a large majority of the hotels, um, but every hotel isn't quite up to speed yet. They're getting it implemented, and by the end of the year, they will have it implemented um, at each at each location. But um, those are the, some of those things that will get worked out over the coming months. They'll even get out great. there to Georgia. Right. Well, All right. Well, great. Uh, hey, good to see you. Uh, good to talk to you. And, hey, Sean, I'll run into you some other time. Hey, hey Rich, are you drunk of the fun. week? No, no, I'm sober as a judge right now. No, get on it. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Rich. Appreciate it. All right, cheers. 888-401-BEER if you want to ask Scott any questions. We're talking to Scott Kirkmans of Draft Magazine, and he's the new CBO of uh, Four Points Sheridan. You can go to draftmag.com to check out the magazine, or Four Points Sheridan slash CBO if you want to look at Scott's video. They got him hired. And, uh, of course, send him emails and, and suggestions and questions and, and everything else you can do right let, there. Let me, uh, let me correct you real quick. It's actually fourpoints.com slash CBO. Ah, there you go. Thank you. Fourpoints.com slash CBO. Chat. You should have all this in front of me right now. <laughs> Sorry, we're just practicing how we blame our producer for everything. There you go. That's fair. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. So now I, I got to know a couple things. 
How old are you, Scott? You mind you mind saying that? No, I, I don't mind saying. I'm actually, um, you know, it's, we brought, we talked about it earlier, um, but I, I'm 27 years old, and so I've, I've been guy. in the industry six and a half, almost seven years now. Um, and you know, I've done while I'm young, I've done a lot of different things. You know, I've done the distributor, I've, done, I've written about beer, I've sold beer, I've brewed beer. So you know, yeah, I'm not too ashamed of my 27 years old because I, I think I've done a fair amount in that short. Wait till you're no, Sully's you, age, and well, then you've done a fair anyway, then you'll have done a lot. I actually don't mean you should be ashamed of it at all. Here's kind of what I'm getting at. So this. Let's let's face it. This kid's 27 years old, right? And he's been in the industry. I'm not saying. I think you deserve all of this. As much as I've talked to you and everything you're doing, I think you deserve every bit of it. I just want to point out the guy now. He runs a, a, a beer magazine. He's a chief beer officer for a hotel chain that flies him around to, uh, you know, instruct on what beers they should have. Uh, he runs every single tasting that runs through the magazine. Uh, who in this room, when they were 27, didn't want to be doing exactly what Scott is doing right now? I don't care what your goals were. That's awesome. <laughs> Nobody. I am a... I, I feel more than privileged. I mean, it's very humbling to be in the situation that I'm in because, um, you know, just, even just coming from my friends, I know that I'm in a very enviable position. So yeah. it's very, uh, it's very exciting that that I can do it. And you know, I, I'm trying not to take it for granted. I'm trying to sure. really, uh, really show people what a great beverage this is and really help the industry grow um, and really get people excited about beer because that's what makes beer so wonderful is being able to share that experience of drinking it with your buddies. I mean, no one would drink. Yeah. You know, as much as they do if it was by themselves all the time. So, sure. yeah, well, so that's the best part of all my jobs is being able to hang out with, with beer lovers around the world and talk to them about beer. Yeah. I'm thinking that if I were you, I wouldn't fly anywhere. You know what I'm getting at? Because, like, it's too good to be true right now. I felt like if I were to get in an airplane, that thing's going down. <laughs> I'm <laughs> taking top of your game and man, you're in the dirt. <laughs> no, I would be all buses and trains, and I wouldn't get Walking. in the air. <laughs> I would walk. As well. I'd wear a helmet everywhere I go. Uh, of course, that's Special a different bus. that's a different problem altogether. But you know what I'm getting at here. I think uh, you got it too good, man. That's great. Good for you. So, uh, what can we expect out of Draft Magazine? You guys have just started. I'm sure you've uh, been through some um, some growing pains already. Um, you, you guys find any growth points already? You know what? Um, we, we can't. We couldn't be happier with the response. I mean, from the industry, everyone's seeming uh, seemingly in love with it and very happy with it. We've obviously gotten uh, some criticisms, but I think that we've corrected a large majority of those and, and taken them as constructive feedback. And we can really uh, point to our latest issue um, and and be a lot more proud of it than we were when you know when we first came out. When we first uh, started, it was not what we had all envisioned with the magazine. It's much much closer to that now, and hopefully, we're never quite satisfied. But that's I think no. the way to go. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that big feature about the BN. Yeah, you guys are writing about us next month, right? Watermelon wheat, um, <laughs> and and Sean O'Sullivan's watermelon wheat because he's the good friend of the BN. <laughs> well, I, I I do want to work with you guys on something. What I'd like to do, and uh, what it's really, it doesn't. I don't know. It it doesn't help you so much. It really helps your listeners. Um, but what I want to do is offer your listeners a uh, a deal. If they want to subscribe to Draft, um, I'm going to get you the info, Justin, and have a link on your website okay. where the, your listeners. Um, can subscribe to Draft um, for half price. I'll give them ten dollars subscription. So anyone that's wow, I'm, I'm in. 
That's awesome. I'll do it. Ten bucks. That's so, a one year subscription for one ten. One year bucks. subscription for ten dollars. Yeah. It's hard to beat. So if um, if you guys are game for it, for your listeners, then I would oh, love yeah. to, to offer that to them, and we'll get the information to you, and we'll get that up on the website soon. Sean's buying. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, who's buying the BN subscription? Paxton. I'll do it. <laughs> Just for you. You know what? I want my own. I want those sticky pages. You can have your own. Uh, order your own damn subscription. Paxton's got to order one for the Broom Network. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, send so that's us, two for the price of one. I think that's a good deal. Send us the link. Yeah, and uh, a ten do- Listen, I've read a bunch of the magazines because I steal them from Beer, Beer, and More Beer. <laughs> and um, ten bucks is well worth the uh, the cost of a, of a one-year subscription. I, I mean it. It's, that's a great deal. So, so basically, when I get an email from Chris Graham over at More Beer yeah. saying, where's my magazine? I, I can point him towards you. Yeah, just Pretty go, much, hey, yeah. uh, you need to talk to Justin about that. He'll know what you're talking about. I ste- <laughs> He knows I steal a lot from him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he hasn't caught me yet. He told me he's going to put in cameras soon, but he hasn't yet, <laughs> and I keep capitalizing on that. <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do, Doc. Yeah, you know he's in Reno with uh, JP. Oh shit! I should go there tomorrow. Yeah, I can get a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You should. He's out of town. All right, so Draft Magazine for ten bucks, one year subscription. Uh, stay tuned to our website, thebrewingnetwork.com, and I guess Scott's going to give me a link, so we'll set that all up. Steph, what's happening in the chat room? If people just subscribe to it, can they still get the deal, or is it too late? Um. Yeah, well, you've already, he's not going to give you a check back. Yeah. yeah. How about, how about oh. for the Th- this is MedTech, and he just subscribed. And he wants about, to know. MedTech's a cheap bastard. <laughs> he wants All to know beer he guys can are cheap bastards. What's he going to do? Send him a refund? second year. If they subscribe during this interview, during this whole interview, if they subscribe, then shoot me an email at scott.kirkman at draftmag.com, and I'll be happy to give him $15 back. But I need to see the internet subscription happen during that time period. <laughs> All right, so Brewer's Code out there, kids. If you signed up because you were listening to Scott here today, he'll give you that $10 thing. But if you uh, if you didn't do that, you know. What if you signed up knowing he was going to be on the No, band? I think MedTech, is, <laughs> I think he uh, subscribed before. Well, yeah, that's cause, cause, how about they give him his second year for 10 bucks? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nah, it's worth oh, he subscribed tonight. Oh, Never he mind. Tonight? Yes. Okay, well, there you go. All right, so uh, scott.kirkman's at draft. I think, I think send it to... Uh, send it to um, Send it to, let me get you the email. The other guy, <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't bother me. He's got his own <laughs> Chad. <laughs> yeah, he's got, do you have your own Chad like I do? No, I don't. Uh, oh, you, you need a whipping boy. Yeah, you got to get a Chad. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Hey, <laughs> like if you were just hanging out with us in the show right now and you ran out of beer, you'd throw something at Chad and he'd go get you one. Nice. Yeah, you got to get yourself <laughs> a Chad. Any problems? Yeah, although yeah, preferably you should get yourself a Chad with breasts. Like that's what we re- were really hoping for, and it just didn't Chad happen. Chad kind of has breasts. He's got breasts. <laughs> he does. Yeah, <laughs> he's a B cup. Yeah. <laughs> and so is Tommy. Uh, if you have any questions about subscriptions in general, but send it to uh, subscriptions at draftmag.com. All right, subscriptions we'll at draftmag.com. All right, but listen, if you didn't buy it yet, just wait till we put up the link. You'll make it easier on the guys there yeah. at Draft Magazine. Don't get all if pe- you, you know. If you bought it during tonight's show, it sounds like they're going to be good to you, but they don't need yeah, to be we'll bombarded be with a bunch of, like, everyone's no, got to follow up I'm just getting a bunch of PMs it. about it. Everybody wants they the do. $10 deal. I'll tell you what happened, Scott, because they heard you're going to be on the show, and they go, oh, we got to support the BN. We better subscribe. And then we waited too long to give them the $10 discount. I know. I should have thrown that out right in the beginning. Yeah, my fault too. Yeah, right. All right. Well, Are you, you may authorized have a- to even do that? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I just got to do it anyway. I just got to get the publisher drunk before I run it by him. That's fine. You'll be able yeah. to do that. So you guys are in Phoenix, right? We are based in Phoenix. Um, but, you know, we have we have presence everywhere. We have uh, we have East Coast guys, we have West Coast guys, and a guy in the Midwest. So we're all over. But um, I'm actually moving to Denver in a week, so I'll actually be living in Denver within uh, within a week. No kidding. Now, is that a beer related move or a personal deal? Uh, it's um, it's largely beer related in that there's so many uh, quality. Yeah. breweries in, in the Denver area that, you know, it certainly won't hurt to be in that area. Oh, so. definitely. You know, before you leave, though, can you do something about the Phoenix Airport in terms of craft beer? There's absolutely yeah. nothing there. I, I just nothing flew there for you. Uh, right, I flew there uh, through there about, like, four days ago and absolutely nothing. Sam Adams Lager, all the big mass-produced beers. I mean, what's going on in Den- or in uh, Phoenix? Yeah. I will, uh, I'll they're hot and they're thirsty. They want something like... I'll talk to the guys at Four Peaks and see what they can get in there. I'm kind of thinking that we should now, from now on, just call Scott with all of our yeah. like beer buying complaints. Yeah. <laughs> like I just feel like maybe I don't know why, but maybe you have access or something, and I'm just going to call you everywhere I go now and ask you to update their beer supply. Yeah, you can actually send those to Justin at the Brewing. The <laughs> <laughs> funnel right through. Yeah, I'm going to get right on that. They're they're going to listen to me, all right. I hardly even work for CBS anymore. Yeah. Or BN. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listen, I want to thank you for spending some time with us, Scott. And, uh, Happy to do it. i got to say congratulations, man. I think things are going really well for you, and I think the magazine looks great. And uh, good job, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're, uh, you know, the, at the magazine here, we're amazingly excited, and, and we really appreciate the support from the beer community. Um, I mean, like you said, beer geeks, you know, it might not be what they initially thought it was and what they initially thought they would want out of a magazine, but hopefully yeah. it gives everybody a little something that they can they can read and be interested in. And so I agree. You know, we're, uh, we're very happy to fill that niche. Well, I would say at the very least, you know, go out and pick up uh, an edition if you haven't seen it yet and yeah, check so it out. Barnes and, every Barnes & Noble and Borders around the country. And Okay. Yeah, I mean, really, you, you got to look at it as a beer guy. Uh, check it out and find out if it is for you. Uh, I think I've actually um, a- at least read through half of like every uh, one that you guys have put out, and, um, and and it's a good magazine. So ten bucks off—that's an awesome deal. If you want to sign right up for the subscription, look for a link with us uh, starting uh, early this week. I'll get with Scott on that. And otherwise, just go out and buy the mag, and, and then you know if you want it, then then sign up, man. It's a good deal. So, thanks, Scott. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it a lot. Hey, real quick, uh, how cool was it to ring that New York Stock Exchange bell? Did you feel kind of weird in there? Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was like a, one person away from me was the president of the New York Stock Exchange. Wow. No <laughs> shit. Like, you smell the money on him. See, I would have just felt actually, out of it's place. Actually, it's actually a woman. Uh, see, Doc, look at what kind see? of chauvinist you are. Yeah. <laughs> see, I would have just felt kind of just really out of place. You know what a what a surreal experience. I think the uh, the empty beer mug. We like I said, we couldn't have liquids on the floor, but I think the the beer mug that we had, I think, kind of tied it all together. Everyone, everyone on the floor, all the traders that are actually down there, you know, doing the work. They uh, they were all looking up like, "Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool." That kind of hit me that point. Yeah. Like, this is a really cool thing that I've gotten into. No kidding. I was like, uh, like you're almost like the leader of the free world right there. I mean, yeah. you're talking about the economy that kind of runs things, right? When you when you do the New York, you kind of like whispered in his ear and said, "You know what? 
beer's the shit. <laughs> and then all the every, every everybody's stock and beer would have gone right up. Yeah, did you hit on the president of the stock exchange? No, no. Yeah, she's not hot, right? <laughs> she's a she's a mess. Take her out for a beer after. It's on the video. If you go to YouTube and and again, if you just kind of look up the uh, 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 four points CBO thing, there's a whole. Oh, oh, also, you can see it on the website there too, right? Yeah, yeah. You can go to fourpoints.com/cbo and it's it's there too. And you yeah, can see I, a video of Scott ringing the bell. I knew it was coming, bell. and I meant to watch it. Yeah. See, I didn't even know. I just was doing the research for the interview. You guys, you guys would have had to get up at like six fifteen in the morning for that. So. Oh, fuck that! Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you were uh, sleeping one off. So. <laughs> Doc gets up at six yeah. fifteen, but not the rest of us. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I was up at five thirty this morning. Is this for Scott on the phone, or can I hang? Okay, all right, Scott. I'm going to let you go because we kept you waiting for a long time. But again, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, good. all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Hey, all let right, us Scott. let us know when you're on the West Coast because we'd love to have you in here. You got it. All right, all brother. Right. Take See care, you soon, buddy. Take care. There you go, the great uh, Scott Kirkmans of Draft Magazine. Check out draftmag.com or uh, fourpoints.com slash uh, CBO. <laughs> you can check that out, too. And, uh, yeah, kind of a good deal. I'm really glad that he hung out with us and uh, did an interview. You guys all seen Draft Magazine, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have uh, like 10 or 15 or 100 subscriptions to it. <laughs> he gets, he I likes the centerfold. Once a day. Yeah, he likes the centerfold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it, and I actually go See, to the Four Points hotels all the time. The I'm telling you, I think that they're kind of onto this Maxim thing, and that's why I, I suggested, like, they got to get some chicks on the front there. And Cat, I'm telling you, if they take my <laughs> you advice... Know, hey, Justin, hold on a second here. You're, like, really into Cat. <laughs> You've, like, brought her up No, like you got to se- you gotta no, settle down on this, Sully, because niche. you I don't understand Kat. how smart I am on this point. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you right now that if they put Cat on the cover, they're going to sell a, a heap uh, and of beer magazines. Two, I mean this. Not next two months. Now. Yes. Yes. Right Yesterday. now. Get it on the next and the next yep. cuz she's looking for a gig anyway. She's well, got We're, she's we're got redesigning the uh, can design for the watermelon weed of the 21st amendment 5632 <laughs> <laughs> We'll put her on the can. Oh. You know, I'm almost you like John Foster cans. right now with that beer dot you school are. thing whatever it is. Bub, you got to call in and back me up on oh, the cat Layton. thing like uh, I'm t- like but he said right there like he agreed to me in the chat room right if they put cat on the mag that uh, that's a done deal. All right, we got a caller right now. What do we got? We got Reef on the phone. Bub's probably pro down in his basement in the prone position, face down. <laughs> <laughs> and loving it. Reef, what's happening, brother? You on the air, man? Nothing. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing all right. How are you, man? Good. I got some Chinese food over on the way. Yo. Ooh, right on. You rock. You know what I you had? I gotta tell you, I had, this is the second hungry. night in a row. All Last I ate time. today was a, a fucking bagel. I had a bagel. I had a well, slice dude, of You're about to eat a lot more than just a bagel. Justin had half a bagel. When I came in, Sitting here on the bench was the other half. The other half is nasty looking bagel. Yeah, I couldn't finish it. You're right, man. (laughs) Coffee, a bagel. Let's name it after him. Did did the bagel have cream cheese on it? Yeah, it did. did. It was was already getting crusty. (laughs) Yeah, but my roommate buys like this fucking. He buys this like foofy cream cheese. Like I just want some cream cheese. And he had like honey walnut and a bunch of crap. We still ate it. That's so good. Cut right to the chase. Hey, Reef, where are you calling from, Reef? Uh, I'm calling from Michigan City, and yes. Michigan does have a city, but it's not in it's not in Michigan. It's in Indiana. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Oh, Indiana! <laughs> a while ago, and uh, you guys, I remember I was like drunk of the week, and uh, you nice. guys were like, I didn't know Michigan had a city. Yeah, I was afraid to ask, but yeah, they we we don't have a city, but yeah, I'm. Hey, where are you? Uh, are you near um, Fort Wayne, Indiana? <laughs> Can you buy uh, cans uh, of watermelon wheat? <laughs> 
No, I, dude, that's bullshit. I want some watermelon wheat right now. Okay. It's located at 6 I'll tell you what, you become CBO of Four Points, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, that's, I was asking in the chat room, I was asking about uh, what do you guys have on tap in the Denver location? Nothing. Nothing yet. It's all, Nothing they're all yet. working. That's bullshit. I'm going to be there for the GABF. It is bullshit. Oh, we'll bring some out for you. He's bought us supper so many times, we can bring him out a six-pack of something. You said supper? This guy bought you guys yeah, supper? Said Midwest. I said it supper. is Sunday. Oh, you mean the, oh, that's supper. Sunday, I, Sunday, dinner. Sunday. It's dinner. <laughs> so are you, are you near Fort Wayne? Um, I'm, I'm a good driveway from Fort Wayne, but I can get Fort Wayne beer from, from here, okay. so. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for the food. Mad Anthony's. It's, it's good, but Shoreline Brewery's better. I was at Mad Anthony's, actually. I feel like I'm yeah, having a personal phone call with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, thanks for the food, man. Well, this thanks. is the first hey, time I haven't Sully actually... laughing in the background? Yeah, Sully's a douche. I can tell Please. Sully from a mile wow. away. <laughs> this is the first time douche. I haven't brought food. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> All right, brother. Was supposed to bring hey, food. thanks, man. Hey, Jay. Yeah. You got to call me about the T-shirts, dude. Oh, you're oh the he's been asking guy? about them. He wants to know about hoodies. Oh yeah, hoodies are. Um, I gotta like I gotta talk to you off the air because I gotta tell you the samples that you sent me. Like I know you didn't send me good well, ones. Those were weak, dude. Those were weak, dude. Those <laughs> yeah, were but like, that, that shit was on the fly, man. Dude, but why would you send me weak samples? Are you having a if you want me to buy right shirts for me? You know what I'm saying? You gotta send All me right. something good. Dude, I'm at the National Restaurant Association show this weekend at McCormick Center, trying to tell sell tell oh, wait, not tell sell T-shirts. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. Either. Do you buy beer for that company? <laughs> Just send me one T-shirt of like the best T-shirt you guys have ever done, and that okay, will... I will, dude. All right, that's all I need. I need one example of like a quality tea. And here's why: it's nothing against you, Reef. It took me three months to find somebody who could do a do quality. No, work. I was peeling through the archives, and I heard you were like you had like yeah. a bad experience with screen printers. And so I'm like, totally now that I found a good one, I'm reluctant to leave them because they've done right by me. So uh, okay. if you send me something good and you can beat the price, then, you know, fuck them. But uh, other than that, like, I got to see it. You know what I mean? I hear you, dude. All right. See it. That's all I'm dude, saying. Call, I just Call me. Let's talk about it off the air. All seriously. Right. All right. All right. Hey, thanks, okay. Reef. Well, you guys are awesome. Seriously, my brewing has improved like tenfold. Dude, I wish mine had. That's awesome. Because of your excuses <laughs> and your mishaps. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm here for, man. I screw up so you guys can do better. All right. Cheers, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Cheers to you. All right, Reef. Thanks for dinner. Bobby, yeah, thanks. Bye. Thanks. All right, good dude right there. 888-401-BEER. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and wrap things up. Man, what a bunch of good guests we had oh, today, right? Awesome. Sully, these were some good people. Yes. I yeah. mean, we could easily have talked to both of those guys the whole show. Yeah, like we could have done. I just you're, If I, your producer didn't screw it up, we probably could have. <laughs> we could have done that. Dang. I wanted to cram them in here. I wanted two good people just to rock and roll when we come we, back. We had, you know, to, come up, we had to come back big. Yeah. Right now. I want people to think that we're fizzling out here. No, we're no, only he, getting better. It was jam-packed with excitement and entertainment. <laughs> Put your pants back Sully's going to take Draft Magazine into the bathroom and you know, sort himself you something. out. Draft Magazine has Mike and Mike from ESPN. But if you go to page, uh, wherever it is, uh, page you 15, you there's like a hot in? chick on there. Why is she on there? Oh, yeah. They pick a, uh, what does it say right there? They it's pick draft like, lass. They pick a draft lass in, I don't know why I didn't bring this up. My fault. Um, yeah, it was. Where's Chad? Call Scott back. Where's Call Chad? Him. He Dad's didn't tell me to bring that up. We'll, we'll yell at him when he gets back. Because they put a hot bartender like that they just find across the country in every issue and they interview she her. Be on the cover. Like we care what she has to say. But they also put an <laughs> awesome picture of her in there. 
That one right there, yeah. smoking. Yeah, but these two guys from ESPN, <laughs> that's, on the cover? You're more into that? Come on. No, no, he, no, he's, he's, no he's, I am a San Francisco fruit brewer. They shouldn't be on the cover. She should have been on the cover. <laughs> and we got Bob on the phone. You want to do him oh, before we Bob. take a break? Yeah, I like to do Bob. Let's do Bob. Yeah, put on the timer. Hey, Boob, man, what's happening? First of all, you're totally correct on Cat. Right? Tell me that they're not going <laughs> to sell a bunch of magazines if they put oh, her on. Man. Oh, by the way, I think she's got a job, actually. Oh, really? I think like, she's got a joint in uh, L.A. or something. Yeah, what are you, but, what are you yeah, a stalker? But, yeah, but she's not on, like, TV or anything anymore. But they're doing a show for oh, her, specifically. Oh, oh I'm so You know, I'm I love the fact that you and Bub have something in common at this very instant It's all we ever time. talk about, yeah. Like, Bub, he'll call me up and he'll go, hey, did you see Cat this week? <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, you bet your ass I did. Now that, you're, oh, now that you reminded me, give me two and a half minutes. He's been wanting to talk about this since about 5.02. But I, <laughs> no, but I, I know it I sounds totally funny, but I was serious. Caller. I think that they would sell a shitload of... Uh, He's just looking out for I the agree. other guy. Yeah, I'm helping a yeah. brother out. And you exactly. watch. They're going to do it, and they're not going to thank... He's not going to thank me. No. no. What would they do? Hey, this ki- this picture of Cat, courtesy of the Brewing Network. Yeah, no. that's what I expect. We got the idea from... I actually want him to make her get a tattoo of the Brewing Network logo on her breast. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think Henny could so point her in that right that. direction. <laughs> I have to say, though, twice. I've been part of the brewing community for about five years, working in a brew pub and everything, and there's no women. Yeah. There's no women. And so when there what is one hot chick, you got to, uh, yeah. And oh, Sully's and got her. Dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, I think it's a good thing we got you. Before we hiatus thing. The, yeah, no, uh, we're done. Uh, we're back now. You got to. I've, I've had such bad brew balls for. <laughs> the last four weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, listen, I knew it would be hard on some people, but I'm telling you, it was well worth it. We really got a lot done. Uh, Code actually called my house. I don't know how he got my phone number. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Like, really screwed. Hey, you sent me like, a Christmas card, like, dude. Dude, the 800 number's down. Are they gone? Do you know anything? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm. it's like 3 in the morning. I, <laughs> yeah. Work Why are you bothering me? Well, I got to say about don't fuck with Coke because he can find yeah, he everything will. about everybody. Yeah. Oh, he knows so like everything. Yeah. I don't even remember. He, he like just came up with something funny. He just sent me an email, you know, something I did when I was in high school or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, man, sucks that you got suspended back in the fourth grade, right? I'm like, dude. Yeah. Back off. No, we're we're done with the breaks, and yeah, the phone was down for a little while, uh, but it's back. It's back now. If you don't use it for a certain amount of days, they kind of cut they it just off. Shut it off. It doesn't work if you don't use it for a couple days. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. It also doesn't work if you don't <laughs> if you don't pay for it. That's weird. And uh, so everything's working. We are alive and well. I just really. You know, I could have kept going with the shows, and we just always would have been behind. I had to take a break. So, but Bub, are you uh, and all the other everybody else that's listening out there? Are you coming out for the anniversary party? What's going on with that? There's a lot of chatter. Bub's not coming. Sponsor and somebody to take care of my children. Both. You Dude. got someone to take care of your child. Come on. Come on. You can get Cinderella Liberty. You can do the 12 and I don't think Bub out. wants to go. I think he didn't have that what's good. That, what, Bub, I what's think going maybe. On? Don't even play that. Can I tell I you something? I need somebody to jump on top of my fermenter and put two pounds of Holotera hops in there. No, I think he didn't have that good a time last year, and he's like, fuck it. I ain't yeah, going to spend the money. Know. Well, you know, Danielle is not there, so I figured uh, it's going to be a mess. I won't have anywhere to sleep. Ouch. You didn't sleep last time. You didn't at all. That hurts, and, man. And, and didn't, wasn't Chad, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he one of the pukers in the limo? Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> we cleaned him up. Who else do you think we'd hire as our producer, dude? <laughs> you guys aren't supposed to be talking about that. What are you getting at? <laughs> Bumped me in my car. <laughs> you pumped him up. Well, we're back, and thanks for hanging in there with us, man. I'm sorry to do that to you. 
Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, wife Bob. enjoyed it. Hey, listen, I'm real bummed you're not going to make it. I hope you figure out a way, dude. I'm telling you. I wish. I still wish I could. Get right? the Hennings to watch your kids. Pushing Spanners <laughs> are going to be there, like, yeah, singing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they will. They're going to be singing. They're going to be doing some live music with us. The whole Brewing Network crew is going to be doing live music. Justin's uh, going to sing. I'm going to be yep. singing. Hey, going to sing. How come you didn't ask me to sing, Justin? Uh, and, I, and I won't be able to call in. Nah. This, this isn't a good show. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. No, Collins? Really? Hey, we didn't have him last year either. Who, What's the big answer? fucking surprise? Look at All we're right. at a remote location. I'm not bringing the studio with me. What the fuck do you want? Dude, but I was there last year and able to commandeer Jamil's mic right out of his face. Yeah, so, who, so, so whose fault is that for not being here this year? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I don't want to hear it. Bub, get out here. That's it. You know, it's only three states, right? All right, listen, this three is putting states. me to sleep. Bub, I got to go. All right, bye. Right. Bye, Bob. Jesus. Okay. i got to have a personal conversation with everybody now. Are taking a break? Yeah, let's take a break. break. We're going to get a beer. Everybody else, get yourselves a beer. we got Chinese food coming soon. Sully's like ready. <laughs> Sully's, he's a rock star already. He just threw his headphones down and left the room. <laughs> have you seen what's going on with Sully? He's getting a little heavy. <laughs> he's getting big. Hang in there, boys and girls. We're going to come back, wrap things up, and say goodnight. All right? It's the Brewing Network. It's good to be back. Welcome back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
hardest nuts in town selling nuts. Hot nuts, you buy them from the peanut man selling nuts. Hot nuts, anybody here wanna buy my nuts selling nuts. Hot nuts, I've got nuts for sale. When a hog gets hungry, he begins to grunt. When a man gets hungry, he begins to hunt hot nuts. Hot nuts, buy from the peanut man. This summer, an imperial caliber event will change the face of live beer radio forever. If you attend one beer event this year, make it the GABF. But if you attend two, it better be the Brewing Network Anniversary Party, baby. The Brewing Network Anniversary Party at the Bistro in Hayward, California, USA, planet Earth. Great beer, great surprises, great Scott. Augustina Barin. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're you're listening to the Brewing Network. And now, back to the Brewcaster. Brewcaster. On the Brewing Network. What a show! Oh huh? my God. Yeah, what do what we we come back now? Yeah, what do we got left to talk about after all that? You know what? I got a special treat in store for you. You would have thought, you know, the old Brewing Network uh, I didn't we, have anything to come back to. I thought we blew our wad. The new Brewing Network's got John Palmer on the line with us. Whoa. So uh, don't you, John Palmer? Don't worry about uh, coming back slouching after two great guests like that, uh, Mr. Palmer. What's happening, my brother? Oh, that much. Just uh, thought you might be back on the air tonight, and lo and behold, you are. Yes, we How are you doing, back. John? You missed us, right, John? Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. I, you know, it was like one less podcast uh, podcast per week to listen to on the way to work. Yeah. Oh, see, <laughs> see, that sucks. I didn't like that you said that. Actually, I wish you would have said, you know, I don't listen to anything else, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> no, no, I, I had to. I He's had gonna... to tune into the French maids. You know, since you all are off the air, the French maids. Wow. I haven't heard them. I might Send tune into that too. <laughs> he, didn't say, he didn't say he was listening to yeah, beer podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was the French maids. Hey, uh, new books coming out in November, huh? Yeah. You guys excited yeah, about um, that or what? I am. I really am because it's <laughs> better I, start writing it. I had well, I had a, I had a small part in it, but um, seriously, that is going to be an, just an awesome book. Really, a really good book. I read a couple pieces of it, uh, just uh, you know, kind of half chapter type of things. Got a little uh-huh. sneak preview, and uh, I gotta say, man, everyone's gonna be really stoked about it. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be stellar. It really is. It's you know, it's being advertised as this. Um, it's like a what is it? Eighty brews that everybody can do, and yeah. it's being advertised like as as extract stuff, um, but. But Jamil did a good job of, of also giving uh, both mini mash and all grain were applicable too. So it's not a beginner's book by any means. Um, no, it's 
it's a it's a recipe book that anyone can use. Yeah. It's got like like you say, it's got both the extract and steeping grain versions, as well as the all grain versions. Okay. Of uh, all of his top recipes, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah, that's a good deal. Hey, so uh, you going to um, the Homebrewers Conference, right? Yeah, I'll be there in Denver. So check this out. Like the AHA, as of now, uh, we're not going to be broadcasting live from there. We're going to be there, but we're not doing a broadcast thing. Oh, okay. Huh? Oh, it's a whole thing. i got to figure oh, it thing. out. Thing. It's a whole thing. Um, but no, the only reason I'm bringing that up to you, John, is because what we really wanted to do was have you and Denny do yeah. a SmackDown uh, as a lecture. And, I thought that would be a great idea. Yeah. And I think it is, too. Uh, but what I mean is uh, we may have to kind of uh, both send an email to Gary. All right? You mean okay. you're not going to do a SmackDown? So, SmackDown with uh, well, Jamil we, and... Uh, no, we're going to do it with Denny and John because Denny's like, uh, he's like me... He is a kind of a practical brewer. How is he like you? Whereas John, you know, is more of a technical brewer. And we're going to have them, you know, it's not a real battle, but it's kind of a, here's one side of it and here's the other side yeah, of it. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's two two different sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, you know, point, counterpoint, Jane, you ignorant slut kind of thing. Yes. Exactly. And what we want to do is let them do that at the Homebrews Conference and then actually broadcast it for the folks at home. So, so John, you're gonna have to do me a solid and uh, help us uh, send shoot Gary no an email. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'll t- I'll contact you tomorrow, but uh, that's what we got to do to make it happen. Yeah. So, okay. just so you know, because I because you guys yeah, are both they, gonna be know, there they anyway. Put us on at six in the morning, and we'll just have to work with it. Hey, I'll I'll <laughs> set up the microphones the night before. You just have to hit play. What do you mean? We'll still be up drinking. <laughs> exactly. Now, Doc. Now that's a good question. Now that we're talking about the conference, are you definitely going? Oh, I'm booked, baby. You are. You're all set. Doc, I'm, I'm set. You're there? Oh, yeah. Awesome. You got a hotel and everything. Oh, yeah. Plane flight, hotel, permission from the wife. What's the room number? Yeah, you got an extra bed or what? Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See, Jamil and I are talking about doing the uh, the cross-country drive again. We had a good Ooh. time last time. We stopped at a couple breweries, you know. It was kind of fun. Well, uh, we just turn over here, please. Nah, Jamil. Uh, he, nah, he, I love Jamil. Um, well, I can uh, see him just driving straight. No, we're not stopping. You got to no, pee. We're not stopping. Not at all. That's awesome. Jamil and I get along real well on the road because he's not like that at all. Uh, and... And on the way back, we did that, but we were both just ready to get home. So yeah, that yeah. so the cool thing about Jamil is that he's ready to stop and experiment with new beers, and he's also ready to just go right through if we're done with it. So it, he's actually very cool too. And uh, so we're talking about doing that whole thing again. I don't know if we're going to fly or not. So we got to figure it out. Road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Road trip would be fun, but I wasn't I even because I'm you know, ready to get home. Yeah, I heard that you're like you're gone a lot, man. Like for the whole month of, of June or something, you're doing a bunch of yeah. stuff. Uh, this, this summer, I'm I'm really getting booked up. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you're but, uh, yeah, June's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm going to the AHA rally at Firestone Walker. Oh, sweet! Uh, Ooh. June second. Yeah, I just did a thing about that That'd earlier on the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drive up for the uh, anniversary show the nice. next day. Nice, yeah, see? nice. We're gonna see in a couple. Stick of an accordion in your hands. You can get up on stage. You hear that, bub? John <laughs> Palmer is gonna be at the anniversary show. That's awesome. And you're not. Nice. And you're not, bub. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> bub is a douche. And then you got uh, then you got you know the Homebrewers Conference. Yeah. Yeah, you're traveling, dude. How do you get that much time off of work? Because you got a regular job. Rockstar. Yeah, I. I finally, I've been at work at uh, this one job for 10 years now, so I'm getting an extra week of vacation a year. Nice. Which is 
helping. How do you get time off the wife? Yeah, no, I was going to ask that same question. I mean, my wife's been great, but, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know Arlene is awesome. Uh, I she just is. Gotta, I wonderful. just got to put but it on the calendar far enough in advance. And then it's fine? Uh, then it can be negotiated, yeah. <laughs> See, because he's negotiation. He's holding back a little. It's a little bit of a fight, right? See, I'm on the nine months of Sean before. It's, there's there's a kids. certain amount of uh, payment that has to be made. I see. <laughs> yeah, he's like, she's like, you gonna make money on these travels or what? You gonna sell some books? Free <laughs> books. My yeah. wife asked me that question today. <laughs> that, well, Paxton, you will end up benefiting from your appearances. I guarantee. I, I know you yeah. don't care, but you can go back to the wife and tell her, "Listen, this is going to work out. Don't you worry." I just got back from Belgium. I was in Portland. I yeah, mean, it's been great. Yeah. Well, you don't have a job right now, do you? Oh, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were jobless at the moment. No, I wish. Oh. Yeah, it's too bad. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Now he is. Who's listening? (laughs) Sean's jobless. His only job is to sell watermelon, wheat, and cans. Exactly. Pimp daddy. At four points. Where can I get that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else exciting going on for you, John? Anything we got to know about? Any other books? Um, No, I can't think of any. I'm going up to the uh, Hop Symposium in August. I'll be there. Is that the one that that, uh, Hop Union does? Oh, yeah. No, this this one's a little different this year. This is like the first annual ASBC IOB Hop Symposium. Oh, okay. It's not the school that Hop Union does then. No, I wanted to go to that last year, but uh, it's what I can swing this year. Yeah. Ah, that's a cool deal. Is that around the Oregon Beer Fest? Is that around the same time? I'm not sure. August? Augustina. No, I think the... <laughs> Sully, what, OBF is what, July, right? It's the third week of July. Yeah, okay. No, that's a good deal. Well, it's always good to hear from you, John. Thanks for calling, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm really glad you're back on the air because I enjoy listening to the show. Hey, John, what are you Thanks drinking right that. now? <laughs> uh, Duvel, spot. actually. Hi, C. What'd you say? Duvel. Oh, Duvel. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know that we had Gang on earlier in the show. Perfect spot. Yeah, dude, you missed out. We had Randy, the brewmaster, talking to us the whole time. No kidding. Yeah, he's a good well, guy. I'll listen to it tomorrow. Listen to it and check out. We got a video, a whole tour of Gang Brewery on our video page right there at thebrewingnetwork.com. So check that out, too. All yeah, right. the video's awesome. Really well, good don't job. Don't lay him out. Make sure you post it tonight, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, listen I got very it. closely to that podcast. You find out where you can get watermelon wheat. Uh, yes. <laughs> you have to listen close. What beer? It's only said a couple of times. <laughs> I have, I'm going to try to clean up the audio for the Randy interview, so it may take me longer to put up the. It'll be up tonight. I just may be up till three or four. Yeah. It's good. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, you'll get it. You'll get it tomorrow, brother. Take me a while okay. to cut on all the watermelon wheat plugs. All right, John. It's always good to hear from you, man. Thanks. Hey, take care. See take you in care, a couple weeks. All right, we'll see you in a couple weeks, brother. All right. Bye. Hey, man. John Palmer coming to the anniversary show. You guys hear that? Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe you guys uh, bring Good your guy. How to Brew books. You get it autographed. Uh, you sign mine. You can buy one there. Yeah. Sign mine, Very too. kind. It's a pretty cool deal. He's a good guy and just uh, fun to hang out with. He's very down to earth. So uh, come on out. Meet John Palmer. and uh, Bub. Yeah, be, stump uh, the author. It'll be a good time. I'm getting a message on my Skype from Osbrewer. Oz. Oh, no way. Dude, thinking about Oz. pull that guy up now. How long has it been since we talked to Ozzy? Yeah. Oh, anniversary. Is he still show. alive? You want to put him on the spot? Yes. Let's try I just it. want to hear his accent. So, what? Let's see if we can get him on here. Man. <laughs> he's from Iceland. It's really been a long time since we got him. I don't know I've if he's been thinking him. about him all week. Uh, he must be listening because he, 
He won't take my call. Come on, Oz. Nah, I've been thinking about him all week. He's like a new guy now. He is. He's got a whole it new thing. It doesn't matter. We're on. still his friends. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, he always contacts me. He's, he's been staying at the, Let me try again. Come on, contact Oz. me. Oh, he says he's at work. He's telling me he's at work. Well, you know yeah. what? So they never stopped him before. Yeah. Well, that was a different work. No, that's Ooh. what I mean. Like, he's a whole new guy. He's got a whole new job. He got the whole everything. It's like 10 o'clock. It's probably where's the time. He's respectful. I think it's noon in Australia right now. That depresses me. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the whole deal without. Basically, Ozzy, he quit drinking. <gasps> yeah, people, it's out there. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'd rather have a live Ozzy than a pickled Ozzy. No, I agree. No, I'm, I actually, I'm cheers to that. Uh, I got to say, since uh, we've been on the air, there's a good uh, three or four listeners that have contacted me, and they contact me kind of on the down low, and they're like, "Hey, listen, you know, maybe don't tell everybody, but." Uh, Thanks for everything. I'm dropping out. <laughs> but I've had to quit drinking, which means I can't hang out in the chat and in the forum. Because it's too much temptation. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't quit drinking and then go say hi in the forum. Oh, right? Because yeah. everyone's like, hey, cheers. Have a beer. Fuck what are you ass. drinking? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, you can't do all that. Water. So, uh, <laughs> watermelon wheat. <laughs> it's like we're heroin I, people. I quit. I only drink watermelon wheat. It's low alcohol, right, John? Yeah. Right. Ozzy says to uh, say hi to everyone for him and let him know he's still alive. Dude, so, uh, we should probably pull him up. Come on. He can't. He said he can't. He's at he work. Do uh, it. What's that stuff? I just said the chat's going really crazy for him. He said he was going to well, try to log into the chat, but he doesn't know if he can from in. work either. Um, but, uh, I mean, this Oz. whole page is... I wanted him to come to the anniversary party, too. But imagine having just quit drinking and you come to our anniversary party. You know, it'd be funny because Oz is a big guy, you know. And to see him here, would be he's probably all thin and fit and really looking kind of (laughs) hot. Yeah, Sully. I get the thing shaking their head from Stephanie right now. Whatever. (laughs) Just a quick anniversary party. Is there going to be a beer from you? Uh, will there be one of my beers? Yeah. What the fuck would they want that the BN, for? The BN keeps asking for it. Or the chat room. Oh, you mean you mean actually yeah, a Justin beer? Is there going to be a Justin or, brewed or, or beer? Or a BN beer. Any more no, than a, Justin, a Justin beer. Is Justin going to brew a beer and put it on at the bistro? You yeah. could do a wit. Come on, two weeks. Sure. Why not? Come on. on. Come on. We could do it at my house. Uh, You're on stage you playing your on, song. Everybody's drinking your beer. That would be kind of no, cool. Stephanie's hijacking the show right now. It would be actually, like, while we're playing, it would be kind of cool if everyone could toast a beer from me. Yes. But, but the music's going to be good. Why should the, be- <laughs> why should the beer suck? You know what I mean? We could put it in my house. No, it oh. doesn't count, Doc, because you are like, like, you and your brew house are like I am on the radio. You're control freaks. You're just going to take it over <laughs> anyway, and you might as well just brew it then, you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> I can make you stir it. Maybe we could, should we serve everyone a little bit of our doppelbock? We got any of that? Yeah, doppelbock. Yeah, you, got, got, you should do it. Yeah, I do. I got I've, I've some of that left. Now, is Vic okay so, with that? Yeah, Vic's, Vic's fine with you it. Can't talk I talked, uh, no, I did talk to Vic about because the homebrew thing. I was curious if I should bring some homebrew in. Well, no, 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 not everybody. That's the thing about no, the homebrew no, versus craft no. brew competition. Actually, Vic was very open and very cool about it. And there was a thing where, where there was a time where we talked about we'd be able to do a tasting. Um, but the deal is we can't just be serving a bunch of, of, of homebrew. It's kind of a weird thing. Which makes sense. I think, I think we should have a beer, I think that would be a really big deal for the listeners. All right. 
We'll, we'll try. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. So check this out. So I'm here the other night, and uh, Doc, I've been saving the Doppelbach. Like, I've been drinking it, too, but I've, I've really been saving it for a long Portion time. Control. I'm surprised it lasted this long. It was here, here until two nights ago. I still had some left. And then, so I got roommates. rid of my douchebag roommate. Yeah. And the fucking other roommate turns into a douchebag. He comes over with his buddies, and I know his friends. They're actually yeah. okay guys. But they show up with no beer, and they go, oh, well, we'll just, you know, like, we'll just drink Justin's, right? So... I don't really notice what's going on. I got home kind of late, and and someone's opening my chest freezer, which is where our Doppelbach is. And I see this, and before it before it clicks in my brain, I see him pouring, and then it blows, and he's got like half of a pint, and it's all dark red and beautiful looking, and right. I, and I hear it blow. I can fucking you know, it sounds like yeah, but but it was like the only sound on earth. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing. And then but you're like that slow motion sound. turn around, like no. And I'm like, was that my <laughs> doppelbock? No. And he goes, I don't know. Sorry, dude. Uh, it's the first glass it's I really had, good. but I think it looks like it. It's the first glass I had. So they fuck. <laughs> so they doc. I yeah. listen now. It's not. I'm I'm down with sharing beer. Everybody knows that. But this is the only beer I've ever saved for months and months and months. Oh, I'm so amazed that you did that. And I really wanted to enjoy, like, the last glass of it. And this fucking wanker comes and grabs the last glass. So that's gone, right? I I, I feeling bad. I saw the empty keg out there. Yeah. Doc, is that a tear in your eye? So it's not that last of the Doc. I have some. And I was feeling really bad. Like, I was like, this is crap. Like, I I couldn't yell at the guy. He's a nice guy. It wasn't his fault. My roommate told him it's fine. But I felt real bad because I was like, man, I really wanted to drink the last of that, right? It's a little upset, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little loneliness. Lick lick the dip tube. Well, so you'd think that they'd (laughs) stop there, right? Like, because he could tell I was upset. Like, I looked at him. He's like, I'm sorry, man. And I I just, like, yeah, whatever. Did he offer you the pint? No. No, no. Oh. She low punch to the abdomen and you say, it's okay. Yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Right? But he could tell I'm upset. Well, they didn't stop there. They finished my pale ale off that was on my kegerator, too. And I went and locked myself in the room to deal with my own depression for a little while. And then I needed a beer, so I come out and I go to pour off of my kegerator. I got a new tap handle. It's yeah. a beautiful little Firestone Walker tap handle. I go to grab that and pull myself a pail. And that same Which, by sound. the way, is the best beer I've brewed in like two years. It was a fantastic pail. That's all I hear. And I'm thinking, like, if you know I'm pissed off about finishing the other beer, wouldn't you stop then and yeah. not go for another keg? Now hey, they didn't stop. Now Justin doesn't like right for it. Beer, beer, more beer. Have like those uh, tap locks. You can actually lock your tap. Yes, up. they do. Do they? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we have them at the twenty first amendment. No, but the Doppelbach isn't even on tap. They yeah. actually tapped it themselves. I didn't even have it tapped. I didn't have a cobra on it, nothing. Wow. They know now That's they're s- they're beer savvy enough to tap it and they got the balls to do it. I get the message from my roommate the next day, he's, then he was sober, and he's like, I'm really sorry, man. I thought they were going to bring beer over, and I just thought it'd be okay if we man. drank yours. I didn't realize we were going to drink all your beer. All, was the, all nice, the 12-hour uh, Doppelbox. So nice what did you learn? Fucking lock that Lock those up, goddamn shit. You're sleeping with your kegs now, huh? <laughs> like you with your uh, starters, man. I got to put a lock on the on the chest freezer, and now I guess get one of those locking taps on the kegerator, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I like to share the beer. You would hope that the people that come into your house you have a little respect. Jamil's beer you know? that he gives you. Yeah. I got some of that. I still got Jamil's Cole shot there. There you go. You know, it's the same thing. I, I had this dream that uh, I'm going to get my sleeping bag. I'm going to sleep in uh, Sean's garage. 
That's Sean you, Paxton, by the way. This is a real and dream. I will give you I could live in there for months. bed. <laughs> um, Wow. His his garage looks like Bevmo. Yeah, you got a it lot of beers there. Right? I heard it's, that. It's amazing. You know, and when I run out of bottled beer, I'm just going to like take it right out of the out of the barrel. Hey, instead of pictures of your recipe next time, why don't you give us pictures of your... Well, we should do a show in my garage. Just of your cellar? You mean... We could do that. Be oh, so cook? We'll do some slow barbecue. I actually stuff. was getting at pictures of like your wife and stuff. I was going to get to the cellar <laughs> next. But I was holding out there. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs> beer wife, wife beer. I tell you. I mean, really, if we she did a show a from beer. if we did a show from Paxton's house, it would be like doing a show from like a beer mecca. You got a lot. I It'd be like city beer. beer. Although we'd it's... all have to crash there because we get hammered. Oh, we're not coming I back have room there. for you guys. Yeah, we ain't coming back. <laughs> well, we should come up for a hop harvest. I got uh, fifteen vines growing right now. All right, that's crazy. We'll make a, a wet hop beer, and it'll be a good time. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up, huh? Let's get out of here. Okay. We'll be back next week, and then the week after that, you guys, don't forget, man, we got the anniversary party coming up. uh, When's that again? (laughs) June 3rd, the Bistro in Hayward. Here's another little announcement. I don't know if I made this one a couple weeks ago or not. (laughs) It is uh, two weeks, uh, two weeks, It's uh, yeah, it's two weeks away, but it's also uh, two blocks from the BART. So if you're coming locally, uh, take the BART, because uh, Vic, just like myself, is uh, really into encouraging people not to drink and drive, and uh, you're going to get a discount. On your first beer, if you show up with your BART ticket. So take the BART there. It's the Hayward exit. It's a piece of cake. You walk up two blocks. You're right there. Very show easy. the bartender your BART ticket, and you're going to get a discount easy on your first piece beer. Yeah. So, Justin. It's a real piece of cake. Who's making beers for this thing outside of Sean? All right. That's a good question. I'll give you a little list here. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan. Tease, you know. Sean's sending a beer down. Uh, what John bring in? Come on, John. Do you know yet, Sully? Hey, we're working on it. Oh, oh. a little surprise action. I like that. Uh, Roger, Roger from Drake's, uh, he's going to brew us a special batch. Uh, Vinny from Russian River is going to send down a keg. Colin, Downtown Joe's. Nice. Now, by the way, you can't get Downtown Joe's outside of Napa. I know. He's sending it down to the Bistro for cool. us. He's going to send nice. a keg down. Uh, who else did I talk to? Oh, uh, Christian from Triple Rock. He's going to give us a beer. There we go. Anything um, from Dan Gordon? No, and that's my fault. I didn't bug Dan about it. Uh, yeah, let's get Dan there. You know what, Dan doesn't. I will. I'll ask him. It's I'm just going to say right now, he doesn't do those things. No, he's a family guy. He's a, yeah. a Sunday afternoon. He'll do the show. Like even when he does the show, he talks to us. And he goes, "Okay, next year I'll do another one. Love to." But it really is kind of a rare thing, you know, because yeah. uh, he's a family guy. He wants to be. He's at the brewery all week, and uh, he's a family. Oh, dude. you can invite him. I'll ask him. I'll definitely ask him. Um, Magnolia. No, and I'll tell you why, because they got another event going on oh, yeah. uh, somewhere else. They got a whole barbecue thing happening. And Sonoma, actually, in your in your neck of the woods. Sweet. Yeah, so they Matt got another thing going on. I did speak to Matt about it. I just don't know if he can make it up, so I have yet to get back about that one. I'm supposed well, tell to tell Matt he has to, a free place to stay. I'm supposed to talk to Matt tomorrow, so we'll find out about that. Schooners? Schooners, yes. Schooners is Ooh. in. They're sending Any a keg down. And now that's another barrel? one that you can't get all over the place. No, you can't. So and that'll be a barrel? special one. I don't know. They didn't I tell wish. me. A lot of people are like, hey, we are going to do something special for you guys, and they won't tell me what. So that's kind of cool. Like Sully. Oh, I'm all geese. Like the Sully man. Like the Sully. <laughs> yeah. It's like Christmas morning. What's that stuff? Are, just, are there some hotels in the area where people can crash? Yeah, but I don't know what they are. It's okay. called the Bart Station. I'll Just look what. up Hayward in the Bistro. And well, let me. I put think there's a Four Points nearby. <laughs> <laughs> let me put Chad, the producer, on it, and I'll make Chad uh, put a uh, post up in the forum. So if you need to know where to stay, uh, look this week. Okay. I'll make Chad put up a post in the forum okay. of uh, some hotels in the area. 
People are just looking because they're worried about Bart and getting back someplace. And yeah. Bart, Bart's easy as long as your hotel's near Bart. Well, what's exactly. the last Bart though? That's the, the last question. Bart is twelve thirty, and yeah. so I think that's yeah, what but people that's are cool really because uh, we're looking at uh, end of the show is going to be between nine and ten, and then of course we'll have ourselves a few more beers show. till about eleven or twelve, and then grab the Bart, you know, wherever we got to go. Are we are we barting? Uh, we're not barting there. But we very well may be barting home. What about all of our equipment? We're gonna li- and my roadie. Vic is being awesome about letting us uh, store it all in his basement that night, so that we don't have to, in our drunken stupor, uh, make sure that we get everything home. Hey, what are you saying about last year then? Because you took your stuff home at the Twenty First Amendment. It's Actually, like three <laughs> you guys, we made you, we kicked your shit out. Where no, no, you guys fine. offered me, the, you guys offered me the same thing, but I was off. I, I felt so bad about I because fe- Lloyd, like your GM, yeah. was working so hard at like making sure. That everything was cool there. Yeah. I felt so bad for Lloyd that I didn't take you guys up on the offer. I was like, no, I got to get this Dude. out of Lloyd's way. Right. I know he's not even the owner. Like right. I'm worried about Lloyd. Uh, you know what? I guess that's why you're not doing it this year, though. <laughs> and I'm not taking offense. I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, oh, EJ Fair. Morgan's oh, going to send uh, us down some beer. I bumped at him in, up in uh, Portland. Good that's dude. Fun. I think he might brew us a special batch, too. So nice. uh, a lot of good beers. You know, you can expect It sounds like it's going to be an awesome event, honestly. I mean, last year, if it's anything like last year... This is going to be amazing. There'll be one beer on discount. I know that. So get there early. Is that the 21st Amendment beer? Are you, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Where was last year's again? <laughs> I can't is that in this Texas anymore. Even, my, my joke is even getting old of me right now. <laughs> so uh, keep in mind... Um, oh, do I get a phone call? Uh, they think the phone's off the hook. It's busy. You're off the hook. Is no, I got him there. I think it's okay. H2. You want to th- hey, H2, is that you, brother? Oh, yeah, he's been waiting. Yeah, guys. Uh, I've been keeping him on hold the whole time. What's happening, brother? Not much. Hey, I just hey, I just booked my, my tickets to come down to the show. Yeah. Nice. For the anniversary. Good man. And, th- and then I just heard you're at a doppel box. So i got to go cancel him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can oh, you doc. believe that? that we're not that the, do we're you not have the ice box left? Yes, we do. Oh, because that was tasty. Yeah. That Doppelbach was, was really the best nice. beer I've ever had. Well, I, I still have this Doppelbach. I have probably three gallons left. What H- about the ice H2 box? and his uh, buddy were both out here, and, and they both tried the Doppelbach, and uh, his buddy, who's not a... Uh, 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 he, he's like, that is the best beer I've ever tasted in my life, is what that he said about our Doppelbach. Well, big oh. shout-out to Doc. I mean, I don't know if anybody looked at the NHC as far as uh, does and uh, who was getting first, second, and third. Yeah. But uh, big uh, for the West. You guys really... Yeah. Doze, your awesome. club did a good job. Yeah, we got a lot of points. John, Jamil, you... Yeah. Eric Beer, all of you guys. I had H2's beer when I was out in Texas for the uh, Craft Brewers Conference. It wasn't bad. Uh, one of them was a little chunky. You dry hop the hell out of some of those beers. <laughs> <laughs> that keg had been sitting a little bit. Where's Chad? Kind of settled. So, hey, uh, it sounds like everyone's going to be pretty hammered up after this show. Do I need to get a suite nearby the bistro and everyone can crash there that night? Yeah, maybe that's what we got to do is get uh, like a place to hang out by the bistro. You mean like a party room? Yeah. It sounds like it'd be the best thing wait, to wait, do. Wait, we gotta call it a hospitality. <laughs> but we would need well, like I'll a do place. That. I'll, I'll get a big room, and if anyone needs to crash, they can come and, and stay the night there. Well, I don't know if you got to worry about everybody sleeping, but maybe we need a place <laughs> a like cool down place. Yeah, Destroy so that we can put a keg a on tap in the room. Because you know what's gonna Just happen? Like everyone's gonna end up here, and that's all fine and stuff. But it's a not- lot of people think they're sleeping here. According to the chat room. Really? They, I, like I got permission is, from Justin. That's like how many is a lot saying. of people? I don't know. Hey, as long as there's floor space. I got to tell you right now, if you think you're sleeping here, you're probably misguided. Like, 
I like you guys and stuff, but come on. What do I got to do? I got to fucking Where's make you. I got to make you bacon in the morning and shit. The funny thing, you know, we're talking about it and then somebody comes back. Well, I've already I've already talked to Justin. I, I'm sleeping there. Okay. You know well, what? The couch is comfortable. Like there might be. He a, was sitting up. There might be a person or two who I I mention that to, and if they're like talking about it publicly, then fuck it. You guys can get a hotel. I'm gonna say Ooh. that right now. Like, come on, what do you? What is this? Hotel Crossley. Uh, all of a sudden, it's Hotel Brewing <laughs> Network. Hotel Crossley. I mean, I want business. you guys to come out and party and do the whole thing, but uh, now, Justin, you I gotta live in this place. You gotta realize what this place looked like last year. It was like, uh, yeah, you know, you guys have seen the old uh, frat movies, right? Like, you know what? Yeah. I, yeah, that's what the place looked like. This is not a frat. It's not even my house. I gotta give this back to somebody at hey, some point. Justin, you're missing the boat on this one. Charge a keg a person. Oh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Done. Yeah, if it's like 50 bucks a head, no, you're in, guy. You can stay. All of you can stay. 50 bucks, that's pretty good. Man. You can't get a room. But anyways, I'm looking forward to it. Just want to call and, and say thanks for coming back on the air. We're missing you guys. Sweet, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, bro. All right. Take See care. You in a couple weeks. Take care, buddy. Ciao. All right, get your tickets, man. Two weeks. You got a little time. Tickets. Uh, you guys aren't going to want to miss this party. It's going to be a lot of fun. You gotta tell me who's talking in the chat room about sleeping here. Well, Danielle apparently gave quite a few people permission as well to sleep here. <laughs> so, nice. you know what? Before she's she like, left, I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> Fuck it. Before she left, she said, nobody's sleeping here. <laughs> yeah. And then she probably came back in after. Who's, who's say, who's telling me? I don't want to call people out. I'm air. telling you to call people out and you work for me right now. So, uh, <laughs> who's, who's saying they're staying here? I can't go back that far. MedTech is one of them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It only goes back about so you 70. Have, it was probably one person, and then I did this whole rant because Steph's like, oh, all these people. Like, one person said they're staying here? Well, no, what's one person said they're staying here? Everybody said they're staying here. That's well, if he's staying, yes. I'm staying. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just so guys doesn't like, kick the shit out of me later when he comes out, because I know he's coming out here. So, you have a lot of people that want to stay at the Rat Pad. <laughs> <laughs> and is there going to be a Rat Pad IPA? Ooh. I don't think there's going to be a rap pad anything right now. <laughs> well, actually, I think Chad's uh, Pliny thing could be the rat pad. That could be the rat pad IPA. And rat Code's not pun? kidding. Danielle gave him permission about a month ago, and he wants to know if he's well, still welcome to sleep here. Even if Code got permission like a month ago, why would he like talk about it in the chat room so that everybody and their brother is now going to stay at the rat pad? You know what I'm saying? Like. There's some people that do a lot of work for the BN. I'm like, oh, I got to thank you somehow because I certainly aren't going to pay you. Uh, why would you say in the chat room, like, oh, sweet, I'm staying at the Rat Pad? You know that means that 30 of your friends want to crash here, too. I got duct tape. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently, Cat's staying here, too, so they're all oh. staying here. Oh, is Cat staying here? Apparently. Oh, that's something else right there. there you go. Talk to Gucci about, about it. About he's he's going to line it up. Gooch is all out. talk. Gooch does a lot of talking. He ain't getting cat here. Hey, Gooch he brought a flyer here. He brought us a bunch of German beer, though. All that German beer that's out in the fridge, yeah, that was courtesy I, of Gooch, uh, hand-delivered from Germany. That was wow. really nice. I didn't want to reach my hand in that place, but I did for the beer. <laughs> what are you talking about? You reached your he, hand. He packed it all up in a DC-10 and brought us like a whole crate wow. of uh, German beer, which we'll have with our Chinese food. Here at the ever, Rat Pad? If we ever get off the air. I just got it, by the way. Uh... Uh, we're coming back for like a short like gig and stuff there. I know. We got a call on the door. Now. Is that our, our food? Yeah, it's yeah. Kalel. He wants to say hello. Hey, Kalel, what's happening, brother? Hey, Justin, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. What's going on, man? Good to hear. Um, I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to the brewing community in general. Um, I've been listening to you guys for a couple months now, and 
I um, I've been brewing for about a year now. Just turned 21 last year. Nice. Mm. So, um, yep, getting it on since since day one. And um, I uh, actually did my first all grain batch today. Really? And it just yeah, it just goes to show um, that homebrewers in general are so generous. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, I, I found a guy through our local homebrew shop, and um, he was just so generous to show me everything. Everything works, and I even got a free keg out of it. Dude, nice. that's great. Wow. Hey, so if it's your first all-grain batch, uh, tell us what the biggest screw-up was so that everyone can learn <laughs> from it. Because it happens, we've right? We've all been there. Come on, we've all been oh, there. Oh, totally. You got any lessons well, for us? Relax, don't worry. Where's the boil over? Oh, oh yeah, did you have a nice boil over? All right. It, it wasn't too bad. It was uh, pretty hot down here today. So, um, you know, nice little cool off, even though it was pretty hot. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was just a good time all around. Now, how did the actual mashing go? Were you able to get your temperatures okay? Um, I did. Um, I actually um, was using my uh, friend's system. I'm kind of putting my system together right now. What would you brew? Um my friend actually just got a system built by uh, B3 a couple months ago. Oh, nice. So we were, yeah, that was awesome. You can't let it just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> you need to brew on that baby. Yeah, so what was the beer? Um, we did a white... Uh, oh, excuse me. Some feedback. That's all right. It's my fault. Yeah, it is. Oh, we did no, a uh, balk, actually. A what? Sorry? Uh, we did a balk. Okay. Oh, wow. Very nice. Yeah, um, he, uh, my friend's done a couple of lagers before, and um, he wanted to, you know, get something crisp and cool for the summer, and yeah, kind of like an interesting, interesting challenge. I usually get strippers when I'm looking for something crisp and cool for the summer. <laughs> Woo! You know what I'm There's saying? Really nothing oh, like yeah. the pachinko strippers. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And just the last thing, uh, we're definitely, definitely going to be coming up with a couple of buddies to the anniversary show. And ah, sweet! All right, there Woo! you go. Road trip. Definitely. I actually I live right down the road from Firestone, so gonna bring some swag up for you guys and great. Right on. Hey, grab Matt on your grab way. Grab Matt, yeah, bring Matt with up you. Here. Can you yeah. bring, can you bring some wine from Tully or uh, Turley and uh, <laughs> also uh, Topless Creek? <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Ah, that's great. I'm glad you guys are coming up for the party. That's awesome. Definitely. You guys have a good one. Cheers, brother. Thanks Take for the care. call. Thank you. Bye. You know, I got to tell you something right now. Just, in, in, I know we're about to end the show, yeah. but uh, you know, we had a, we had a great interview with uh, with uh, with Randy from uh, Omegon. Yeah. And I have a new thing that we should do. I, I know I introduced the Rat Pad to the whole thing, yeah. but I think the new cry for the TBN should be, "Oh my God!" <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just yell that every time something's yes. cool. Yes. Oh my God! Just yell it out. It's a great. Oh my God! All right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm into it, but we, I, like, I think it needs a, like a moment where that get deserves it, right? Like when something happens and we're all excited about it. Oh my no, it's like, like you, then we gotta well, yell. Just sip like, like, like this. Oz calls back just, finally. Just, yes, it, because in the past we would yell watermelon wheat. Yeah. And now it's oh my <laughs> it's god. Means, now like, it's like oh you have god. like that beer where it just like it touches your lips and it just like heaven. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, we, yeah, maybe when we get Oz to drink a beer again, we can yell. Oh, oh, it god. shoots in your mouth and it kind of lays on your tongue until you throw it back. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Talk to us about that later. <laughs> not the JP thing. Oh. More calls coming in. They're not going to let us get at it because we gave them like four weeks yeah. without it. to say hi. Who? Who is it? It's Geist. 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 Rat pad. Rat pad. Rat pad. What's happening, brother? Hey, um, I'm, I've got an anchor brewing tour on Friday before uh, the anniversary party. Yeah. There yeah. is one spot left for a BN listener. Oh, okay. Is this the 2 o'clock tour? No, it's the 1 p.m. Oh, the 1 p.m. All right, so BN listeners, if you're out there, what do you got to do? Go to anchor.com or something? 
Uh, no, just PM me on the forums, and the first person who gets me a message gets the spot. Okay, awesome. so go to the for- brewingnetwork.com, uh, hit the forum button, and then uh, private message thing. Geist it's Beer. What would you do? You reserve two spots? You'll give one to somebody? No, I, I reserved a, a six. A whole two, tour. The whole like fucking tour, spot. Justin. Oh, sweet, sweet. Six spots, and you got one left. All right, so first one, a private message Geist in the forum gets a spot on the Anchor Tour if you're coming up for the... The anniversary show. Hey, that's cool, man. Thanks for that. No oh. problem. Hey, Daniela. Hey, hey, guys. Did Daniela tell you you could stay at the Red Pad, too? Uh, no, actually, I, she had rather unkind words when I... No, I didn't bring uh, even ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get a head count here. I'm going to buy some fucking cots or something. Uh, I, uh, Love well, towels. Or even then, oh. think that you guys would be uh, putting up a hotel, honestly. So. Yeah. Hotel Crosley. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, got got, nice did you take pizza, it. MasterCard? Yeah. Guys, what are you, what are you, guys, what are you drinking right now? Um, I have a license. Okay, uh, this is what I want you to do. You're a home brewer, right? You you brew beer at home? Oh, yeah. I okay. just finished okay. up the batch. Okay, so then have, you, have you brewed a Rat Pad you know, IPA or pale ale or anything like that? No. Well, damn you, Not my man. Yeah, I don't brew you, any IPAs. Well, no, the, you have to brew a beer and call it Rat Pad and bring it out with you. doesn't matter what it is. Just bring it out. Um... Uh, Okay, I'll bring something and call it Rat Pad. Okay. We need one for the after party. Yeah. Just one. Okay. At the Rat Pad. Maybe yeah. I could, like, like if H2's into it, and uh, I, maybe I get some other people into it. Over there on well, the other yeah. side of the desk, <laughs> then yeah, we could get like a we could get like a sponsored after party place. Yeah, you know? we're up for that. Just we'll get like, like some sponsor, like yeah. we'll promote it and yeah. shit, and then like whoever can show up at a at a place, you know, that that, that doesn't close at two. You know, the what I mean? Crosley like, Hotel. No, like uh, yeah, sponsored. <laughs> well, you know, pay my fucking rent. Okay. You can all come here. I don't care. Okay, this is kind of thinking out loud, but I mean, honestly, we're in the city. We kind of hard to get there, but maybe not. But no, something out there. I was thinking that we can just leave the bistro and go to. Like a a hall or a suite or a venue yeah. of some sort. Oh, I see what you're nice saying. That we can Oakland, we supply Buffalo our Pills own right our own beer. Are you saying that we could trash? Yes. Okay. That's Good. what I, exactly what I'm getting at. Like right? rock stars. You're, you're looking yeah. for a BN listener who lives in Hayworth. That's willing to have their house trash. No, 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 no. I mean like yes. a commercial place, no, not a, like not a, a treehouse. No, like I'm not Doc ca- says, we're going to rock, let's rock star it. Yeah, like let's uh, yeah. get a, yeah, a, yeah. a suite or a, I don't think there's any penthouses in Hayward, <laughs> but we can, something that we can just bombard. You but know. there's probably a four peaks somewhere. A strip club? Or a four points even. Four points, How many whatever. acres do you have, Doc? <laughs> yeah. What about the week Burning before for a 2-1-A tour of the brewery? Oh, like the Friday? Yeah. You think John's going to I know we're going to be gone. We're yeah, actually going to be, be up in Oregon. We're going to be at Eugene in another festival. So but, what about uh, Jesse earlier that week? Yeah, we'll have Jesse do it. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> care. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just send emails to Sean about that if you're interested in looking Sean at the place. Sean at com. <laughs> actually, it's Home the of the watermelon wheat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have uh, a six-pack of watermelon wheat at home. Good. I'm not drinking it, but I'm going to send it to people. Why are you, uh, He's aging it. No, I, I uh, my brother really <laughs> don't loves, age it. No, All right, my brother really loves it, and I'm gonna surprise there. him with it. I remember that day. Yeah, it's good. Hey guys, <laughs> thanks, brother. No problem. All Have right. a good one. Rat pad. Yeah, there you go. The old guys. Guys is awesome. <laughs> guys and like uh, four others of us have kept that thread going. I got you. Got to love that guy. Guys and exactly. four man. others. That's pretty have bad. Thread going. Yeah. Whatever. I want Bub to get on board on that one too. I don't really care. Bubster. about it. Yeah, you do. Um, what time is it? It's nine. It's time to get it's late. But you know what? I just signed for the Chinese food, 
Uh, and uh, Reef, I'm sorry I gave him a hundred dollar tip. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but, thank you for uh, the vegetarian. It's out. It's options. out there right now. So yeah, I'm looking forward good. to it. Let's get out of here. See. All right, hey, uh, listen. Uh, tomorrow you can sign up to get uh, pre-sale books. Uh, Jamil and John Palmer's brand new book. It's uh, eighty recipes that you can brew at home, and they're all uh, based on the BJCP style guidelines. And Jamil did a great job at, at formulating those recipes. So go to thebrewingnetwork.com and click on the store tab. Uh, tomorrow, and you'll be able to buy pre-sale. What you get out of buying pre-sale from us is a, a signed book from Jamil, which is pretty cool, man. The author's going to sign it for you, and you guys are all fond of Jamil anyway, so do that. There's also going to be a Jamil. lot of other books uh, there that you can buy from us, and uh, pre-sale t-shirts. I'm not sure they're going to be up tomorrow. I want to make sure that my t-shirt person can come through before I put them up for pre-sale, is and I'm supposed to meet the with them tomorrow. I can show you the artwork. I'd love to I don't have an actual sample, but I'll show you the new BN Army logo that you guys, I'm going to tell you what, uh, Sully, you've seen it. The oh, doc, yeah. you've seen it. It's awesome, it's right? It's awesome. It is yeah. a kick-ass thing that Brains Tasty from the forum did for us, and uh, he's a professional uh, uh, designer guy. He's no he's no slouch, man. So yeah, I'll, I'll put those up for pre-sale this week, too, and uh, you're going to look forward to it. We got another call? We do. Do you want to take one more? Um, yeah. It's, it's Zymergist. Oh, he's always like hammered at this point in the night. He sounded drunk okay. Of the week. We he haven't did. had drunk of the week yet today. Hey, Zymergist. Hey, what's happening, brother? How hey, are you, man? Are good. you wrecked? Uh, no, just a little. Just a wee bit, lad. <laughs> hey, I, be, I drank a few more of your beers, and I, I stored some of the ones that you sent, too, just like you said. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got a well, couple. I got two uh, rat pad kegs to bring. Do you? Oh, so you're coming down for the anniversary. Oh, hell yeah. Good man. And you're going to bring some kegs for us. Yeah, two of them. Dude, you're awesome. See, we, we're going to need the after party place. We can't do without it. We're going right. to need it. Get a fun hotel what do you want suite to think for about it. A, a, a bourbon Maybach and a uh, brown sugar uh, porter, a coconut toasted coconut porter. Nice. Well, that all sounds good to me. Mm, sounds familiar. I mean, let's face it. At that point, everyone's going to be so drunk that we won't really care. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we can almost even. Yeah, I just need to find me a KOA or a Calcifurfon. We can almost even like say we're going to do it, and it may not even happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're like, ah. Oh, well, remember last year? We were just, you know, we were lit. Yeah. Well, but we're going to have to do this in advance. Like we're no, really we'll s- to, we can't do it that night. No, no, it'll be set up. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, I won't even be down there until like 7 a.m. Well, that's fine. We're not doing yeah. it until like uh, 11 p.m. Sunday night, so you're fine. We'll put Chad the oh, producer good. on. Then that's I'll jump in your bedroom and cold <laughs> then water it's all his fault, right? Yeah, that's disgusting. All right, Zyme. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to seeing you then. And I won't be wearing any pants. Yeah, no, I, I think, actually, though, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to be so, like, crowded in there. Everyone's going to want to wear pants. There's going to be a lot of pantsless people, though, according to the chat room. Nah, I'm yeah. feeling about chafing. There's no pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get the clap. About a week killed. <laughs> All right, brother. No kilt. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you can wear a kilt. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'll it's the only thing wear the kilt to the dress is if you're wearing. It's gonna smell underneath. like nuts in there anyway. It yeah. doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Hot nuts. Yeah. All right. Hot nuts. I gotta oh, go, yeah. man. Thanks, brother. 
Take care, man. Cheers, son. Let's get out of here. Let's All right. go. Uh, Chinese food. Let's do- All right, Brief. so check out the store. Out. If you haven't seen the Gang video yet, hit the video button on our main page. You can check it out. Uh, hey, buy Brew Your Own Magazine because uh, they help us out for helping them out. And you can just click the link right from our main page. Uh, we have banners for it, and it's a big, giant red banner, and you can hardly miss it. Uh, if it's not there when you first go there, just hit the refresh button because it'll show up. And uh, you guys have actually been doing great. I want to thank all of you who have done that already. Uh, they've been helping us out a lot with that link, and, uh, you know, we appreciate it, too. Plus, you could hit those other links on our site that rhyme with frugal, and uh, that helps us out, too. <laughs> I don't know what that noise is in the background, but it sounds like... Sounds like fun. Hey, we're going. Sounds like there's dentistry going on. <laughs> Two thirds. Hey, Sully, thanks for doing the show with us today. That's man. awesome. I love being here. It was uh, a well, long you know, break. I got to tell you, welcome back. I thanks, mean, brother. I know people have been talking about it, even when I've been traveling in Philadelphia and Austin and all that. And uh, the word out there is that they've missed you. And, uh, and sir, welcome back. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Steph for doing the chat room no, for thank us tonight. You. It was fun. Everyone was really good tonight. Okay. So everyone was appropriate. All right. Very good. Are these questions in front of me? That I didn't get to. They are, but uh, it's all right. Yeah, Next we'll time. do it. Oh, I see. They're not important. It's fine. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week. And listen, I'm stoked to be back in the studio. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh, supporting the Brewing Network with all you guys do. We're here for you and because of you. So thanks a lot, everybody. We'll oh see God. you uh, in one week. Cheers. A bark will do me when the skies are gray I'll take a Belgian through any time And the women say the land big fine But don't you give me that American crew Boys, I want a real home brew Home brew, don't you really love a better home brew Can't get enough of it Home brew, it blows my mind I love home brew all the time Yeah, I think I'm happy and well I'm the one right now Yeah, you know.